Welcome to the PulpMX.com show. Broadcasting live around the world from the Vegas Strip in a room where the term action could refer only to the classic Supercross playing on the VCR. And now, introducing your hosts, Steve Mathis and the OGK dub, Kenny Watson. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, that says it all right there. Sit back and enjoy. Kenny Watson, welcome to the Pulp MX Show. Thank you for the listener for making that intro. Uh, it's been in my head all week. It's been in the pits all week. Kenny, uh, you asked me to email it to you. You've probably been rocking it out all week. It's on my uh, ringtone now. It's on your ringtone? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, whoever did that. That was awesome. And, uh, and you're showing the ladies. Uh, you've been listening, you are listening to the Pulp MX Show live from Las Vegas. Here we are on a Monday night after Steel City. One more race to go. Thank God. What a long summer, man. It's been hot out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long, long, a lot of work of those races for you. Man, it's, it's tough because I, I get the, the time the races are on out here at the pool, the, it's, the shadows come into effect. So it's hard to see the TV, and i got to stand outside, so it's, it gets really hot outside. Yeah, it's tough, man. Yeah, that, those outdoors kill me. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Uh, thank you for listening on this holiday weekend. It's a, it's a Monday. It's a holiday, and uh, I don't know if our numbers will be better or worse, Kenny. I don't even know, but it's a holiday, and we're, we're getting double time here. It's a so. holiday in Cambodia. It's a holiday everywhere. Dead Kennedys. Yeah. Uh, Guest tonight on the show, Jason Ellis of uh, Sirius uh, XM Faction Show, uh, Moto Head guy from Australia, been uh, been around the block. Super popular show is gaining a lot of buzz lately. And Mark Pellegrino, who is Kyle Regal's stepdad, many listeners of the show out there will 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 know what Mark's all about. And I can't wait to get him on, Kenny. Yeah, people will be uh, blown away on this one. He's uh, coming at a whole different direction, and he has a lot to say about what went down and. Uh, you know, he digested everything what happened through the season, and he uh, he has some things to say about uh, the way he feels. And uh, you know what? The yeah. show's about letting people speak their minds. So. It is. It is about that, Kenny. You're right. Hey, you guys can catch this show on iTunes as well if you want to download it later on or if you miss an episode. Archives go up on Pulp MX the next day. Uh, don't forget you're going to be able to call in to talk to Ellis or Pellegrino and maybe our mystery surprise guest if he texts me back. Uh, 702-586-7857. Those are the numbers you can call in um, and talk to one of our guests tonight. Um, also, let's not forget our sponsors, Watson. We can't do it without it. JGRMX.com, one of the, the up-and-coming aftermarket companies out there, motors and suspension. Obviously, uh, Justin, Justin Brayton made the podium this weekend, and so it works there. Cooper Webb won Loretta Lynn titles, worked good, worked good for him. And, Kenny, there was a CRF race this weekend. I heard. Uh, and, and he uh, did really good. He got a flat or something? Yeah, happened? he was checking out. He was gone on his JGR CRF 150, and he got a flat. That's not their fault. No, that's not their fault. They, won't, they will not give you a flat if you send your motor or suspension to them. Um, 
Also, uh, TREMX.com, free shipping, anything over $100, home of the Racer's Edge, your one-stop shop for all things moto. If you type in Pulp MX Show, all caps, you will get a discount, and uh, they're on. They're one of our favorite uh, people and uh, good guys up there in TREMX. Uh, did they give you a show special, Watson? Did you just no, forget to no, tell me? They, they, uh, I tried to get a hold of them. They were not okay. open today. So. No, so, no show special for today, but maybe they'll be on the chat room later to, to tell us. Uh, well, you can use the one from last week. It's still, uh, they'll still take it. Yeah, there we go, uh, which I don't have written down, Kenny. Um, don't, hey, what about Nick Paluzzi, too? JGR uh, fill-in rider getting uh, seventh overall, first ever national. They can pick him, can't they? I tell you what, that Coy Gibbs. Yeah, he's, a, he's just he's, an eye for talent. Dude, he's, that guy's amazing. He's a Hawkeye. You know, someone I was talking to an agent, and the agent was telling me that uh, that that he didn't know shit about the sport. He just comes from a Super Bowl uh, winning coach's son. Nobody told you that. Come on. He did really? too. And he said he all he doesn't know shit. Well, you know what? Obviously, he knows something. Yeah. Wow. I mean. The agent, the yeah. agent uh, is is uh, not too cool of a dude after all. Yeah, I don't know about about Coy Gibbs. Not he knows a lot about Xbox, that's for sure too. But dude, he knows a lot about everything. Just ask him; he'll tell you. <laughs> he'll tell you all about it. X Brand Goggles, uh, another sponsor of our forty percent discount for this week's show. X Pro twenty ten is the code you enter after you click buy it now. Check them out on the web at xbrand.com, thexbrand.com, or xbrand.com, eksbrand.com. The goggle of choice of Michael Lessie and. Uh, uh, basically, Moto Concepts Yamaha. That glass. What? What? Give me that glass, dude. Oh, okay. All right, dude. Dude, come on, relax, bud. Let's R- go. Write it down. You don't gotta whisper it or yell it. Um, don't tell me what to do on my show. Just, uh, you're right. I'm sorry. Just, I'm just sorry. Spon- name the, get the sponsors out. There. All right. Let's go. X Brand goggles. The choice. The choice of champions. Um, Josh Drang, also winning the GNCC series with X Brand goggles. Wow. Kyle Chisholm, Michael Lessie. Josh, uh, Ryan Sipes, all holding down top ten positions in the outdoors. So uh, that's the show rundown. Trivia questions. I'm still putting all the listeners on probation. Kenny, not happy with trivia. Uh, I don't know what to do. I got some suggestions this week. One of them was maybe uh, maybe do the tenth, the tenth listener with the right answer gets the gift certificate from Rockwell Watches. Sounds good to me. I mean, we got it. Awesome. Yeah, I just didn't come up with a question though. So you need to figure that out quick. Come up with a question right now. Okay. Go ahead. I got it. All right. What year does uh, Cooper Webb turn pro? All right. What year does JGRMX Cooper Webb turn pro? And if you have the answer, email to pulpmxtrivia at gmail.com. The sixth right answer will get a Rockwell Watch gift certificate, uh, $50 Perfect. off a Rockwell Watch. Look who's rocking Rockwell, walkwelltime.com, one of our sponsors that have been on since the beginning. So sixth answer, sixth correct answer of what year does Cooper Webb of JGRMX mods and a Honda turned pro. Uh, funny story though, you know those kids were so excited to ride the Nationals yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there was all on Honda 150s. Turns out, I guess there was six or seven of them broken on the side of the track. Oh, no. <laughs> Somebody said it's not exactly a great advertisement for Honda. Wow. Just because you know, I mean, who knows? They're Did pushing Honda it. Did Honda bring them all out? No, I don't know what happened. I don't know if they're just. Was in- it kind of like the old school race of champions? Yeah. No. Well, they had. Their, they were on their own bikes. Oh, they were. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're everybody's on their own bikes. I think they should do that again, man. That was awesome. But times have changed so much now, where all the manufacturers, well, it'll all be a big deal. Oh, you can't wear this. You can't wear that. You yeah, dude. I it, mean, a exactly. lot of people don't know. They had a thing back in the the late '80s, um, in the early '90s. It was called the World Mini Race of Champions, where they would take the top 15 amateurs out of the country and put them all on the same motorcycle. It was a 
at the end it was a Kawasaki. It used to be the Yamaha Race of Champions. And every rider would ride the same motorcycle. It's bone stock. Bone stock bike. Yeah. It was, like, they it was cool. They couldn't touch it. Yeah. And they would go out and race. And if you rode a Honda all year, you'd ride a Cowie during that race. And if you rode a Yamaha, yeah. you rode a Cowie. Yeah. And it worked out that way. And it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I could see you spilling this glass of water. It was cool. And now, I mean, I think that's kind of cool that Honda came back into it. You know, Honda's been doing some stuff at the road race. They did that uh, that that 250 race where the, everyone rode the same bike. And that mm-hmm. was kind of cool, too. So that's yeah. cool Honda's giving back. I mean, they won't give you some contact cleaner, but they'll give you a bike to race. That's awesome. Yeah, perf- perfectly well said. We've got an email this week, Kenny. Uh, you might want to just tune out because it doesn't really concern you or the show too much. But Then why read it? I want to. Steve. I'm a huge fan of most of your shows, but your DMX podcast with Ryan Lockhart was as entertaining as listening to Paint Dry. I have listened to your last 100-plus podcasts in there entirely, but I was not able to listen to more than 15 minutes of that podcast. I know you are Canadian and everything, but I don't give two shits about the Canadian series. I think that B-class riders at the upcoming Dodge Amateur National could clean up most of the Canadian national riders. True. I am about as hardcore moto as you can get, so I am thinking your Canada show is a total flop. Keep it in the U.S. and less than 10%. You can talk GP. Talk about Loretta's Ponca Dodge before you spend talking about the Canadian series. Just thought you would would like some constructive criticism from a big fan. This is only this is the only one out of over 100 shows I didn't care for. James. Well, James, I'm sorry to hear that you didn't like the Canadian Moto Podcast. But you know what? A lot of Canadians did. Did your brother like it? I don't know. I didn't talk to him about it. But uh, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep trying to force the Canadian series on my podcast shows down Americans' throat. And... Uh, you're right. Probably the winner of the B class at um, at Loretta's could probably win a Canadian national, but irregardless of that, I'm gonna keep doing it. So sorry, man. I apologize, but uh, I'm gonna keep doing it. So screw you. Yeah, there, there you go, dude. I know, screw Kenny. You. Kenny, hey, you want to listen to our phone messages? Um, as usual, people can call in anytime seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. If the message is good, if it's relevant, it makes the show. If it's not, we just trash it. But uh, here are the best of the messages from the last week. Mavis, like honestly, dude, like the fucking thing just like went to voicemail. Anyways, um, Kenny is not leaving the show. That's baloney, dude. I'm over it. And uh, I think the fake Giuseppe Longo was Wigan. I honestly think Giuseppe Longo. How can fake Giuseppe Luongo be Wigant when Wigant was in the room the very first time whoever was fake Giuseppe called why? in? You want to know why he thinks that? Why? Because I guarantee you his black flat hat is way too tight on his head, and he has his black <laughs> socks pulled up around his calves, and his blood's getting cut okay, off. Okay, but it's not Jason Wigant. There's no possible way. Wigant was in the room when yeah. the guy called. It was Wigant. So, anyways, um... Metcalf ran out of gas. That was baloney. And uh, Tower Casino is going to go off. Let's go crazy. These are our listeners. And, uh, Told yeah. you. He's not on that Sounds guy. like Alex. It's on. From JGR. Oh, and has been ruled. Has been ruled. Later. Don't tell him that. <laughs> hey, hey, Steve. Kenny, what up? It's Matt from Lawrence, Kansas. Just calling in. I haven't been able to listen to the show live for a couple of weeks, but uh, great couple of shows. I mean, you combine uh, my two favorite things on the internet, moto, porn, you can't go wrong. Anyways, I got a question about uh, how K-Dub won this week. It was awesome. But uh, what do you think, like, his bonuses, was, his bonus was for the win? 
I know he had a contract for top five or whatever, but, like, do you guys know any kind of numbers, ballpark it, but uh, what he got for that overall win at uh, Steel City. Anyways, Chris Joe, keep it up. I'll probably check it out tomorrow. All right, I'll holler you guys later. Peace. Peace. What do you think? I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing a standard win bonus of a hundred grand. I mean, he would get a at least a fill-in job. I mean, uh, money. He got gear for money and boots and all. But yeah, he he, uh, he probably he probably got bonuses all the way across the page. Right, from all but, the sponsors. But, but I'm thinking even I'm, as a fill-in rider, he would sign a normal contract. I would think that would give him the Wyndham, normal bonus. Wyndham's a veteran. He's not like that the kid that rode for uh, JGR just to get a leg over the bike. He, right. he ain't going unless you know he's going to make yeah. money if he does good. I mean, a lot of people don't know Ricky Carmichael. That guy didn't have win bonuses. He had championship bonuses. He straight said, "I, I, I don't I care thought about those are all built into the." No, it's it's no. it was it was championship only. Like you you win championship, you get paid, and that's why he worked so hard. And you didn't see him after race wins. You know, every time he talked, it was like, "Hey, I'm here to win the championship." You know, I'm right. in this race, and that's part of the plan. Right. So for K Dub, I guarantee you that he it was Honda took care of him. On yeah, that. yeah. I just hope they can pay it now. They can't afford to give contact later away. <laughs> no, they can't. Hey, what's up? This is Chris. Um, Steve, I wanted to see if you guys could make mention, it seems like no one else has, of uh, how good of a performance Gerke had on his first ride back. Nobody seems to give this we like, talked about quiet, it, think, didn't hard-working we? kid uh, the credit he deserves. And, uh, I think I this know, is his friend like, that called him before. I, don't know, I know him pretty well. Gerke. I know how oh, really? hard he works and how hard he trains. and. The struggles that, that he endured. He said he knows how hard uh, he works and how hard he trains. So, yeah, no, no, I just so that means he knows how hard he does he everything else, too. Less than uh, superb support from the industry. Uh, I like how he says less than superb support. I think Moto Concepts and, is know, way further down better than, than less than and, superb. Uh, right. 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 If you could address that, that'd be kind of cool. I don't know how much better Matt Gerke could get. Hey, to be honest. Hey, Stephen Kenny, uh, Polish Rocket here. Um, Polish Rocket. Yeah. You guys do a great job. I listen to the archives on Tuesdays at work usually. Just had a couple questions. Uh, maybe you guys can touch on this next week. I'm curious, uh, whatever happened to that riders' union, I guess, uh, after the Andrew McFarlane accident, I remember some talk about uh, Langston and Reed maybe doing something. Uh, just curious whatever happened to that. And also curious to know uh, how uh, Aaron Normal is doing uh, after the uh, car accident. Anyway, once again, you guys do a great job. Then uh, take care. Ryder Junior. I have no idea. I, 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 I would. I would. I don't know. But right. I would think with uh, with Grant retiring and yep. he wants to stay in it, that'd be the perfect opportunity. Yeah. That's something. What, that if, he what could if, do. like, um, and like, what if every rider that joined, say it was a hundred or two hundred dollars to join, and then like half of it goes to Langston to just organize yeah. it? You know, just work of the. Union. I would say more I mean, than that. I would say if you're a factory rider, if you make over a hundred grand, he gets ten grand or right. something because he's going to bat for you. He's like, yeah. you know. He's just like a football. Yeah, I can't see. I could not see riders ponying no, up. 10 I, could, grand. I could. I could tell you one rider that I know damn well that wouldn't give ten grand to anybody, <laughs> and that'd be Ivan Tedesco. <laughs> that guy is the cheapest bastard in the world. And if Aaron Normoyle is listening, or anybody if she wants to call in, tell us uh, how she's doing after her car accident and uh, subsequent ankle injuries. Um, yeah, this is John Fish once again. This guy. Uh, I just wanted to say that. Uh, the caller that called in about Kenny not going to the races, I kind of uh, disagree. I think, uh, you know, it takes a lot of money uh, to get to these races. And also the uh, thing that I think that uh, Kenny brings to the show and you also is not so much about the motocross uh, that we all this guy has your back, Kenny. You don't need to go to the races. Dude, I spent more money at the pool on a weekend than I would flying and traveling to the race. Yeah, well, what does that mean? 
That means that? it ain't about the money. It's about oh, it's about yeah. it's about the outdoors, not being part of my program. All right. Um, you know what? Wait, let's speed this thing around. Jim let's, Jim goes uh, on for a while. Change replacement. Also, the about how knows Mike Brown. He's Mike Brown. Uh, Mike Brown. Over. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Jim, for calling in. I, I just we got to move the Mike show Brown. along. Um, you know, that basically. Uh, Do you think he's a friend of Mike Jones? I have documentation. Oh, here we go. Oh yeah. We got a, We got a countdown for documentation. Yeah. We got a, uh, we got a countdown. I hope we're, I, we're talking eleven minutes. Right. Right. Until, until it's on. Very very exciting. Um, hey, basically. Uh, oh hey, uh, did you know I talked to Jayla? I heard. You did? Yep, yeah, he I gave heard. me an interview. You want to hear a little bit of it? Uh, it was comedy. Uh, yeah, let's hear it. Arma Energy Snacks, Yamaha, J-Law Racing, Jason Lawrence. He really didn't want to do it. Uh, J-Bone and Coy shamed him day? into it. That's pretty good. Uh, I feel like I rode really good at times. I had flashes, flashes of like speed. You know, made me happy. Boosted my confidence a little bit. But uh, I had a real bad start in the first moto. And, Three or four stupid crashes right off the bat put me way back. And then uh, ended up getting 28th in that moto. But I was real stoked on that moto because on the hot lap, when I found out where all my fans were, they were all pumped on me all the way till when I was getting laughed every lap, just screaming for me. So that stoked me out. So I was pumped on the second moto to go out there. Hey, how long is your guys' drive? Went out for the second moto, ripped one of my biggest starts that I've ever He did. Had. He was right next to Alessi. Came out like fifth. Awesome. Made it Great to start. About two or three laps after halfway, probably still in the top ten, and then dropped it back pretty hard. I threw the anchor out, but that's all kind of a result of not riding and being a little under the weather for a while here. But felt good. We got we got some new suspension on my bike. It's good. <laughs> Everything's coming together. So hey, you should have seen. He did, he, did, he did not want um, to do the interview. And you said before we turned this on that you were happier with your first um, model than your second he, one, which he, actually uh, did better in the second one. You got your Muscle Milk Award. Just because he, he's like, better. he said, you're going to twist my words. And I said, no, no, this is a podcast. This is going to be like exactly what you say. And J-Bone's like, look at this machine he's got. It's really expensive. It's good. And Coy's like, just do it. Just do it. And then he's like, I'll do it because J-Bone's going to be my new team manager. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it was pretty funny. Well, he's, so he's hiring J-Bone? I, I have no idea. He did ran Josh Hill's jersey name and number on the back in practice. Nice. That's kind of cool. You could have ran it during the race. Yeah, because it's chest tucker. You mean? Whatever. I don't think you can, Kenny. Why not? Why? What are transponders for? They don't read back the jerseys no more. Yeah, I don't think you can do that. Talk about your time here. We are on JGR Yamaha truck. Uh, Talk about your time there and all those guys. Uh, I know they're good guys. I hang out with them a lot. Did you like it out there? Yeah, for sure. It was awesome out there. I mean, I love North Carolina in general, but then to be there. There's a good question near the like end. That's why we're listening team, to it. When a team's run correct, you know, not that my team's not run correct, but we don't really have all the same resources. So mm-hmm. just to see the different level that some of these people are provided with from what I've been using the past couple of years was kind of eye-opening. So, I mean, I was good down there. It's something that I was kind of at a point in my career, in my life, where I was kind of down in the dumps real big and didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then just all those guys believing in me was kind of like a kick in the butt to get me going again. But... Unfortunately, I, I'm kind of sick and I have a little ongoing virus that kicks up every once in a while, but I'm sure we'll be able to get that sorted out sooner or later. Coach Gibbs told me that they got the best doctor in the United States for that. Uh, did you play Xbox with Koi a lot? Oh, Koi would never turn his controller on if I'm in the same room. There's no way. Uh, 
Well, right on, man. What's your off-season plans? Um, anything lined up? Yeah, I got just signed up for a wrestling class because Coy's big on wrestling. So once I get down there in North Carolina, I'm gonna give him, put him in a full Nelson, knee him in his butt, right. and make him <laughs> tap out. So I'm excited. Right. Well, then you're gonna beat him up, and so is Watson. So that should be interesting. Yeah, be uh, hey, thanks for doing this. I know you didn't really want to. Thank you to Jaybone for arranging this. Yeah, yeah. Coy asked a question here, Kenny. What do you think of Mathis in general? <laughs> Um, you can be honest. Yeah, you can be honest. Go ahead. No, he's right there. Go ahead. I think he's all right. I think he's a pretty opinionated reporter, but whatever. <laughs> there we go. Jason Lawrence giving me my first ever interview. Uh, it was pretty funny. I got to say, I, I enjoyed it. Um, he held back because he thinks you're a douchebag. No, I know. I know. But that's all right. Hey, uh, hey, how about Kevin Windham winning? That's cool, huh? Amazing. Amazing. He was on it, man, all day. Yeah, he's did Windham. It, it, you know, like he when he came out, you know, every time he would do an interview, I remember at Washougal, I talked to him. I think it was his second race in, and he was just like, you know, I'm just kind of off the pace. Um, when I can run the pace, um, I just I'm not used to going that fast for that long. It's going to take me a few to get back to it, you know, back in there. And and uh, he's a man of his word. He right. came in, you know, Kate up, and don't think he's done. I, I I'm not counting him out of right. Paula because you never know at Paula. I mean, yeah. I think it I think it's going to benefit a lot of the SoCal guys because they ride there quite a bit. Yeah, but it's going to be. I, I don't know what their plans are for the place. I mean, it could be. I know some people that went out there a week ago and they said it, it's a shithole. Really? I've yeah. heard the opposite. So yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, well, the guy that told me that really uh, is is a shithole himself. So <laughs> it really doesn't matter. But I, I'm, I'm kind of see. I'm anxious to see what they do with the right. place. I hope. I shouldn't say I'm anxious to see because I'll only see it on TV. Yeah, you're not going. No, Let's I'm gonna get that be, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in Chicago. Oh uh, um, yes, yeah, so you have your Chicago thing coming up. Yeah, and I'm gonna be in Chicago. If anyone's listening, we're gonna be um, in Chicago. Uh, the Hart and Huntington team is gonna be there doing a a a, a thing for Sears and Craftsman at the, the Craftsman Experience in downtown. So if anyone's right. in the area wants to come by and say hi. Support Sears, Craftsman, Hart and Huntington. We're going to be doing some giveaways, and we're going to have Tony Berluti on site taking apart a bike to the frame, uh-huh. explaining what's going on, and do a full teardown and build of a race bike in the in the parking lot there um, at Sears. So if you're in the neighborhood, come on down and support us. You uh, you have to be regretting that you didn't get to see Tim Ferry's final lap of champions. I've seen all I needed to see on the Twitter with him and Little Dog on the on the bike. Yeah, that was it. It wasn't a dry eye in the house, Kenny. I bet. I bet. You want to take this call? Let's do it. Papa Mech Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, this is Patrick from uh, Syracuse, New York. How are you guys doing tonight? Hey, hey what's Patty. Up, Patrick? What's up? Um, you guys got Pellegrino on the show again tonight? Yeah, coming on right away. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I'm actually the guy that emailed you about him because I listened to him on NX Talk Radio. Oh, nice. oh okay. Yeah, Thank Patrick you. was the guy who said, hey, you got to listen to this guy. Yeah, because yeah. I, I listened to the show like a couple days after it aired and... Uh, I was on Vital. I'm like, I can't believe nobody's seen this yet. Like, you right. know, it was like gold. I thought it'd be gold for your show. So I let you guys know about it. It you're was. An awesome, you're an awesome talent scout. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you guys would hook me up with like a free uh, Pop Up Next T-shirt or something like that, or some stickers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, send me an email. I'll hook you up. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Anything else? Uh, how come you guys haven't been? Uh, or just you, Matt? How come you haven't been keeping up on the podcast lately, man? You haven't Dude, seen any of them. Whatever. I have too. I've had one a week, haven't I? You suck. You need to get up back on your program, dude. There's a there's a new one. There's a new one up going. Well, up, there's a new one going up tomorrow. All right, cool. Is it? Because I mean, you've only had like new people. You haven't had any like old school guys. On yeah, I know. I know. Cooper and I. Guy Cooper's coming up, and uh, Dave Arnold's coming up, and all right, I can't get anybody cool. else to call me back. So thanks, Patrick. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate See you, man. It. Bye. Papa Mech Show. You're on the air. Who's this? 
Hey, this is John from uh, yeah, Tennessee. We well, always call him Jim. Oh, all right. hey, 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 John, Mike Brown's uh, fan. Yeah, well, I'm not really. I just remember when my friend was, uh, he knows Mike Brown better than I do because we all live near him. But uh, he was talking about uh, when uh, he was racing against the KTMs over there, which was Langston was talking about last week. Uh, how He was telling him even back then how fast they were. And I was remembering Langston talking about, how well they ran, you know, and, and Mike Brown even told him how well they ran over here where we live. He was telling him, he said, you couldn't. He said they were absolutely flying, and that was the problem he was having. Right. He knew his Honda wouldn't keep up with them. Right. Uh, and Kenny thanks you for having his back on the uh, not needing to go to the races thing. Well, you know, the thing is, on all this stuff, uh, you know, we can watch the races and see how it goes, but, you know, it's behind-the-scenes stuff that you bring that uh, – that Kenny brings, uh, you know, like even the stuff like Tony Baluti uh, told me, like yeah. like the chain. You know, he was he he would give the chains away to uh, uh, Jeff Glass because he didn't want. Uh, you know, he's afraid that Damon's uh, the chain would break on him. Then it'd be his fault that the championship went down. And at the same time, there was nothing wrong with the chains, so he just gave the chains to Jeff Glass. I mean, that's something behind the scenes. Just like you know, you was telling on uh, one of the other podcasts about you doing those. Uh, uh, tech tips that you do for uh, Transworld, uh, and at the uh, one of the bikes that you did, you it blowed up on you. Was that was that no. correct? It's the editor's bike. Is it the CR or the the, the uh, 450? You do all the tech tips with. Yeah, yeah. You know, it blowed and, up. Uh, which one did it? Did it blow up? It the, did blow up, right? It blowed up. He went to the same school as me. <laughs> Kenny, he went, to the, he went to the Kenny Kenny Watson School of Ebonics. Yeah, that's blown uh, up. It blowed it up, well, right? Well, I, 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 I haven't. Uh, I haven't. <laughs> Jesus, Watson. That was funny. Kenny, I met you. I met you when you first started. Uh, oh, sweet Jesus! Deep. Sorry to hear that. Was I an asshole to yeah. you? No, it's you know. I, see what what I look like and what I sound like. See, I'm, you think I'm real country because I sound it because I'm from East Tennessee. But if, if you seen pictures of me, you would. I don't look like the typical stereotype of a hillbilly. Uh, dude, uh, you know I what? That's, my, that's all bullshit. Uh-huh. It don't matter what you look like, dude. As long as you're, no, as long no as you're but I'm person, saying you don't. Good. You know, you know, you wouldn't think. You, you, I don't look hillbilly like just because I carry that southern drawl. I love know, hillbillies because they bring moonshine. I have one of my really good friends who was my driver, and he was from uh, he's from Bristol, and he was yeah my, yeah oh Jay oh yes sir Jay yeah. Jerry Jerry Lee Sneed and uh, Jerry Lee he's a good old boy and that guy I mean if you if you talk to him on the phone you would think he's the reddest neck guy ever then when you see him you're uh-huh. like oh shit the guys built like see, a I shit know house. him he's uh, you know Litz you know Steve Litz that's very who well. they all very well uh, yeah that's who that's how I know all them and uh, okay Matt Walker uh, Robbie Horton super team. Yep. Back in the day. Right, right. Well, back when he first the, uh, started. He used to build you know, a hell but, of a super motorbike. Litz. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Man, I knew that. And, and wasn't Jay driving was. back when uh, um, Kerry Hart's brother got killed? Yeah, he? he was. That was a touchy deal. Uh, Jay, Jay happened to be uh, – Jay was our driver, and Jay was also Tony's right. mechanic. And Jay kind of took Anthony under his wing and was trying to show him the, the do's and the don'ts. And, you know, they were on track, man. The kid was doing really well, and Jay took that really, really hard. A lot of – a lot harder than anyone else on the team, and you know, uh, you know, just like I said, Jay Jay's one of those guys. Like, if you hear him, you wouldn't know. If you looked at him, you wouldn't know. But he's a good dude, good heart, and a hard ass worker. I don't think I've had a, a a better truck driver and another mechanic that worked and gave 
150% that that guy did in I'm, a day I'm telling in, Brian. Day out. I'm telling Brian. Tell Brian. <laughs> Tell Brian. Yeah, Brian. I know, Brian's on, I know Brian's all these guys. That's what, uh, you know, but see, I listen to all your podcasts. Yeah, yeah, I mainly do them on the downloads and uh, uh, even the other. Uh, but and I listen to all of your, uh, like, DMX and uh, uh, there's there's a couple of, uh trying to think of the other ones, shows that are out there. I think, though, the difference, you know, like you get, you get ripped on every now and then, but it's just a different. Uh, the type of the way you all do your radio show, it just works better for me. Thank I enjoy you. listening to what you're all talking about. Cool. All right, thanks. Hey, we got to move along. Yeah, go ahead, move on. Uh, Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll leave my uh, weekly uh, <laughs> overcast after yeah. I listen to it. You Please. try to you try to figure out what I said with my hillbilly accent. Okay. Yeah, you said the weekly overcast. Is it kind of overcast there? Like that? Well, what I, well, what I do clouds. is after I listen to the podcast, if if I like when that thing about Mike Brown went down, I I, I always leave a message. You yeah. know, after I uh, uh, after I've heard the. Uh, the podcast after I've downloaded it, I usually listen to it at work. And then, like I say, when he was talking about his bike, I yeah, remember uh, Mike Brown telling okay. me about that. But I don't want to take up no more of your time. I will let you go All Go right. ahead and go on. All right. Hey, thanks hey. for the call, dude. I appreciate the support of the show, and so does Steve. And uh, keep calling, man. We, yeah. we appreciate it. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'll t- take care, boys. Take All care. Right. Bye-bye. Papa Bye-bye. Mexico, you're on the air. Who's this? Uh, this is Slim Jim again. What's up, Slim Jim? Last week. Okay, I have a question. Uh, about uh, to uh, Kenny is uh, I heard that Millsaps was going to Hart and Huntington. Hey, tur- turn your radio what? down. Turn your radio down. Uh, turn your radio. Hear me now. Yeah. And then Kenny will answer. All right, there you go. Uh, I cannot answer that honestly because I do not know who's coming to Hart and Huntington yet. Because what we are doing is we're going to let everybody in this industry show their cards and hire who they're going to hire, and then we're going to step up and, and do what we have to do. We have some talks going on. Davey Millsaps is definitely one of the guys that are in talk, or, you know, that his name is definitely on the table, but by yeah. no means is he assigned I, and he is coming to the Can table. I just weigh in? I don't think you can weigh in all you want, dude. You need to weigh in. Oh, okay. Um, I think Davey Millsaps is going to JGR. I just I heard, no, some things. I think he's going to JGR. Millsaps is fucking shit. He is? He's awful. He's awful. He won a race last year, though. I'm with you. I'm not with you. I, I say I'm with you in the fact I criticize him. Uh, he's not in the greatest shape. But you know what? When you look at the points scored the last couple years and the races won, there ain't too many guys who've won races, and David Millsaps is one of them. So how, t- could you, how could you say – I mean, you could say he's shit or you don't like him as a rider. First of all, you don't know the dude. Second of all, he do, he's not shit. The guy is a solid top five guy week in and week out. I mean, you could, you could say you don't really care for him as a rider, but you can't say he's shit and he sucks. Yeah, dude. I think he's shit and he sucks. All, all right, right, that's well, your opinion. Later. Yeah, we, we can't. All right, I'm, I mean, we're not going to bash riders on this show. <laughs> yeah, anyway. we are, but no, Papa no, Mex Show, you're on the air. Who's not this? Not one of my guys. Dixon, what's up? Yeah, teabag. Yeah, Dixon. Tim Dixon, this is JGR Yamaha's truck driver. Uh, are you are you in Cali yet? No. No? No westbound. Where are you on? Just are about. You, where are you pulling into the yard tonight? Can I go stay at your brother's, or what's the deal? No, I'm going to go down to Temecula. Oh, I'm dude. almost at Kingman right now. Hey, oh. do, do you got your flat hat, dude, ready for uh, Temecula? Oh, yeah. Uh, and my black socks. I'm sick. Oh, you're so sick, T-Bag. Hey, how about Nick, how about Nick Paluzzi? 
That guy rode his ass off. Yeah, he did. I wish, I wish all of our riders rode that good all year. Yeah, so do I. It'd be a lot more fun under your tent. <laughs> yeah, that that kid really rode good. Hey, where'd you guys find him at? Uh, Muscle Milk guy Shane actually recommended him, and then uh, Jeremy contacted him and got it all done. But Where, where's he from? Was, What's the background? I, never, I mean, I heard of the kid, but I didn't really know like he was that the real deal. He's from Riverside, I guess, and uh, wow. he was a Suzuki Suzuki amateur rider. And uh, he won Mammoth, the 450 Pro class. Huh. <clears throat> so right. he's, he's good. He, he's really good. <laughs> yeah, clearly he's going to be looking to do do that well again in front of his home hometown fans, kind of, sort of. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I hope so. Hey, what's the story about what's the story about Watson and a penis pump? Uh, well, I, I, from what I understand, he actually broke his wiener in it. I don't know. You can ask him. He's sitting right there. I blew a blood vessel. It didn't break it. It wasn't a. It wasn't a cast situation. It just uh, blew a blood vessel. Really? <laughs> it just got. It, it wasn't broken. It was just uh, bruised. A, a bad bruise. A bad bone bruise. <laughs> hey. Oh God! Uh, You're an idiot. Hey. Thanks, TV. Hey, Watson. What you up? going to the uh, Paula race? The what? Paula this weekend. Uh no, definitely not. Motocross. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not going to be there. I'm going to Chicago this weekend. I'm going to go meet up with my sweet driver. Brian, I, I walk on parachutes at 30,000 square feet, Swede. <laughs> so, you mean the state record steelhead fisherman? Yeah, that's him. He jumped, yeah. uh, that he jumped uh, Loraco's Leap on a 250F and blew the wheels out. That's yeah. him. Yeah, we're, we're going up to... Uh, He's gnar. We're, yeah, we're going up to Chicago to do a show for Craftsman. Um, they're doing uh, X Games experience with Craftsman, and uh, we were lucky enough to get asked to go up there and uh, do our thing up there. We're going to have Berluti taking apart and tear down a bike with Craftsman tools and uh, going up there to to, uh, to do what we do. Wow, sounds cool. So you guys get Craftsman as a sponsor? No, we did not, but we're uh, going up there. to. Um, they sponsor the X Games. And yeah. so we're going up there on behalf of the X Games got us lined up and put us in contact with Sears and Craftsman, and we're going up there to do our thing and see what X happens. X Games paying off. X Games is. It's, it's, it's <laughs> awesome for the industry. So we're yeah. going up there to put, to put on a show, and I wish, I wish I had the address with me, but I will get it before the end of the show so I can let the listeners come out and support Craftsman and Hart and Huntington here in Chicago. That ought to be cool. That's going to be awesome. Too bad you couldn't be there. Yeah. yeah, I wish I could. I have a few crafting tools myself. They're awesome. I bet you do. Hey, uh, hey, we, <laughs> we got to, uh, we got to get, we got to get, uh, let you go. We got to get Pellegrino on the show. Uh, can will you call uh, back though in a little bit or something? Huh? Got it satellite. Yeah, we're gonna try to get satellite. All right. See ya. I'll see you in Paula. Uh, Thanks, Dixon. All right. See ya. Bye. Uh, let's get our, let's our get, first guest on yeah, the show. Yeah, go ahead. Give him a call. Let's get something straight. I, I, I'm correct myself. It is not Sears. It's Craftsman. It's called the Craftsman Experience, and it's put on by Craftsman. And X Games is one of their vendors where they sponsored uh, the X Games this year. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to get involved in action sports, so we're going to go there and do that. Um, it's, in, it's in Chicago. Um, you can go to their website. It's called the Craftsman Experience. And... Uh, I know I keep rambling about this, but uh, it's going to be a good time. Hart and Honey's going to be doing giveaways, and uh, you can come check out our scene and check out us, and you will definitely 
walk away with something and having a good time. He reached Mark at five one seven. Oh, is Mark on a bonus again? Oh, dude, what's Kenny? up? With, what's up with what's up with this guy? We're gonna have to ask him. You thought you were gonna hump us? Yeah, I, uh, I know. Last time he had a legit le- legit excuse, uh, but uh, you know. Uh, All right, hey, let me throw this address out to anybody that's gonna be in the Chicago area who's from Chicago or Illinois or Wisconsin, anywhere close. It's two thirty three. West Huron in Chicago. It's right downtown, right on the water, and uh, you're going to walk away. Sears, uh, Craftsman's putting on a good thing with tools, and they're doing giveaways. We're doing giveaways. Um, the best MC that you've ever seen is going to be under our tent. Kevin Windham. You there? Oh, bad reception. K-Dub said we could call him tonight. Yeah. But That's what happens when you live in the, uh, the boonies. All right, check this out. Well, what, Kevin? Hey. Yeah, what? <laughs> Kevin. Kato, we can't hear you. Call us back. Your phone sucks, dude. You make so much money, your phone doesn't even work. Uh, yeah, he said we could call him, but uh, Mark Pellegrino is dissing us. Kevin Windham's phone isn't working. <laughs> Kenny, the show is beset by technical problems. All right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off back to the Sears. Okay. Uh, right back to the <laughs> Craftsman program. Okay, Thursday. It's from 5 to 9 o'clock at night. Friday. Come out if you're in Chicago. It is from 5 to 9 o'clock at night. Okay? Saturday, it is from noon to 8. Okay? And then Sunday, it is from noon to 8. You could see um, the guy that builds all the vert ramps and skate ramps for the X Games. The Pulp MX Show, you're on the air. Who's this? This is K-Dub. What's up? Hey, K-Dub. The, the, the original K-Dub was in the house, too. A-Dub. The original K-Dub's in. Yeah. A-Dub. Dude, when... Uh, I don't know if you see you do the Twitter thing, but uh, Reed was all over the Twitter giving you props this weekend, saying, "Yeah, K Dub, good job. It's about time." And I gave him a shot up. It's about time you recognize the real K Dub and giving me props, bro. <laughs> that's that's big. That's huge. Hey, thank you for coming on the show. I know it's a last second thing. Uh, we just had to get you on though because you won Steel City. Did you really? <laughs> I did. Can wow. Did I? Did I? I. Yeah, that's awesome, Dub. Congratulations. Hey, we we had a we had a question earlier from somebody. Do you do you get your regular win bonuses even though you're uh, a fill-in guy for Davey Millsaps? Is it all the same that way? Uh, yeah, actually, I I um. Well, there's certainly confidentiality clauses and stuff, but I I actually am uh, doing a bit of charity work at the moment. But there oh, is okay. a, there is a bonus program. Uh, you know, I just got an opportunity to go out and ride. And right. Was wanting to and. Uh, yeah, seemed like it made sense. So yeah, it wasn't a, a huge financial decision for me to, to come back to racing. It was more something I wanted to. But yeah, the bonus, bonus structures similar. Been allowed. So, did you, you get? Know, so you took Davy. You took Davy's bike, right, Kevin? So you took his bike. So did you take his bonus structure too? I pretty much took everything except his salary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which you you're probably like, hey, float me some of that. Um, nah, it's, it's all good, man. You know, we've all been been in those areas, and and like I said, for me, it just it was something that I wanted to do anyway. So it was great to get back out there and. Uh, Good weekend. I was kind of getting bummed because I hadn't found the podium yet, but uh, mm-hmm. kind of see the expectations this weekend. Yeah, for sure. Kehoe said that your goal. You said to him, you know, you just want to make the box and and you know and 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 show that you still had it. But I mean, this weekend, what what kind of was it? Did you, was it was it, were you on from the beginning of the day? Was it just Steel City? I mean, like we talked about earlier at the, at the racetrack, it's not you know kind of your track or known for your track, but just what what was it? Well, I've done well there, and, you know, going in that race just with what I wanted to accomplish and, and hitting the podium and, and the way I felt in the week and the dirt's, you know, similar to what I, what I have here at my house, you know, a lot, a lot closer than the sand anyway at Southwick, and uh, we were able to just have a good day, you know, top three in practice, uh, 
you know, a good, a good start in both motos, and, and things were just were just clicking, you know. And I mean, obviously, Dungey had his run-ins and stuff, but I, I felt like we were we were in a good spot to to achieve the goal of a podium. And you know, I've kind of been racing myself into shape. You know, I've been racing myself into that race pace and the speed. I've been working hard at the house, but until you get out there and you know get behind the gate and get get you some some race time, you know, it's it's hard to uh, to duplicate that. And and uh, we've been making progress and. Uh, like I said, we're we're in a position to to capitalize on Dungey's mistakes there in Moto One, and uh, mm-hmm. enough to bring home a win. Uh, certainly, let's talk a little bit about Dungey. Now, you've been, like we talked about too, you've had a great career, uh, never winning a, a main championship, but second behind Ricky, you know, the best rider of all time for many many races. And now you come out and Dungey's uh, beating up on everybody, and you got to be shaking your head. But what what do you think about Dungey? Just rookie year, is everything just going right? I think everything's gone right uh, for him at the right time. Mm-hmm. He built the right confidence. I think coming into the season, obviously, we had uh, you know some some humongous chaos going on out on the track with uh, losing Reed and losing yeah. uh, Stewart. And uh, dude, his talent level is insane. I mean, he's a, he's a great rider, but I think the thing that was was you know that helped him more than anything was the the uh, the confidence that he was able to build in, mm-hmm. in a really short time. By not getting you know beat up by by uh, you know I think a, a full field, but I can't take anything away from the the, the kid really. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what he is. He's uh, he's been unbelievable, and I, I watch him, and you know he's able to make that motorcycle go straight and fast. You don't see him tucking his front end. You don't see him making little bobbles that you know that you know a lot of the guys, including myself, will you know mm-hmm. I can do several laps you know close, but that lap after lap where he just hits his points. I mean he's he's very methodical and uh, seems to be. Right, right. That's a big word from a country boy, methodical. <laughs> well, I, I read it on Twitter today, so. Perfect. Are you on Twitter? You're not on Twitter, oh, are you? Man, no. I, I can barely turn on a computer. I'm, I'm as hillbilly as they come. <laughs> hey, is, yeah. your, is your man friend on Twitter? No. I don't, I don't, no, no. Dude, there's a rumor Wait. going around that you pay Dano. Is that true? I pay Dano? Yeah, that you pay Dano to come to the races and be your guy. That man friend you're talking about, yeah, he's, he's tweeting like crazy, I'm sure. Okay. Did you mean Allie, Kenny? No, I know Allie. Danny. Allie, Allie was not a man friend because no. Allie, dude, Allie put, a lot of people don't know, but Allie put hours, more hours in than probably any mechanic that Kevin's ever had in working on Kevin's bikes and supporting him and his family for years. So okay. I would never put Allie in that category as a man friend, even though the days when Allie was just working with Kevin, you know, not working on his bikes, he was still there, but it was more than a man friend. Okay. But, you know, just like I'm the original K-Dub. Easy. <laughs> he he has been uh, he always carried around the original man friend title. You know? He did he did it all kind of all the first guy I ever heard use the term man friend was Jimmy Perry talking about Allie back in the day, <laughs> and that was the first time I ever heard the word and the first time I began to realize what we were seeing. But 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 during the week Allie was working on practice bikes and stuff, so it's not like he was just hanging out. No, definitely right. not hanging out. Uh, hey, I, I know you maybe we're getting ready for your moto, but. How hard was it to hold back the tears when Timmy did that lap of champions one last time? Yeah, it was good, man. I, I, uh, I, I it's weird because you think about it on different levels. You know, it's like uh, all the things that have happened to me in my career. From uh, you know, they they all carry different meanings. And uh, you know, as a, as a young kid, you probably think, oh yeah, you know, get your lap done, get back to the to the truck, old man. <laughs> but uh, you know, as a rider of my age, you're kind of thinking, oh yeah, that's 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 my future, man. It's right around right around the corner, and. Uh, Man, I've been racing with Timmy since back in the 80s. You know, I mean, I spent right. a lot of my life in Florida, and uh, 
you know, it's, it's uh, sad to see somebody go like that. But he's he's had a good career, and uh, you, know, you got to yeah. call it quits at some point. But it's uh, yeah, it becomes kind of surreal, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, hey, and then so. You've been on a Supercross-only schedule. You came back last year for the outdoors, but we'll forget about that. Uh, your contract's up. There's some silly season talk with you. Does does the, you coming out for these last bit of nationals make you want to do a full season again, or do you foresee your uh, your super, your next year's deals being Supercross-only again? Uh, I foresee it being Supercross-only. Um, I might play with the idea of doing some nationals. Um, I, I've really enjoyed the experience. Um, it was a really weird situation for me. I came into the series thinking I had six races, and I've done the math and the preparation that I've had to do to, to get ready for it, and the uh, the off weeks that we've had. And I've, I've, by the end of the season, I will have rode fifteen weeks uh-huh. to ride <laughs> six nationals. You're right. You know, because when we have an off weekend, like we, we don't just we're not off. You know, we're we're yeah. still pounding out the motos and you know doing a couple of motos uh, a day, a couple of times a week, and um, it's pretty taxing on the body. And coming into Pala now, uh, you know, it's like here we are on the tail end of three in a row, and, uh, you know, I'm trying to figure out, you know, what's the best, uh, you know, uh, plan of attack to get through this weekend, and, you know, my body's feeling it. So it's, it's, it's good that the season's coming to an end for me right now. And, hey, Dub, what do you uh, got? Uh, why, are you inter- why are you interrupting the guest? You know, yeah, he's I, done. I was done, Dub. Go he ahead. He was what, done. What, 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 what? He wasn't done. He was getting to a good point, Kenny. Am I, am I that boring? What's yeah. your point? What's your point, Dub? I, I lost it. <laughs> good job, Kenny. Totally lost it. Whatever, dude. You guys, you, you suck, Mathis. Wyndham, you're all right. Were you gonna, okay, now Kenny, ask your question. Nope. Yeah. Oh, now he's not going to ask your question. No, now I'm not going to say another fucking word. <laughs> that's, that's how it works here. Uh, this is the host I have. He yeah, gets, now we've all forgot our trans Great. Can we get a call in or something right now? Hey, 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 Dub. The bottom line is, Mathis just said how my host. So he, he realized that I took over the show, too. He <laughs> used to say co-host. Yeah. Yeah. No. Hey, uh, K Dub. Let's uh, let's tell the story about how on Saturday morning, um, you called me. You said I write some douchey things. Can I read back what I wrote to you about you? Yes, you can. Okay. All right. Because I know you're never going to go on the internet and read it yourself. So, um, I put about silly season. Kevin Windham is out there and looking for a deal. Geico has made him an offer, but he's still shopping around. This has surprised me. I just thought he was a natural fit back there. He's probably not going to win you a Supercross title, but he'll get a bunch of cheers. And that is what I wrote. So, uh, are you still thinking it's douchey? Because I said you're going to win a Supercross title. No, I'm I'm a realist. I mean, like I, I right. know where I, where I stand. I, and I and I actually told you I came into the rental car parking area doors wide, like I was ready to T-bone you in, in the uh, in the parking area. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And actually, I, it had been read to me uh, slightly different, not not real different. I guess uh-huh. it was different tones or something. But yeah. Yeah, it came across as, uh, you know. Well, don't listen to like, that guy. Well, no, I, don't I, listen to Dana when he tells you those things. <laughs> I wasn't even Dana. Bullshit. Look, He's the only guy that even reads the internet. Um, you know. No, I, 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 it, I, it I, most certainly wasn't Dana. I appreciate you, like, coming up, calling me out. We talked about it. It was cool. And then you came up and said maybe you misunderstood it. That's honestly, like, an awesome way of handling it. And it shows, you know, maturity level. Some riders maybe might just roost me or T-bone me. Hey, tell, tell him the story about the other guy that came up to you this weekend and said that you talked shit on him. What guy was that? Oh, Scott Sipkovic? Yeah. I'll tell it later. We got, we got Kevin Windham on the line. Kevin Windham. I, like, I will hold the line and listen to that story. Because he's had many problems with him, too. Uh, okay. Actually, it actually was Jeff Myshack. Who told who, you that? Who was, who was oh, talking to me about a deal. Myshack. No, here's my point. is There's two things. There's racing results, and then there's the other stuff. 
you are the clear leader in the other stuff category. And you are a solid top five guy. I mean, I was just telling you this, Kenny. I was telling Kevin this, Kenny. Wyndham's at that stage where if he's 6th, 7th, 8th in a Supercross race and makes a pass, there's cheers. And I haven't seen that since McGrath. So you are by and far, I think, the most popular rider on this series, no matter what you do, where you finish. Um, and I can't understand why Geico wouldn't just be like, hey, whatever it takes, man, because in the PR side of things, you rule. And in the results side of things, you're, you know, you're, I think you're just a, well, you won some races last year. So what do I know? But you're a little bit behind, let's say, the front runner. So to me, it makes no sense why you wouldn't go back to Honda, Geico, and, and make that happen. I know you can't say too much about it because we don't know, but that was sort of my point. So Well, and there's, no, there's you know, don't get ahead of yourself in saying that I'm leaving. I, I think right, right, yeah. people talk and you, you listen because uh, <clears throat> you never know what's, what's coming down the pipe. But I, I think that at this point, it's not so much Geico uh, Power Sports team dragging their feet as it's just uh, trying to figure out you know, the direction that, that our team, that's so intertwined with factory uh, support right. anyway, and, you know, Kennard leaving and, and me staying there, and now I'm riding for, for, you know, the Honda Red Bull team, and there's all these things that, that's just kind of happening that's actually making that program, I think, on both sides of the, of the aisle uh-huh. a stronger a stronger program, so it's like no point in inking a deal until you really know, mm-hmm. you know, what, what things are, are going to, you know, play out. But in, in the meantime, it takes time, so, you know, hey, right. And you listen, and, and you, you you know you you always try to uh, you know to, to better the, yourself. But uh, you know I've said it many times that you know I don't think that I'm going anywhere, and don't don't think that I'll in my career anywhere. But but right. there, but um, you know yeah. time will tell. And uh, you know it's just kind of the nature of the beast right now. Every, I think everybody's feeling the uh, you know R D left because he, he couldn't get a three year deal, and it, it's a weird thing looking back on it. You don't think about these things when you're 16, but now I'm 32, and it's like you know. I, in four months from now, I, I technically could be unemployed, like completely. <laughs> right. I got I got a wife and four kids. I, you know, I'm already starting to tell the kids, "Hey guys, college college really ain't that big of a deal." You know? <laughs> Look at daddy. You know, I, I didn't go to college. I'm, I'm just picking yeah. kids. Y'all, y'all stay in school. <laughs> and uh, you know, it, it, it's just weird to be in a point in your life where you realize, like, you know, where there's really not a lot of security and stability in in life. Period. Right now, it's not just motocross. Yeah, no, you're right. I just, there's something wrong with our sport when Kevin Windham, though, like, you know, can't get – well, let's just wait and play it out and not make any jumptions, uh, assumptions. Jumptions. Uh, but uh, I, I can't – like, yeah, like I said, your popularity is incredible. I mean, you come out, you do that nose wheelie. Good God, I've seen that thing for 10 years now, and the crowd never fails to respond and, and get up. And you, no matter where you are in the race, people, when you pass someone, people cheer and uh, – that's rare to have in our sport. Like JS, J- Stewart, Reed, you know, they all, even Dungey, they all have their fans that are for or against them. But I don't know anybody that's against Kevin Windham. Maybe Watson, but other than that, Watson for sure. Yeah, yeah right. But you know what? It's just it's uh, it's been unbelievable. And 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 in in fairness to that, and myself, where I, you know, obviously I've been playing the old card ever since Fro, you know, threw it out there on me at uh, you know at Anaheim one mm-hmm. talking about. I'm not going for it, which, you know, I just last weekend raced John Dow that's, you know, in his 40s. So it's like, right. <laughs> maybe I'm not that old. But, it, you know, it's, it's one of those things where now I, I really feel like I, I can be in my prime. I, I don't feel mm-hmm. bad on a, on, a, you know, on a skill level. I think my reaction times are still good. And, you know, I, honestly, I think that the fans that come up and, you know, support me and that, that talk and they, they say, man, I drove seven hours to watch you ride today. Right. 
like I owe it to these guys not to ride around six. Yeah, sure, they like to watch me make a pass from six to fifth or whatever, but that's not what they're there for, and that's not what I'm for, there right. for. So you know, it's like it still puts that not necessarily pressure, but that desire and the, you know, and the drive to try to to win, which you know, it's obviously getting tougher to do with every passing year, but. Um, you know, to to be content back in the back is is not gonna gonna keep anybody anything afloat. I mean, you can't be thirty eight and running, you know, barely making the main. It's just it's one of those things that uh, you, know, you got to keep driving forward. And uh, you know, fortunately for me, I've been able to do it with a lot of fans on my side, which has really made it worth as well. I think we have a fan on the line. Let's take this call here. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air with Kevin Windham. Who's this? Gentlemen, what's going on? Nash calling in. Hey, Nash. Uh, thanks for calling in, buddy. And uh, you're, you got a question for K-Dub? Yeah, actually, I got a couple questions. Kevin, how are you? Thanks for calling in on the show. Appreciate it. I'm great, man. Thanks. Uh, how, how difficult was it for you to transition or get the bike up to speed uh, from what Millsaps had at a starting platform? Uh, the, the bike was actually, uh, we, we did two days of testing. Uh, as far as the motor and stuff goes, you know, no, no issues at all. Um, I was ha- had gone a real different direction with my suspension. It was it's funny because Kennard went through the same thing in Supercross, where I, I knew that the factory level was on one side of the you know on, uh, of the field, and we were on the complete other side. And I kept asking Trey, I'm like, "How's the bike?" And he's like, "Man, it's good. You know, and he, he had had great results. He'd been on the podium almost every time, or was it every time while he was in, in the big bike?" Oh uh, yeah, he missed it once, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he was just killing. It. And I'm like. Trey, seriously, how can you like both bikes? And I really didn't get it until I, I rode it. And uh, you know, like I said, we both teams have find, found ways to uh, to make the Honda work, and they went about it different ways. And uh, you know, basically, I can tell you my testing. All I did was I took uh, Millsap Millsap's softest side, which uh, I believe was his fork, mm-hmm. and I took uh, I took short softest in, which I think was a shock, and basically mm-hmm. put those two together. <laughs> And uh, that's what I rode. So it was uh, pretty much a spec spun right off of uh, what they had already had on, on the riders that were there. I just, I think I like my bike a little bit more balanced, uh, where right. uh, some of the other guys like their front end stiffer, maybe their rear. So it was really pretty effortless, to be honest with you. Cool. It took uh, about two or three days of, of uh, testing, and and then you know you come back and you feel like you know you're doing you're riding against a stopwatch, and you're like, man, I'm as fast as I was last year. I'm going to slide right into this thing and. Things are going to be great, but uh, it always seems like when the gate drops, things are a little different. And uh, fortunately, in the in five rounds, you know, I've been able to somewhat progress and finally land on the box. But uh, getting out there and racing with those guys is a lot different than just uh, riding at your local practice track. <laughs> right on. Thanks, Nash. See you, dudes. All right, thanks. Yeah, I imagine the politics of taking your factory connection A-kit stuff from last season when you rode 450 Outdoors, that one race that we shall not talk about, and just turning around and bolting it on your factory Red Bull racing Honda, there's some politics there, I guess, to even do that. Well, uh, or, we 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 didn't we didn't do it. We stayed with, yeah. with what they had uh, been working with, and uh, you know what I'm riding now is a full, you know, obviously full right. uh, factory Honda bike, and it, it's it's great. Like I said, it's it's uh, you know I'm honest in in what I say, and in the fact that I thought the factory connection stuff was killer, and, mm-hmm. and uh, equally. You know, as good as uh, what I'm riding now, but complete different ends of the spectrum. So, yeah, um, you know, that's that's the stuff that I'm talking about. You know, like as these as these programs obviously have you know leaned on each other now with Kennard and myself, and you know, the relationship we're we're really seeing value on both sides, and it's, I think in the future can be a, a real interesting program to uh, 
to help drive us to the front. Um, what's the one guy, now that you're back racing outdoors, who's one – give us a name of a guy in a 450 class that you see a lot of potential from or who's given you a lot of trouble on the track – who might not be an obvious name, like you could tell us, Dungey, but um, you know, you know what I mean. Like, what's one guy that maybe doesn't get a lot of press or a lot of talk, but you think is a up and coming solid rider? Oh man, that's a tough one right now. I'm actually was was pretty impressed. I think te- Texas has been doing a lot for Han. I know he's coming off of some mm-hmm. uh, some bad bad uh, weekends here, but like the the year that I was off and stuff, he's been been. And yep. picking up speed, especially outdoors. And uh, I'm actually really impressed with, with Medi right now. I think that uh, he got pretty stagnant there in the in the lights class. I think, mm-hmm. and I think that the the move has you know sparked some life. And uh, you know it was it was fun battling with him there this weekend. And, and that's you know probably right off the top of my head. Uh, yeah. Uh, JG JGR just picked up uh, uh, the rookie. Come on, help me out here. Bluesy. Yes, Nick, Nick and, uh, which I'm really pumped to say. I don't even think he was born when I turned pro, so that's that's <laughs> really cool. But um, you know, so it, there's some there's some talent out there, you know. Um, but the Medi and Han, I think, have, have really uh, you know stepped up their game, especially on the outdoors. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, Han is like fast, but then he seems to crash or have bad luck a lot of times. Like it gets, it's just one of those things where it's not rolling for him this year, but his speed is probably as good as last year. Hey, do you think both those guys are going to be able to uh, take that momentum inside, or think uh, that they both are just uh, just pinners, just holding on and go for it outside? Uh, I think Han's style favors favors outdoors. Um, Medi, you know, we'll, we'll see. He, he's uh, he's done well in Supercross, but um, you know, definitely needs to hold on to it through the off season. But that's hard to do, man. It's like a couple of months of no racing, and you know, it's funny. We ride all the time. We ride every day. We ride every week, and you know, the lack of racing and stuff is is just you know, difficult. I, I plan on trying to keep it going this year with some off-season races and going over to Australia and stuff and, and doing things like that. But uh, it's it's tough, man. Sometimes to hold momentum from Supercross to Motocross is you know with a couple of weeks off is not necessarily that difficult. But to right. go the long way around uh, over Christmas and Thanksgiving and whatnot, it's uh, a little bit more difficult. Yeah, I think James uh, kind of ran into that uh, scenario with not racing and then coming back out like he was going to come off the couch and hand it. I thought he was going to do it, but... Uh, Kenny predicted 1-1 the weekend before Unadilla, so just for the record. Uh, I he, did. He was fast enough, I think, you know, for the for the lap, but it's, um, I don't know, it's tough. I, I don't know what's going on there. I, you know, it's hard to get an interview with, with him or, or really hear or understand what's going on, but... Yeah, there's, uh, no, there's no way I'm texting him 10 minutes before a show starts to get him on. And, and, like, you know, out here in the backwoods of Mississippi where I live, if I do get on Internet... Chances are, by the time I upload the satellite and you know, get all that kind of stuff going, it's already the stuff's already been retracted off the net anyway. So I, yeah, you got to have high speed to catch anything or anything good that comes you know comes on the line. Yeah, that's funny. Hey, do you got to go? We got a couple of calls. What do you want to do? Well, let's hit them, dude. Oh. I, you, know, you guys are interrupting my supper, but no problem. Wow, you hear that, Watson? He's a good guy, Wyndham. No, Papa Mech Show, you're on the air with Kevin Wyndham. Who's this? Who's this? Am I, am I talking? Hey, Pellegrino, can you hold on one second? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. All right. Papa Mech Show, you're on the air. Who's this? This is Randy. Randy, you uh, you got Kevin Wyndham. Um, you got a question for him? Yeah, I do. I wanted to ask him. Uh, he talked about going out in his Mastercraft and wakeboarding and all that kind of stuff like that. Old school racer from way, way back. But I'll tell you, 
having your feet strapped into a board that scoops the, scoops the water, and I had a face plant, and it hurt way worse than any motocross crap. I, I don't even so, know. What, what, what's the question? I, I, I think you don't go fast enough on a dirt bike because I fell on a dirt bike and a wakeboard, and hitting the water, it's still hard. But hitting the ground on a dirt bike and hearing this sound <laughs> hurts way worse. Yeah. Yeah, no. Nerve, I mean, you talk about getting he, – he just mentioned on his five minutes with Kevin Windham thing that he, uh, he was oh, taking okay. longer to recover from a motocross race, and it took me a lot longer to recover from my last wakeboard crash. So wake skating, that's where it's at. All right, All right man. Right. Thanks. See ya, bud. Wow, there we go. I didn't yeah. read the interview today, so he, I didn't really got, know what he was talking hey, about. Hey, dude. Kate I, that guy obviously cool. hasn't heard that sound before. Yeah. <laughs> hey, honestly, I, I will say this: that I've had some, you know, obviously some ones in motocross that are, are way gnarlier than you could probably crash anywhere else and live. But when I crashed at Unadilla, and there was a f- very few people that saw it, and it wasn't on TV because yeah, I was, no, I was, nobody I talked to seen it. You're absolutely dude, right. Yeah, I, I was well, but it's because I was running in 26 <laughs> when I crashed. You know, there's not a lot of not a lot of people, not a lot of video time back in 26. Right. But uh, I hit the ground, and it was like, you know when everyone who's crashed out there, you know how time just slows down when you're going through a crash. Yeah. And that thing spun me around, and I was like, oh, oh shit, here it comes, here it comes. And I hit for the first time, and I bounced. And I was like, wow, that wasn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, oh, but I'm in the air right now. Here comes another one. And I hit, and I'm like, wow, that wasn't bad either. <laughs> and then the third time I hit, I finally rolled to a stop. But it was yeah. easier than any crash that I've taken over the summer wakeboarding and i i totally suck at wakeboarding but but um, dude know, they changed the wake, your bike was trashed i mean dan double d trashed. told me what they changed it was like everything but you know when you have those high speed crashes that just looks like death you know a lot of times people just get up and they're like oh you know shake it off and walk back to the truck it's it's sometimes the smaller slower ones that you know you stick to the ground or you hit and you don't, yeah. you don't have the roll but yeah yeah, you know, Dillo was gnarly. I had so much time to think about that crash through the process because it was about a fourth gear tap section. And, uh, Damn, yeah. I'll, I'll give it to wakeboarding, wake skating. I, I, I've never got hurt, but getting on that freaking tube and getting whipped into the universe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that hurts. I remember one time I hit so hard, my board shorts split. <laughs> yeah. We've had, we've had a separated shoulder and a, and a uh, uh, some shoulder, some muscle pulled in a friend of my shoulder. Yeah. Pulled. Pulling behind the boat, so we, we you know. Did you take him to the doctor or just hand him a Coors Light out of the cooler? Coors Light. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I know how you roll. The Viz Queen in the back of the mule with the gun rack. I got you. Um, well, right on, Wyndham. Thank you, man, for coming on the show. Hey, my pleasure. Really appreciate so, hey, it. Yeah. I- I'm going to hold the line. I, w- I want to hear the I want to hear the story. You, you're, you, oh. you promised to have COVID story. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll tell it right now. Stay on the line. Um, uh, there was a – him and Crown Management and Pro Circuit are involved in the lawsuit right now, I guess. Um. I don't know what over exactly, but anyways, Pro Circuit is suing him. There was a thread on the internet about it, and uh, I com- I commented on it that uh, Scott, somebody was like, who is this Scott Sepkovica? And I said simply, he's a guy from PA, he used to own a clothing company called Rip Rock in the 80s, and uh, he got a little too greedy. And uh, because I know a little bit more than the average fan, because I attempted to write a story about the rise and fall of this this guy that brought all this stuff into the sport, and then now is having some troubles. Um so I nobody will really talk. I know some things off the record, nothing officially. Uh, I offered Scott a chance to talk a couple times. He chose not to. So anyway, I made that comment on the message board about being greedy. This weekend, he goes, greedy, huh? Math is greedy. And I'm like, huh? huh? I didn't really remember it because it was like five days ago or whatever. And he's like, greedy, huh? And I'm like, he goes, how do you know? How do you know? And I go, 
Well, yeah, I, I do think you're greedy, Scott. I think that, uh, you know, there's some things that you'd be surprised what I know. I've talked to a lot of people. I attempted to write a story about you and what you've done for the sport and everything that's gone sort of wrong about the sport as well. And nobody, but I do know. And he's like, you don't know. You don't know. I'm not greedy. I'm not greedy. And I go, well, Scott, I, I you know I think you kind of are. And, uh, you know, we, Timmy was getting ready for his lap of champions, so that was distracting me a bit. But uh, he goes, you don't know what I've done for this sport. You have no idea. I go, Scott, you've done a lot for the sport. You've brought a lot of sponsors in. But I think at the same time, you got greedy. And uh, and uh, it kind of went – we went back and forth a little bit from there. And then uh, I had I'd walked away because it was, wasn't going anywhere. So that was basically his story. He's not really happy with me calling him greedy. I stand by that. Um, yeah, so that's the story. So, so he's greedy, and he don't call in this week, and I call you a douche, and, I, and, and here we are talking. Yeah, yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, you hey, might... K-Dub, all I know is I don't know too many guys that wear Gucci tennis shoes to the track that, that haven't made a lot of money. Well, I mean, yeah. it's nothing wrong with making a lot of money and flaunting it if you want to. If that's your style. Just there's a lot of things that I spoke to with people that, I mean, I gave Scott a chance to respond. He chose not to, so I couldn't really get his side too much. But there's a lot of things that would make one think that, that Scott Subkovic was greedy. Wyndham, do you have a comment or no? <laughs> I tell you what, winning's hard. Winning is super hard. I'm looking inside. I came home. My wife and kids had signs made up. My friends came over. We uh, we sang karaoke pretty much all night long, so I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to go back in and uh, enjoy the family. Fantastic. That. What's uh, that? I said fantastic. Thank you for coming on the show. Definitely. Hey, it was a pleasure. Dub, hey. keep it real. Yeah, you too, Wingdom. All right, man. <laughs> all right, see ya. Word. Hey. All right, and let's go right to that, to our next guest. Get him. Mark Pellegrino, you're on the air live on the Pulp MX Show. Oh, man. How are you guys? Good. Hey, sorry for making you wait there. Uh, Wyndham was coming in, and you didn't answer when we thought you would, so sorry about keeping you on hold there for a little bit. But, but Actually, it was, uh, dude, that's, uh, I don't ever listen to any of this stuff. That, was, uh, dude, that, dude, that dude's a badass, straight up. Yeah, yeah, no, and you're absolutely right. This weekend he worked him, you know. Uh, right yeah, up. The- what at the top? How's Kyle? Uh, for those who don't know, Mark Pellegrino is Kyle Regal's stepfather, and Regal took a hard crash first or second lap of the first moto and was out for the day. Uh, how is Kyle? Uh, he's good. Uh, I, I I wasn't there, but uh, obviously get pretty good feedback. Uh, groin, honestly, he, he he pretty good tear in his groin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I know some uh, somebody had commented that. Uh, he got knocked out, which was not the case. I mean, he went to Bodner for his groin, and Doc Bodner said it was up to him if he wanted to ride again the second moto. But right. started tightening up really bad, and our, you know his rule is is uh, if you're not 100 percent and don't feel like you can you know compete at the highest level, then he doesn't ride. I mean, that's kind of his own personal rule. So that's it, just a groin. I don't know, you know what what it entails or, or what the deal is, but obviously right. today's a holiday and. In Texas, those start on Thursday if the holidays on Monday. So, uh, you know, but that's a whole other deal. But right. uh, that's all. Uh, nothing, you know, nothing too gnarly. Uh, a, a little anxious, I think. Right. Uh, he, he's he's a little anxious sometimes. Well, maybe the track was water too, because he he slid up the face from what I I kind of caught the end of it. So not, I mean, not all his fault. I don't think. I think maybe the the water on the track maybe surprised him or caused him to slide out or, or something. But did he say anything about that? Uh, yeah, he, he basically, uh, unlike, uh, our, our, our guy Wyndham there, uh, is not a, a flat track specialist. He's actually gone to a few, uh, 
thing to, to try and get better at it. But mm-hmm. I, I think just anxious. He, he, he thought the traction was good, and, you know, and, and very obvious uh, it, it wasn't. I think some other guys had crashed there. But, no, nah, you know, he, he just he knew that, you know, he said, man, dudes are running over my legs or whatever, kind of got the wind knocked out of him right. uh, type deal. But he, he just not, you know, I, a learning lesson once again. But he, he mm-hmm. you know, it, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, just, a, just be, a learning lesson. You know, he, he needs to be patient. Is he going to be ready uh, he, for next week? Uh, I, I believe so at this point. Uh, tomorrow, uh, got, got a little appointment uh, just to see what the deal is with the groin. I mean, he's he's around. I mean, he's good. Uh, but you know what I mean? You, you can't be too careful. But just going to check the groin out. The plan is, yeah, right now. But once again, the rule is that if he you know, doesn't feel like he's 100%, he, I think, honestly, his uh, pride or his ego probably is a little more hurt than his uh, anything else, to be perfectly honest. But, right. <laughs> hey, right on, you know? Mark. Hey, I, I, you know, when I called you, I wanted you to come back on the show because I felt like you had a, re- a lot to say, um, and I respect you for that, and a lot of other people in this industry respect where you come from. And uh, I was uh, kind of – how am I going to put this? I was kind of in shock when you came and told me the, what – how things have changed um, in your um, outlook on the industry and what went down with, with this year. And, and I respect you for that because you're, a, you, you know, I, I believe you're a man of your word and you stand behind what your beliefs are and stand behind what you think. And what you told me um, when I hung up the phone, I was kind of blown away. And I just want to tell you, man to man, that I have a lot of respect for you for, for, for what you say and what you do. And if you want to talk about what you told me, go for it. If you don't, that's fine. Well, first of all, that was off the record, Ken. <laughs> no, no, you know what? I'll tell you, uh, everybody makes mistakes, uh, you know, and I think whether it be Kyle on the track or, or, or me being a mini dad or, or, you know, Jimmy Bob being whatever at the track, you know, th- things happen, and, and, and it's all a process. It's a transition. Uh, I think my biggest uh, fault, if I have one, is, is – I, I live in the construction world, um, and and there's a certain way that you get things done in the construction world. And I don't want to say I committed the the, the ultimate sin, but the, the rule is is I don't want Kenny Watson uh, coming on, uh, or here, here we'll say I don't want Kerry Hart coming on my job site telling me how to pour the concrete and and do the deal, you know. And Kerry Hart doesn't want me bombing into his tattoo studio or whatever he does. You know, or, or telling Pink how to sing a song. So <laughs> you don't tell the golf pros how to swing their clubs. And, you know, that's a transition. It really is. I mean, I got a lot of time, a lot of effort into Kyle, just as he does. I, I want the best for him, no doubt. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm, I am, a, well, I do what I say. I say what I do, period. It comes from the right place, I feel. You know, uh, the intentions are good. But, uh, you know, like I said, it, it's just different uh, where I come from. And, and that's okay, uh, but you got to be a little smarter sometimes, and just realize that uh, you know that's you know things are different, and you have to be a little bit of a chameleon and adjust. But you you got to listen, you know. And and, and I think I could have listened more. I don't think I was way out there in the wrong and a lot of things. And, and I am a spade to spade with me, and and that that works in some places and uh, uh, doesn't work in others. And shame on me for not being able to recognize that sometimes. You know, I, I like I said I. And that's pretty much it. I mean, it's not, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the last time we all spoke, I mean, 
Was I pissed? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there ain't no doubt about it. I mean, the only thing is, I, the one thing I would, do want to say is, I was a little bummed because it was, it was it, somebody made it appear like I just called in. And I'll tell you, I don't even know what the Pulp, or did not before that time, know what the Pulp MX show is. I'm, I'm right. not internet savvy. Uh, I'm not a fan, to be honest. What? Um, what? You know, for most, you know, not too much. But, but my point is, is so it's not like I cold called and, yeah. and I got some text messages that kept telling me to call into this Pulp MX. And I think it was Ernie. And it took me a second to think about it, but I'm like, I didn't cold call in. I, hell, I just had to ask you for the number now. Right. But irregardless on that, I, it was the wrong time for me uh, to talk about anything, to be perfectly honest with you. Wow. Uh, and, and that's probably why, you know, and a lot of people don't. Kenny probably gets the humor. Uh, but for me, that's my way of dealing with myself. Did you, did you get a lot of comments about your first appearance on the show and, uh, and kind of some of the stuff? I mean, we've, uh, we've used things that you said in sound bites because it was just – you, the way you go about it was pretty funny, to be honest. And uh, so, did you get either in trouble or people laughing at you, like with you, like about you calling in and raising hell the first time? Uh, it, it, it's actually funny, you know. I, as as always, there's a everybody looks at things so different. You know, some people love it, some people hate it. I mean, right? We're we're all gonna have that. Right. I'm. Uh, I can laugh at myself. I can laugh at others. You know, I'm the one thing I am. I'm. I'm I'm not scared, and it is what it is. I don't have anything to hide. But, uh, yeah, a little bit mixed reviews, I suppose. You know, the people that are, you know, it depends, right? Well, people tell you one thing, but, hell, they probably tell somebody something else. So, right. you know, at the end of the day, it's about me and, you know, what happened. But, really, uh, it's, it's about Kyle. It, it's, it's not about me, and, and uh, I, I need to, you know, I don't, I don't attend the races uh, anymore. And, uh, you know, I'm all about what happens during the week anyway, but my 10-year-old daughter's a, a soccer chick, you know, so I'm a soccer dad, so, Whoa. you know, I, for the most part. And I'm, I'm involved, but at an arm's length, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's right. that transition, and, and it, it's a tough one, honestly. Tough. Well, I think you made some great points. I mean, I think you made some not-so-great points, but you made some great points as well about a kid going to California and sleeping on a couch and not, you know, in, in, inside of everything that you had said the first time around, there was some really good points of a of a dad that's concerned about his son. So, I mean, don't don't be too hard on yourself. Like, you know, I mean, like some things were great. Like, you had a lot of points, and more people in the industry should be more honest. Kenny, for sure. Kenny li- <laughs> Kenny lies all the time to his riders yeah, and his mechanics, yeah. but yeah, no, I, I tell you, I, and, hey, I agree. You know, uh, uh, I'm. It, maybe it'd be better if it was that way. Uh, there's this unknown, uh, you know, uh, unknown line, I guess, of when, when what you can cross and what you can't, and so on and so forth. And I, I'm sure I cross the line a lot of ways, but you know, the the, the bad examples are a mile long. And, and I think mm-hmm. anybody with half a brain needs to evaluate that stuff. Uh, and that's how you learn, you know, and and see. I mean, I'm I pay attention to who's doing what. Um, you, but you got to weed through the BS too. So, right, right. It, it, like I said, it, it's a process. And I, I remember back in the day, actually, when Kyle was on Suzuki's with with Cole Gress, and and you know we would talk a little bit about the next phase, and mm-hmm. it, we would talk about how difficult it is for for a parent to to keep that arm's length. Like you need to be involved because they're young kids, so they they tend to do some stupid things. Uh, but it needs to be on arm's length because they need to transition into it being their motivation to win. I think everybody goes through it, you know, and 
Hell, you know, I'm just trying to get through it too. And and I think Kyle's got a really great foundation, and I hope that you know he's he's made his rounds at the races, and mm-hmm. I think there's you know some good things will come out of it. But you know, I, I need to. We all need to assume our positions, right? Life's about positions, so uh, I also need to know when to assume mine. Uh, so yeah, can't... Know, I, I'm a little more aware of that now, and and maybe I wasn't back then, and and maybe I was, but yeah, I, I haven't been on that. Uh, uh, I don't think anybody should uh, drop their kids off to, you know, uh, uh, not that, you know, Mitch Payton wants to raise anybody's children from age 17 to 20. I don't think he's he's really into that. But, you know, it's it's an arm's length. It's all at an arm's length, you know. Um, well, and Kenny's position on this show is, um, you know, co-host to me, and he needs to realize that too, Kenny. Suck it. <laughs> Suck it. Uh, Suck it, Mathis. Hey, uh, uh, I do what I want. Yeah, you do, Kenny. Hey, Mark, check it out. If if Kyle does not get a ride, will you guys still support him, and will he go race? Uh, I can tell you that uh, he actually told me, and, and he's told uh, others in the industry, actually are the ones that brought it up to me, uh, that he had also told. And and he said that if, if he didn't have wasn't able to have a program that, you know, I think he's got a little list, maybe a checklist in his mind of what he feels he needs to compete at the highest level. And, and regardless of what he deserves or doesn't deserve, that's somebody else's decision to make. But in his mind, he says he has a, a punch list of, of what he feels he needs. And, and I'm not, he wasn't insinuating monetary, you know, by the way, just, just a program, the program he needs to be able to compete at the highest level. And if he didn't feel that he was able to acquire those resources and that style of program, then then he was then he was done. So, he doesn't, he doesn't so wanna, I mean, it has to be. He a doesn't pretty... want to race. He doesn't want. You know what I mean? And be limited. I mean, and that's what he told other guys actually. And then uh, it was said to me, and and other guys have said to me, and and, and that that that's his choice. There's I got mixed feelings about that, but. Yeah, yeah, old mini dad's done going racing. I, I promise you that. Soccer is way cool. You guys ought to try it sometime. <laughs> hey, <laughs> check good. it. Hey, and Mark. I'm not into chick sports, but it's pretty badass, honestly. Hey, check it out. So, the the bottom line is this industry is about resources. What you can get, when you can get it, and how you can get it. So, if you're a, a privateer out there racing, I I personally raced at that level and know that when you're at that level racing as a privateer and you do not have those resources, you better just be good with going, hopefully get top 10. And I am not okay with that any longer in my career of being a team manager or working with a team. It's to the level now, if we're not top five or on the box, we don't even be, we don't belong there. But like you say, in our conversation, resources are very, very important to have those. So, I mean, coming from a, seeing Kyle kind of like the last few years grow up and mature as a rider, I do not think, and this is me talking, that he could go out there and get to where he needs to be without the resources. With the resources, I believe in that kid. I, I have been around the sport a long time. I've seen people's work ethic, but I've never seen a kid ride, get off his bike, jog to the gym, work out, jog back, and then ride another moto in my life. So saying that, all you team managers out there listening, uh, you know, I would definitely look outside the box, and, and, and if you're looking for a guy, he's and, – and I'm speaking to myself that I would definitely take a yeah, look at Yeah, you're a manager, him. Watson. 
And I would definitely, and he is on my list. The reason why he have, I have not called him yet is because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not going to be one of these okay. team managers yeah, yeah, yeah. and, calm fluff, down, calm and down. fluff people's balls and pretend that I have this great deal when I don't have shit to offer them. When I have money on the table and it's time to go, we'll go. But until then, all these other guys could talk out of their ass and promise this and promise that. Well, but you know what? Unless you have it. Ain't no, it ain't no, it ain't no, it's not worth talking about. Well, from what I understand, Mark, Merge Racing is planning on stepping up for next year, right? Or is that still in the works? I, you know, I, I, I believe it's still in the works. Yep. I don't, you know what I mean? Like I said, I, right. I try and stay out of the loop. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, I, like everybody else, and like Kenny just said, you know, yeah. everybody's got all kinds of insinuation and plans, and, you know, uh, things change by the second, you right. know, and they either, uh, you know, get really good or, 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 or change for the worse, so. Uh, you know that that's up in the air. I think Kyle's made his rounds. You know, I think he's been able to talk to some guys, and and I think it's good for him. You know, for me, uh, once again, the transition. I, I just I can't say that enough. And and Kenny just pointed out he he you've been here, you've seen him, you know, and you've seen what he does. The difference now is, uh, and I've explained to Kyle, uh, if uh, if my motivation, or, or you know, wasn't to the highest level back when he was. 14, 13, well, he would have been done a long time ago, you know, and, and we would have been cool with, he would have been fine with getting lapped only once instead of twice at an amateur national. I can remember getting lapped by Michael Lefty the first time I went to Minneapolis. He was on a 60. Got lapped the first lap a Lefty lapped him. <laughs> we got on video. Talk about funny. But anyway, but, uh, you know, I, I, so, but now it needs to be his motivation. That's the transition. It needs to be right. his. So if he wants to ride for Hart and Huntington and Kenny Watson and, and all that God, kind of stuff, God help him. He, in my opinion, he needs to walk over and go, hey, I'm Kyle, you know, nice to meet you, you know, you know what I mean, blah, blah, blah. I, I just, listen, man, I just want to race, and I want to effing win. Right. I'll do whatever it takes. It needs to come out of his mouth, not mine, because he needs to believe it. He needs to believe he, he, not to cyberspace himself to death. You know what I mean? And, and all that kind of stuff. Those things need to come from him. And, and all these years, I think, with all these parents, it doesn't come from These guys can all say what they want. I don't care what anybody says. No 12-year-old knows exactly, you know, the, the course they should take and can make right. those kind of decisions. So it's a transition. For me, that's the, the, the defining moment is when he looks at me and says, F you, old man, I got it handled. And he takes off down the driveway at 105 heat, runs a six-minute mile down five miles to the gym and does exactly what Kenny said, on his own power. Not because I'm standing there like I was three years ago going, you're doing my program or we ain't doing it. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. not my program anymore. Too. Yeah. Right. So I, if he chooses to take it, keeps taking it to the next level on his own willpower, that means I did my job. So, that's I mean, uh, that, that's where I'm at. And right now it, it seems like it. You know, I mean, he lacks experience. Kevin Windham, Kyle was in diapers when that dude was racing professionally. They're gnarly. These guys are gnarly. I, there's no other way to say it. You know, Dungey's young and everything, but the resources and resources, 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 experience, experience, experience. You know. Let's uh, let's take this call. We got we got somebody who wants to talk to you, Mark. Papa Mech Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Yeah, this is Joseph from uh, Oklahoma. Hey, what's up, Joseph? You got a question for Mark Pellegrino? Yeah, I got a question for Mark and uh, you guys too at okay. the same time. Um, 
I, 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 I came into the, uh, into the show right as you guys are talking about resources, so I don't know if that was answered. Um, Kyle seems to be doing a whole lot better now that he's got on the Merge Racing bike and gotten off of whoever uh, he was riding for uh, earlier in the year. Do you think it would benefit him more if he had a, a team built more around him, kind of like the Ty Lube thing that, that Way had earlier in the Supercross year, as opposed to him going on to uh, an already established team and meeting their expectations? What do you think, Mark? Ah, it's, 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 such a, it's such a hard call, I think, for Kyle, uh, probably for every rider, but for Kyle, comfort uh, is huge uh, with the bike, you know, being your, 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 your ass to the seat. Uh, and then comfort and believing in the people around you, I think, is huge for every rider. Um, I, you know, I, it's six half dozen. I, I think the biggest reason is is no different than uh, just experience. Uh, you know, whether he's crashing, whether he's coming through the pack, whether he's you know bunny hopping a freaking sand mound, passing Wyndham and crashing twice and still going. To, you know what I mean? It's all experience. Whether it's you know Medi whipping it in his face. That's the only thing I think that's made the difference, honestly, is just weekend after weekend, just more experience. I, I, don't, I don't think it's, you know, I think it's a handful of things, but I don't think there's any one thing you can pinpoint. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, the hardest part is, is, is making the right decision uh, that, that's, best, you know, that's the best thing and, and breaking it all down. But it's so hard to say, honestly, because he's, he's never been in that position. I don't know. You know, right. he goes and rides for factory Honda. I couldn't tell you until next year you could call me if that was the case. You know what I mean? I, I, he's never been in that position, so I don't know. Like with all the resources and all the experience and, and all the guys around you, you know, the, that, that element, the seasoned program. You know, so I, I could answer it after that happened, but <laughs> I don't know if that's ever going to happen or not. All right. Thanks, you know? for, yeah. thanks for the question, man. Yeah. Take care, guys. Doing uh, a good job. All right. Thank you. Uh, hey, Mark, what's, uh, what's one thing you would change about the sport if you could? Like anything, like not even talking about Kyle or anything. What's just one thing you'd like to see different in your time around? I know you're, you're, you know, you've you've been around at, at every level, so. Uh, uh, production rule in in the little bike class. Yeah. I don't believe it's the little bike class. To be honest with you, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I, I, obviously, you can't take anything away from anybody. Once again, a seasoned program. We, we all know uh, who they are. Um, but but uh, a production rule. It's supposed to be. The beginner, uh, really, right? It's a stepping stone. It's a little bike class. It's right. a stepping stone. Right. Well, I mean, I think it's pretty easy to see and not taking devaluing any of the riders, but, man, the equipment's huge. And, right. and, and for a guy, let's say, like Kyle, or you know, we're friends with the Martins, you know, like an Alex Martin, or, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these guys that step in, if they don't step into one of those super season programs, I mean, who can, who can afford to? have pallets of crankcases in their, in their back shop to put, you know, and it, yeah. and it doesn't make it wrong or right. But I think for the sport, uh, to get kids in and to, for dads to go, hey, I'll spend 30 grand and, and we'll try one Supercross and outdoor season. Instead, it's I need to spend 300 grand, you know what I mean, to compete if you, if you know what you're looking at. So I think a production right. rule in the, in the little bike. Stock bike, right out of the creek. You know what I mean? Right from Japan. Everybody can run around telling they got bikes straight from Japan. And, uh, you know, and do suspension work. Obviously, if there's carburation issues, make them safe. Other than that, stock. The, uh, straight up. Well, you know I what mean, I mean? I, I think it would level the playing field. i got to be honest. I think it would level the playing field. Well, you, I really do. Most of all, make it affordable yeah. for everybody. I mean, isn't that what it's about? Promotion? Well, we've you got, know what I mean? It's all about promotion and getting the bikes out there. 
and, and getting people involved in the sport. And yeah, how the hell are you doing that when it costs you three hundred G's to go racing on a little bike? Well, and even then you're hundred thousand short. You, you've, <laughs> yeah. got, you've got a point because uh, in the re- most recent races, you know we've got Star Yamaha, an official Yamaha team. We've got uh, uh, other teams in the classes, but in the in the last. God, I don't know, two months, it has been the top seven and eight have been Geico or Pro Circuit pretty much at every single race. And after a while, that becomes noticeable on why, you know, why that is. Um, they, they're just, they're, they're dominating the class, those two teams. And uh, so you have a point there. You know, they obviously, I mean, they have the best riders, but they get the best riders because they have the best bikes. It's a, it's a circle. That's what I was just going to say. I think the argument uh, with a lot of those guys is going to be, well, we take the best riders. Eh, you know, I, it's, once again, it's the whole big picture. I'm not saying that's going to keep the green bikes from winning all the time or the red bikes and anything else. It's just going to level the playing field. And it's so competitive, and these guys are all so good anymore. Mm-hmm. The start is critical. The only other, there is one other thing I think, is everybody wants to talk about good racing. We need good racing. So uh, uh, when it comes to the track, and we could probably all go around and look at them, why is a 180-degree turn or even a, a 90 that goes from 100 feet wide to 20 feet wide and then has a switchback? So, so when Dungey or, or Meddy or Townley or, or Wyndham or anybody gets the start, they're gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're, they're gone. And so my point is, is like Glen Helen, for example. I, I don't even know the track that well. But, I mean, you know what I mean? Keep the start straight. If, if it needs to be 100 foot wide at the gate, it needs to be like the first 300 yards and the turn, you know what I mean? It'll make for good racing. So if Kyle doesn't get the start in the first turn, maybe he can go from 20th to, to 5th or 10th, or, or you know what I mean, in the second turn. Because the chicane thing and the tight hook, right. to me, makes no sense at all because if you want to promote the sport, it needs to be good racing. Good racing. And that's the other thing for the production rule. Good racing. And more people are going to want to do it. And then everybody wins. You know what I mean, everybody sells more gear and everybody's happy. Right, you yeah. Know? And teams like Kenny, I, teams like Kenny's, like, do well. Yeah, there's somebody in the chat room says that my team sucks. Really? Yeah, he says your team sucks, that my team, uh, that uh, Kyle Regal is above my team. <laughs> that's so, that, hey, that's me on the other, my other phone, my <laughs> own phone. That's, that's just funny shit. Hey, the bottom line is, just like you're saying, at the end of the day, you're, you could you could have the bottom line at the end of the day. Kenny's just full of sayings. He's always hey. Full of the sayings. bottom line show is the bottom line show is just what it is. At the end of the day, you're good as the guys that thrown his leg over it. So if you put James Stewart on uh, any any production motorcycle, he's going to go out there and does what he does. But if you put a James Stewart on a stock bike in that that 250F class, okay, I'm going to say mm, maybe. But all I know is back in the day when there was 125s, they used to have the thing like the Privateer Award. And there was privateers in the top five week in and week out. And if yeah. it wasn't if it wasn't a factory guy, they, there wasn't guys. There was guys out of their vans that would come with their mom and dad that would do good. That would hit the podium sometimes. That they would get top five. Doesn't happen anymore. You don't see that anymore. No. Just because when I went down there, I had a meeting with Mitch. The money that goes into these motorcycles is like building a NASCAR. I mean, there's literally hundreds of thousands of dollars that are are done with development. And you just can't hey, call up your buddy hey, down let me, there. Let me ask you guys this. Somebody, I, I, this is what I want somebody to explain to me. If you look back in the archives, since everybody's all about archives now, I would say a couple years ago when the 250Fs kind of first came around, you know, the four-stroke thing started happening, there was consistently two to three seconds a lap uh, difference between the 450s and the 250s. 
whether it be supercross or outdoors. You know, maybe a little different. Now you tell me. You look and tell me what happened now. So, so my point is, if horsepower is so important and torque is so important and all that, how in the world can a 250F, technically 249cc, you know what I mean? How, how, how are they right there on the start? How is Ryan or Villapoto a whole shot in the donation? against the blunt, right? Because we're all trying to build 70 horsepower 450s and, you know, 60 horsepower 250s and all that kind of stuff. But why have the, you know what I mean, are the riders that much better? You, you know what I mean? Because all the riders have come through the system. So why are the lap times the same? You, you know what I'm getting at? That doesn't, I, I don't know. You know it, it's hard to say. If, if horsepower and, and all that makes so much different, you know, it, it makes, I don't, I don't know, I'm just not buying into it. Because it wasn't that way when it first started. Right. I agree. You, you know what I mean? I, I mean, agree. I'm sure the bikes have come a long way, but. I don't know. You know, like I said, I just think the production rule and the main reason is make it affordable for more people, you know, and, and more people in the stands, better racing. It's, it's, it's simple. The manufacturers will sell more motorcycles, so they won't all be throwing out their, you know what I mean, throwing out their factory efforts. Because, you know, that's got to be the argument. Hey, we're not making any Somebody in there is counting beans going, we're not making any money selling these dirt bikes, so why are we spending millions of dollars to promote them? You know what I mean? That's business. Right. Uh, you know, so... Uh, that's my biggest thing is just to, to bring people to the sport. That's what it's all about. Right. You yeah. Know? All uh, all excellent points, Mark. Thank you for coming on the show tonight. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. I ho- hopefully, you know, the bashing can stay to a minimum. You know, I, I you know, I'm, I like I said, everybody gets a mulligan. I, you know, I, I'm I'm not the brightest leaf on the tree, but I, I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson, and I'm not afraid. To, I'm not afraid to say it, Kenny. I learned my lesson. <laughs> well, just like I said, Mark, you're a good dude. And people that don't know Mark, uh, he, he's a straight-up man. He, he calls it as he sees it. Like he said, he calls a spade a spade. And, hey, more power to you. I think more uh, people that, uh, that are in the position like you've been with your son need to learn from you and realize that, hey, you know what? People do make mistakes and people do talk. And, and don't take it out on the kid. You know, this is and, – and I think that you've – you stated your point that it's all good. And, you know, I, I, I see a future for Kyle. If it's on the shitty Heart and Huntington program, like people think, have at it. We'll see you at Anaheim 1. Come by and talk to me then. And if not, you know, hey, you know what? He, he's a smart kid. He's a young kid. He, can, he, has, a, he has a big future ahead of him in life. There's way more to life than dirt bikes. And, you know, yeah, dirt bike could give you a, a great life and a great living. But, hey, you know what? He comes from a good family. He's a good kid. And he, no matter what, if he races, he races. If he doesn't, he's going to be okay. Yeah, no, it, it, well, like I said, for me, uh, when he leaves here, uh, hopefully sooner than later, that, uh, you know, if he's working hard, I don't care what he's doing. Robin Banks, honestly. You know, as long as he's working hard, job done. As long as he's the best bank robber that he can be. Yeah, exactly. As long as he doesn't follow James Eichel's lead. Yeah. Uh, grabbing big bags of cash, not little ones. There you go. Thank you, Mark, for coming on the show, man. Appreciate it. Hey, Mark, keep in touch, buddy. Yeah, w- will you come back on again sometime, at some point? Yeah, yeah, you know, like I said, I, you know, I, I you know, I, I'd love to, you know, ah, it don't matter to me. I'll come on. You know, right, I'll cool, come man. on anytime. We're yeah, yeah. A... We'll see what the feedback is. Depends on how they blow me out. All right, we're going to have <laughs> our next show is going to be about 10 year old chick soccer. <laughs> Maybe we'll bring Mia Ham on the show and she can talk to you about some stuff. I'm, listen, I will throw this in there. I've got nothing for soccer mom. These people are lunatics. Yeah. Uh, it, it's gnarly. It's gnarly. It's it's awesome. Right up my alley. That's they must be. It's a lot of fun. For you to say that, they must be. Yeah, because you're that's gnarly. A, that's kind of what I'm. The point I'm trying to get across. I mean, I'm standing there going, "Holy mackerel!" All they're doing is kicking the ball around. Yeah. You know, and they're all crying about this and that. I'm like, 
Hell, I bought my daughter. I could spend a thousand bucks on soccer equipment, and I'm like a hundred grand ahead of the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pumped. You're right on. Me like I'm crazy, but I'm pumped for it. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. Thank, you, know, thank you, man. For Kyle to be doing his own thing, I never realized how much time I would have if I wasn't spending every waking moment on his ass. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks, Mark. Good, good stuff. You know. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Mark. Take care. Hey, take it easy. Bye. Mark Pellegrino on the show. A calmer, more sane Mark I, Pellegrino. I told you. You did. I told you. I noticed how he never addressed me once, though. Yeah. <laughs> he likes you, Kenny. I don't think he likes me. Not too many people like me, and he's one of the guys that uh, right. that likes me. We always got uh, along good. Coming up next, Jason Ellis will be on the show, 702-586-7857. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll take some calls before we get him on, or do you want to get him on, Kenny? Why don't we uh, do some commercials so after so we can just keep him on and do what we got to do with him so we don't have to split for commercial. Well, I don't think we're going to split anyways, but that's fine. Okay. All right. We don't have to do commercials then. Now Kenny's calling shots. Kenny, I'd like to talk to you about uh, uh, something, a real serious topic. Oh, boy. (laughs) Um, uh, Last week, you know, we had Josh Hill on the show. Oh, let me, before we even get into that. Okay. This is a serious topic. I, a serious topic. Put your mic up. This is very serious. Okay. And I'm, I'm God is God is my witness. I, I, I did something last week that I, I really, really, really regret doing and saying. Um, I made a comment about uh, Larry Brooks, and um, I did, I did not oh, think yeah. before I spoke, and I offended some people. And I just want to say, um, I've always been friends with Larry and his family and his kids. I supported them. Um, when his kids raced at Utopia, I gave them goggles. And I, I said something that I did not think about before I said, kind of put my foot in my mouth, and I feel really, really bad about it. And I'm a man of my word like Mark, and I would like to say I apologize uh, to the Brooks family and to Larry and that I was 100% wrong. And uh, like I said, if I offended you or offended your family um, or offended anyone else, I, I do apologize because it was very a touchy subject and I was out of line. One hundred percent. Dude, that's so funny. It's not though. I, it's not. No, it's not. And it, it's I a serious, wrong. serious message. It's like a you just did like a PSA. Yeah, I, 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 you're right. You know, I tried to call Larry and he didn't pick up my calls. Okay. I called him a few times and um, I didn't want to be like a little sissy and text him and say, oh, because that's just the easy way out. I rather, right. you know, wanted to call him and say that I was that right. I was wrong. Okay. So oh. um, I was wrong. So Kenny. I hope you hear this, Larry. He he does. He listens to the show. So. Okay. Um, Paul, I hope you I hope you accept my apology because I really cherish your friendship. Yeah, okay, all right, we got it. You, it fine, you apologize. Down. Got it. Dude, fuck off. Okay, let's talk about last week. We had Josh Hill on the show, and we were talking about uh, me fighting you and fighting Hanny. Somehow ended up in this yeah, big yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was saying that in any measurable you want to make it, height, weight, reach, whatever, wiener size, I had you covered. And and this got you so upset, you actually showed me a picture of your unit on your phone. <laughs> Correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. I don't know why you have a photo of the of your rod on the phone, on your phone. But anyways, regardless. <laughs> Just you, in case it gets chopped off, I want you people then, to know what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> you then carried that debate on with my wife, and you sent my f- a photo of that of your rod to my wife. Did you not? I did not. I sent it to you her did? friend. I sent it to her friend. I sent it to her friend. Okay. Well, she saw it. Oh, right. However that works, she saw it. Perfect. And I just want to say I think that's a little jacked up. I just, I mean, she, well, says, I'm, better, she you, says I'm bigger anyways. That's but, fine. That's but, fine. Well, I hope you are. But I hope you What kind it. of man keeps I, a photo of his package on his phone? What cool. kind of man? Oh, more, than, more than you would think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, know, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, maybe we'll ask Ellis what he thought, thinks yeah, about another Yeah, ask Ellis about that. He'll, 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 another man comparing wiener size, rod size. Um, 
uh, funny though, you, 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 we talked about your your reach and how it's not much of a reach. It's not a reach. So then we were talking about it at the tri- at the races with JGR guys. And Coy said he'd pound my head. And, and they said they've noticed that about you. You have no reach. You have tri- Tyrannosaurus Rex arms. It, it, that's true. You know, growing up, every time I would get into a fight or whatever happened, I always had to take a punch or two to the head before I could get to him because I was like the guy that always put my head down and leave with my head. But now uh, I realize that growing up that uh, I, I could get away from it and not mm-hmm. have to fight no more, and right. I'd rather not get punched in the face. Last time I got punched, I got punched in the head by Big B. And oh, was he chasing you around the office or something? He was chasing yeah. Troy Adams, seeing the whole thing. Right. He was tripping. Yeah. And he, he did handle me. He punched me so hard in the head. The first one, I go, oh, that wasn't bad. And then he hit me the second time, and I started hearing the whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. And I said, shit, I'm out of here. So I took off running, and he hucked a ping pong paddle at me and hit me right in the shoulder blades from about 20 feet. Good, good aim, and Big B. Yeah, yeah. He, he nailed me. And in the, in the awesome thing is I thought, like, he was gnarly. And then uh, another one Mikey of my f- lays on. A liaison, yeah. A, a liaison of mine, a friend of mine named Dan Mahoney. Uh-huh. We were out probably a month later, and we were doing our thing, you know, and uh, him and Dan Mahoney went toe-to-toe, and I seen my hand, my man, Dan Mahoney, split him, dropped him, and... Really? Yeah, so after my boy dropped him, I was like, dude, you're a bad dude, Dan Mahoney. Dan Mahoney... Dan Mahoney, the guy from Boston? Yes. The guy that I met? Yes. Yeah. Dan Mahoney from Boston, and... Dude, I, I see him, and it was crazy. We were at, at the H&H party, and another guy tried to thought he was going to fight Dan Mahoney that night, and they were walking outside of the Hard Rock, and I was yelling, I got 500 bucks on Mahoney. I got 500 bucks <laughs> on Mahoney. I seen him drop Big B. And the guy, like, all of a sudden went, what? Yeah, what? yeah. And all of a sudden he was like, well, I don't think we should do this now. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Well, you want to get our next guest on? Yeah, let's have, we'll, we'll ask Ellis about the, does he, if he knows. He knows Dan Mahoney, too. And okay. We'll, and he knows Big B, and we'll ask him about Dan Mahoney splitting Big B's forehead open, if, if Dan Mahoney doesn't mind. Well, I think you've already kind of let that out of the bag. Yeah, but I don't think Big B listens to the show, so I'm, I'm good there. But Big B yeah. will beat me. But don't get me wrong. It, was, it right. wasn't like they were like throwing a full fist fight. Jason Ellis, coming on the show. Ellis, my... Australian. Hello. Jason Ellis. Yeah, man. Hey, you are live on the air on the Pulp MX show. Uh, I'm Steve Mathis. With me, as usual, is Kenny Watson. Thank you for coming on the air, man. I'm sure you got much, much more important things to do. Yeah, I don't even like you guys. So right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fantastic. Join, uh, the, join the club. Yeah, Kenny and I don't even like each other. Hey, Ellis. Mathis yeah. is all bummed because um, we had this debate that my dick was bigger than his, and I and I, um, I had a picture of my cock on my phone, and I showed it to him after the show, and he I was debating that my wiener was bigger than his, so I texted to his girlfriend's his wife's girlfriend, and his girl the girl showed his wife, and now he's all butthurt. Like, what kind of man takes a picture of his cock and has it in his phone? Yeah, I'm just wondering what kind of. I mean, do you have Ellis have a photo of it in your phone? Do I have ready? a photo of my penis? Yeah, like ready to go. The show? I took a photo of it today, but only because it's turning purple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we heard about that. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, Ellis, I took a picture. That, of I've never taken a photo. Okay, thank you. I took a picture of mine because it had these warts growing out of the side of it that were kind of sweet. Kenny's, not only did <laughs> Kenny's, it was Kenny's erect rod at that. Again, very, very disturbing. <laughs> Ellis, hey, you're up. You're laid up right now. Your show's on hiatus because of, uh, as you've been tweeting, you're, you're this crash. What happened, man? Um... I don't know. I was going around the corner, and then I wasn't going around the corner, and I was in a lot of pain. 
They ah. call it in the motor, in the motor world. They call it high siding, but I did not know that until afterwards. Hey, where were you at? Where was the race at? What was the race? I was at uh, Pyre. No, what was I? I was at Power. Yeah, I crashed last Wednesday, and then I raced on Saturday with your with your jacked up nuts and 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 rod. Like you didn't. Yeah, you I didn't had to know? go to hospital because I lost a bunch of blood inside myself. Oh my which god! Which is not gay. It's just inside you. Hey, hey, uh, so how did you do over the weekend, Jason? I got second. I was in the lead. I almost won. I was almost the beginner uh, 30 class champion of California. Oh, shit. Well, we, that's, that's still good on the resume. Yeah, that I could... don't really care about that resume. The one I care about is the fastest professional skateboarder on two wheels. And I will be, uh, <clears throat> I will be defending that title this Friday <laughs> in the crossover. Who else? Who's out? Who's out? Um, will you ride against? Will, will, who else will be there? You got? Uh, who else is going to race? Brian Patch. That's the only person I'm racing. I don't know about anybody else. <laughs> they don't care about anybody else. They don't count. There's Just, only one person I'm trying to race, and that's Brian Patch, and he is dead. I have a belt. I got a custom belt made, and I'm going to present it to him on Friday morning, uh-huh. so that he knows what's up for grabs. Wow, nice, nice to hear. Hey, for people who don't know. Uh, Ellis has a show on a Faction XM Sirius, uh, Sirius 28, XM 52 on the Faction channel, 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. You do that, how often, you do that five days a week, Ellis? How often do you get off? Yeah, Is that every, yeah five days a week. Yeah, but uh, uh, how often do you, do you get off? Is it all year now, right? Yeah, it's all year. I get uh, 30 days a year. Damn. Dude, that's awesome. That's a schedule. That's a gnarly schedule. I don't know how you... How, yeah, it's like a real job almost. Yeah, I don't know how you find time to talk about that kind of stuff, but, I mean, I know your show is, like, you go in the semis of the pits when you're on, and the mechanics are building their bikes, and everybody's in the pits, and uh, and your show is always on. So, in the moto world, man, you're you're huge, for whatever that's worth. No, I've, I get that feeling lately, because my bike is way better than your bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've gotten some pretty trick things. I know you're aligned with the guys at Cowie. How did that deal all come together? Uh, I just went to, you know, I've always gone to Supercrosses. Uh-huh. Ever since I started living in America, I always went to Supercross. And I was in the pits with uh, <clears throat> Victor Sheldon because mm-hmm. those Thor guys were giving me some stuff. And, right. And then Big B was like, uh, Victor wanted me to meet Big B because Big B was going to trip out on seeing who I was. And I was like, yeah. really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I hung out with that dude. He's like, "Man, we play all the time here. Why are you gonna? When are you gonna ride a, you know, the green?" And mm-hmm. I was like, "I'm gonna ride the green when the green gives me a bike because I don't have any money to buy a dirt bike." And and he was like, "We'll get you a bike." And I was like, "Yeah, sure you will, dude." <laughs> <laughs> and now sure. I just get a new one every year. They switch them out. That's they probably put suspension and pipes, and it's ridiculous. I, I just to... got that yeah. thing. I don't even know what it is, and I used it for the first time. I just had my first start with a oh. thing that holds the forks down. Yeah, whole shot device. You know, I used to get bikes from Cowie. I was clipped two years ago, probably because of Ellis. Yeah, well, yeah. you're welcome. Yeah, Dick. Um, no, uh, definitely in the motor world, man. Lucky I don't take your shitty radio show, too. <laughs> <laughs> you can. <laughs> I don't think it's much of a problem. You can probably have that. Um, hey, I, I saw you. Uh, I'm a big Howard Stern fan, and... Um, you were on his show, and you were pretty complimentary to him. But is that something you want to do if he goes? Is that you kind of said that? But um, is that your plan to uh, to take over more and more? Yeah. Well, I don't want to take over his job because, right? I mean, first of all, you're not ta- you know you're not taking anything from 
I mean, what that guy did was ridiculous. So I'm not trying to take that, and I think more and more these days I have to clarify that so people don't get their knickers in a knot. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I don't want to. I don't want his job, but you know, I mean, the future of, of satellite radio is me. There's no doubt in my mind that's exactly what it is. So when he retires or whatever it is that he mm-hmm. wants to do and everybody wants a morning show that they have to pay money for, yep. then that's what I'll do. Yeah, that's what you want to do because morning is still the, the king, right? Still, That's what they yeah, say. Right. Hey, you must be – dude, you must just be in tears lately because the, the Kawasaki-Chad Reed reunion – or not reunion, but marriage mm-hmm. didn't work. It just yeah, didn't work exactly. out. Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a match made in heaven for me. At one point, right. Chad Reed, Kawasaki, I'm on Kawasaki, and Chad Reed, and we're all hanging out, and everything's I'm wearing good. Chad Reed t-shirts, and now it's all over. Now I look like Carrie Hart again. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Yeah, well, maybe you can maybe you can still keep the, one of those heart shirts because it might come around that way. Uh, but whoa, whoa, whoa! You're not supposed to say that, are you? I don't know. Nobody listens, Ellis. Nobody listens. It's all right. We got 18 <laughs> listeners now. Yeah, we're up to we're up to, we're up to 18 after you after you tweeted it today. Um, oh yeah, it's the power of my Twitter. 18 people. How many followers do you have? I didn't even look. Uh, it's over 50,000. I know that oh, it was just the other day because my manager told me that I now officially can get paid to Twitter stuff. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, except I don't want to do it. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm too, I'm too uh, I don't know what it is. It doesn't make any sense because I'm not really that cool. Like, I'm going bald and I've got kids, but yeah. I do think that I'm way too cool to, like, tell you if an album's good, if I think it sucks. Oh, that's what they want you to do. It's not just tweeting. I think that's, what, yeah. I think that's how it goes. You don't get the Twitter about how awesome you are and get paid for it. Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, uh, Pulp MX has 2,000, so we're, we're catching. Catching up. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you guys are going to pay me, I'll do it. You, you guys are awesome. You have me on. Yeah, yeah. We, we should get you on. Well, Watson here lined it up. We got to thank Kenny for getting Jason Ellis on the show, a big time celebrity like Ellis. We had. Do uh, you know who Jenna Hayes is? Massive. What? Jenna Hayes is she a porn star? Yeah, she is. She was on the show two weeks ago, but I think you're bigger. I think Ellis is yeah, probably the biggest well, celebrity to do our show. Ask him; he'll tell you he's the biggest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> he, he, he did say that. Red Dragon. Yeah, I mean, come on. What has she done, really? How many times has she been to hospital? She's done a lot, but I don't know. Yeah, I know probably what you mean. Got, she's probably had purple privates. Yeah. I'll give her that. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, no, at some point. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Um, what's, uh, what's going on with Reedy? How much do you talk to him? I, I, I text him every so often, and uh, he said he might call in and talk to you tonight. Um, but uh, what do you think he's going to do next year? And give, what do you, what's your opinion? Uh, I don't think he's going to be on KTM. No, no. <laughs> I can tell you that. I don't. I don't. I mean, he's running out of colors, Ellis. None of my. It's none of my. Yeah, he's going. I think he's going to be on a red bike because that's mm-hmm. the only, the only thing that he would do next. You know. You're right, right, right. right. Do that one, and then after that one, then go to KTM, and then <laughs> and, and th- then call it a day. Take his U.S. money back to Australia, where it's worth double. And go back and own the biggest it's house It's not there. even double anymore. Oh. It's over. It's so lame there. It's so hard for people to make it over there, man. It's, it's, it's such a sad case for you make a bunch of money uh, to, like, to, buy, to, be able to, to be able to afford like, a good car and a good house. I don't even know who you are if you're in Australia. I think Chad Reed's the only rich person in Australia. That, that's what I heard anyway. I don't know. Well, followed by you, probably. Hey, hey, when was the last time you went back to Australia, Jason? Uh... Are you allowed I don't really country? go back anymore. Maybe I go two weeks a year, but I don't do that anymore because it's really hard for me to go. I don't. It's not a, you know, I lost my brother and my father there, so it's kind of sad when I go. And 
I got my own family now, so if people want to come from over there, then I, I'd rather that. But it's home is not home is here now, so I don't really. I mean, like you guys, I just told you, I don't have much vacation time. So if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna have a vacation, I'm gonna go like on a vacation. You know, like uh-huh. I went on, I went to Tabarua this year. So you're gonna go on, on the Kerry Hart vacation. I don't want to hang out with that dude either, because then I'll have to go on a vacation to, and do what Pink tells me to do all day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's known to do that. Hey, every time, I've yeah. been in, every time I've been in the H&H offices, I swear to you, this is the truth, every time I'm in there, Hart is reaming Watson for something. He's yelling at Watson for fucking something up again. It's classic. Hey, get a stupid face. I feel like yelling at him right now. It didn't work for me. Who's got a ginormous face, a huge head, massive hey. head. I wonder if it's hard to knock you out. <laughs> I, I asked Big B. I was just telling the story about how uh, Big B, uh, when Josh Hansen was up here, they were him and Hart were doing a red carpet, and he asked Big B if he could grab some couple new T-shirts, and Big B said no. Well, then Hart called me and said, just make sure he gets them. Well, they went out to the red carpet, and Hansen had a new T-shirt on, and Big B asked where he got it, and he said Watson gave it to him. And he came back to the office and pried me into the warehouse and locked the door and smashed me in the head. And he hit me one time, and I go, that wasn't bad. And then I stood up out of my chair, and he hit me with another one. And then I started to hear the woo, woo. So I took off running, and he threw a ping-pong paddle at me, hit me in the shoulder blades, and almost fucking killed me. The ping-pong racket in the shoulder blades hurt. Yes, but then it was awesome. We all went out after that about a month later, and Dan Mahoney and him got into it. Like Big B was playing. You know how Big B gets when he hangs out with Jameson? And uh, him and Mahoney got into it, and that was quite a show. But they didn't punch each other, or they did? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mahoney split him open, and Big B was like, I'm the man. He has blood. Mahoney <laughs> split him right above his eye. He won't, he won't fight in Alismania. I keep trying to drag him into it, but he won't do it. Who, Big B or Mahoney? Yeah. Bro, no, nobody will. Well, Andy Bell did fight, though. Andy, Andy Bell. Bell. Andy Bell did fight. I was there. I watched him. Yeah. And uh, Jason was under the weather, and he still freaking handled him pretty good. Yeah, yeah. He, I can't. I talked to Bell maybe a few weeks before. He thought he was going to lose. Bell claimed, like, he, he privately, I think, he thought he was in some trouble. <laughs> yeah, well, he was. I mean, it was kind of unfair. I just, it was a weird thing how that we were looking for uh, fights, and he, he uh, jumped in there because everybody wanted me to fight somebody. But if you're... If you're not a real fighter, then it probably it, odds are I'll probably be you. Cause, right. You know, there's, you know, man, I've been doing it for like two or three years, so that means I get to win. It's not really uh, anything to brag about. It was almost kind of lame to fight Andy <laughs> Bell. The only thing that was good about it is was I was really sick, and he did have a chance, but he still blew it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what about doing an MMA fight with the with the general of the militia? I, I already talked about that MMA fight for Alice because Alice Mania is about. There's usually one fight that involves people that could probably switch each other off, but mm-hmm. most of the time, I'd rather it was for the fans and the you know people. I you know blood noses and shit like that, but I don't want anybody getting switched off for the for the love of the game. You know, if you're gonna get knocked out, then you better you you know you got to be a real fighter. It makes more yeah. It's not fun. Alice Mania, and then some dude who listens to the to the show gets knocked out, and he's snoring for ten seconds. Yeah, I don't need that shit uh, <laughs> before I go to sleep at night. I worry about people not waking up and stuff. So seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. If you want to call in and talk to Ellis, one of the eighteen people out there, uh, go ahead and call in and uh, ask Ellis a question about anything you want. Um, hey, wh- wh- who else? What other riders do you follow? Obviously, Chad Reed. 
Uh, you're a big fan. What other riders do you follow? Are, do you know? Do you talk to? And uh, are you fans of? And whatever. Well, I, I mean, I'm old school, so I'm not that old school actually. But I, uh, Jeremy McGrath and and uh, Ricky Carmichael, obviously, mm-hmm. and I love uh, Jeff Emig. But the people that ride now is easily uh, Ryan Dungey because Ryan Dungey is to me what he's done in, on a dirt bike is similar to what I'm trying to do in radio, and I feel like. At one point, the big dogs didn't take him serious, but you know, I mean, look at him now, and and that's mm-hmm. it's inspirational to me to see a guy come from uh, you know nobody thought that that dude was going to be the best dude right in uh, in motocross and in supercross, and he is. So he's inspirational to me, even if he's on a Kawasaki. I just think he's a cool dude. He does need to get laid, but if he can win after he gets laid, well, that'll be another test. Because being fast in a virgin is really not that difficult. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> he, what's he going to do? Go to the gym again? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, we'll see. We'll see when he gets a girlfriend under under his belt and she cheats on him with somebody else who's not as fast. <laughs> as him. We'll see. If, we'll see how long he lasts. Yeah. Well, that I think that's. I think that happened to one of our friends that we both uh, know a little bit about uh, the the one hundred guy. Uh, Hanson Hanson doesn't care about. That guy, that guy, if that guy gets butt hurt by somebody sleeping with one of his girlfriends, he'll stop having so many girlfriends. Yeah, that's that's a good point. <laughs> that dude, that dude has the life. He's the he's uh, my favorite when it comes to. He's just the best dude who doesn't have to try that much. I yeah, mean, he's the best he personality in, in Supercross and Motocross, hands down. Hands I down. love that dude. He's he's badass. I love him too. You want to take this call? Let's do take it. a call. We Let's got Pope Max Show. You're on the air with Jason Ellis. Who's this? Yo, Ellis, what's up? What up? Yo, I was listening to the show last week, and you're talking about your boy riding the 50 race. Yo, he was yeah. throwing a big fit, man. There, the dude's like 30, and I was just at uh, Loretta Lynn's watching four- to six-year-olds race on a 50. Man, what's up with your boy? Well, actually, I, I found out that the race is three. It's three people to the like, a team race, so you got to switch off three different times, so... I actually went out to Piru today to teach Raw Dog how to ride a motorcycle because he can't ride a bicycle or whatever. So he can now ride a 50 uh, as long as it's like you don't have to turn or go over anything or uh, there's any sort of dirt or sand in the way, then he could be in trouble. But he's going to race, and then my producer is going to race, and I'm going to race. So that race, we're not really going for the victory. We're more – you know when – Really fat old people finish marathons. <laughs> you know, I mean, people with one leg and stuff like that. That's what we are. We're gonna, we're the one-legged eighty-year-old sailor who is gonna just finish the race. That's all we're trying to do. Finish. Moral victories. No. Yeah, raw dog couldn't ride a bicycle six weeks ago, and now he's gonna be in a fifty race. Come on, man, that's a great achievement. <laughs> Fantastic. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> what are you talking about? It is so a good achievement. Look, yeah. there are spoiled bastards out there that get to do whatever you want. His, his father never gave him a chance to ride a bicycle. Now he's going to race. These kids were four years old racing. Come on, man. They can't yeah, even well, wipe well, their They had the chance. This guy never had the chance. I, this is uh, it's a big day for him. And, and when he worries about people like you who think it's uncool to not know how to ride a bike, that's why it I'm is. making him do it. Hey, that's just like having a dude not knowing how to swim, and then all of a sudden he's a swimmer and he's going to go in a swimming race. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I back you, Ellis. Yeah, I'm amping on. Yeah, he's my uh, he's my wingman, Raw Dog. You know, he's 
right. complete opposite to me, and I want to uh, I want to be a little bit more like him, and I want him to be a little bit more like me, so yeah. we can both be happy. It's like Kenny. Kenny's my wingman on the show. Fuck off. Right, so you, you, you got him, so then he'll, he'll be uh, good, right there. Good looking. Yeah. I, I don't know who just talked, but whatever. That was Ellis. He said that you're you're probably way better looking than me. Uh, well, yeah, I am. Wait until you meet this guy. You're Dude, agree. I'm definitely better looking than you, for reals. You have a massive melon. But you are skinnier than me, which is cool. It's, it's crazy that you guys think that one's better looking than the other, and you look at photos of each other's dicks. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> no. That's because I belong to the awesome world. Hey, thanks, caller. <laughs> Right, hey, Ellis, check the story out about Hanson, dude. When Hanson, when Hanson was out here doing the uh, H&H thing, the first day we went to the test track. This is how much talent this kid has. We go to the test track. The first day he ever riding our bike. He has board shorts fuck, with, uh, with a basketball jersey and flip-flops. This kid hops on our bike, goes around the Supercross track. Like, he gets on to make sure the levers are okay, riding around the parking lot. Goes to the Supercross track and jumps every jump on the Supercross track. Okay. Goes around and goes to Carrie's freestyle course, and there's a, uh, a ramp set up, and Hart always said, make sure no one goes off that thing because it's not set and it's not at 90 feet or 75 feet. And I tell Hanson to stay the fuck away from there before we even rode. He goes and he hits that ramp when flip-flops, mm. no helmet, nothing. Overjumps yeah. it to flat. The front end of the motorcycle snaps off. He doesn't crash. He rides it out, steps off the bike in this little corner, and it's like a chopper, so the engine's dragging on the ground at this point. So he steps off it and goes, yeah, this thing works good. Like laughing. And I'm thinking, this kid has so much talent. He got dressed and went, and he was faster in his flip-flops. Yeah, but you know, think about it. He's gone out with somebody from the hills. He, there's anybody else gone out with anybody from the hills and done a lap as fast as he is. No, uh, you gotta you gotta nope. add it up, man. You can't have it all. You well, know, you get, he's a good-looking guy, and the ladies love him. He likes to go out to nightclubs. He's the fastest of his kind. He is one of a kind, and you know what? Uh, I would say maybe like well, you got Bowen in there too now, though. You know, Bowen was going out with the other chick from the hills, so you never know with, with Bowen. You know Bowen, don't you? He's an Aussie. Oh, uh, hang on a minute. Is he a BMX dude? Yes, he is. Yeah, no, I don't know him, but I know who he is. I saw him the other day at this cafe thing with, with that chick. What's her name? Adrena. He's pretty hot, man. Was that, she, was, that the, hot? was that the dude that was boning your ex-chick, Kenny? BMX dude? Probably. They all have. You said something about a BMX chick that was... No, okay. some, other, oh, some, okay. other, some other dude. That, they all bone my ex-chick. But you know what's you funny? You that everybody bones? Uh, well, no, not really. Not everybody. Just one dude. But it's all good. Now, and it's one dude that's like really famous, and now you feel like everybody's boning him. He well, said he was famous. The Can sad he? thing is, he's not famous. He, he lives he at still? home. Yeah, I'm positive. Did he lives at home? Was it Rick Thorne? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> Thorny. But hey, uh, you know what? At the end of the day, Bowen is cool because this is how I think. Wait a Bowen's... minute, did this Bowen dude really sleep with your ex girlfriend? No, 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 no. He, this, the, he's way out of her league. Like he's way he's, right. he's 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 above that. He goes out with the Drina from the hills. Come on. You're, say, you're saying that uh, this BMX dude is a far better looking individual than yourself. Obviously, he has her. I don't. Right, and you've noticed that. Yes, I did. I I, I came to the realization that I I suck, and I I need to step up my game and figure it out. But I, it's it's past the point of return Should, now. Should Ellis tell Hanny that he was on this show? Probably not, huh? Not that it's going to go well, down in his resume. Let me tell you something, Jason. Hanson hates this other guy on the show. Hates him. Because he wrote a story about Why John. Why am I on the show, then? Well, because of Kenny. Because of me. 
you don't you oh. don't have to like the guy either, but you don't have to like me either because I don't really think you do. I think we're just you. you ha- I don't say you have to like me, but you can say, "Hey, Hart, your team manager is a fucking douchebag." And he'll yeah, like- I'm just doing it for HartandHuntington.com. I really don't like anybody. Really. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's good. Hey, do you want to hear what Hanson had to say? You want to play it? Not re- not really. Okay. Like Hanson doesn't like it. Yeah, yeah. No. Hanson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this dude wrote a he wrote a column in, the, in Cycle News saying about I think Josh took it the wrong way, but. Uh, I, uh, I was he wanted to beat me up. He, he was really pissed. He was. He was really, really mad. How little are you? He's not little at all. He weighs about 320 pounds. <laughs> and I think that maybe we should do it at Ellis Mania. Get there's Hanson no, and this guy in the ring. There's no chance I weigh 320, Kenny, but thanks. Dude, I will beg the difference. When's, la- when's the last time you got on the scale? Um, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Have you seen yourself lately? Yeah, I have. You there's st- no way. I'm, no, there's no way. Dude, before how I went on a diet, what do you mean? There's no way you don't know for sure. How dude, much no, Steve. Weigh. Before I went on a diet, I, I didn't weigh 245 I didn't pounds, wa- bro. I There's no way that you weigh 60 pounds more than I weighed before I went on a diet. There's no fucking way. way. I, I dude, I would guarantee. I will bet you 100 dollars that you weigh three, over 300 pounds. Get the scale right now. We, I don't think we have a scale. Exactly. I, I, I'll, I'll, we'll do it. Let's scale do it. Go up we'll, to 300 pounds. I think they do. Anyway, right. they, go right to, they go right to that. <laughs> Not that you're going to put this show down on your you know, resume. He knows or anything. he's 300. He yeah, knows he does. It's okay, though. It's all right. Fuck, 300 is 300. What are you going to do? Well, well first of all, okay. 300, 300, something. 300 is different from 320, which is what Kenny first okay. originally threw I, out. I say, I say you're over 300 pounds. And I say you're he, know, he knows he's over 300 pounds. <laughs> How do you he know? Just, I know. He's just taking offense to 320, which means he's probably about... Three I would say I'm probably like 280. You are fucking on glue. I'm six feet tall. I don't care how tall you are, bro. I got a massive rod. Well, I don't six care. Six feet f- tall. Your fucking legs fucking weigh fucking 200 alone, dude. Your two calves together weigh. Anyway, well, Hanny wanted to fight me, and I, I mean, I don't want to fight him, but he he was not happy. I but think I think we should do it at Ellismay. I think Ellismay three. We should get Ellis math. Mania, you mean? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, what I'm did, sorry. What I'm did sorry, you just I'm say, sorry. I was reading something. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I think they should fight, and Hanson will fight him, even though there's a 180-pound weight difference. He will fight him. Man. I like Hanson. I wrote a lot of Terrible. good things about Hanson this year. <laughs> you did? You did? I did. I did, because he was fast this year. I mean, you he won a race. You still didn't redeem yourself with him, though. He still well, thinks you're a fucking idiot. I know. What am I going to do? Fuck, him I, fuck, I've tried to get him on a show. I've tried to interview him. I've tried to tell him, let's hash it out. He don't have it. You should have an argument with you. You should just call him and have it on the air. We, and we tried. That's the end of it. We he tried. up on you? Uh, Kenny, Kenny called him while, during the show and said, dude, we're going to cold call you. And, and Hanson said, no way. I'm not coming on. Whatever. You, know, like, you, don't, you, you said you, you told him you were going to call. You just got a call. Yeah, we could try that. I, I mean, he'll just hang up probably. Well, then keep calling. He'll freak out sooner <laughs> or later. <laughs> you know how Josh is. Dude, he will spaz out. He'll have to go to the, psych- the, the psychiatrist. Yeah, you'll have a good radio show on your hands if you did that. What's, what, what, what would Ellis do? Would Ellis just call him? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, then that's, that's what we should probably do. Fuck yeah, he would. Uh, hey, dude, you know Bowen? You know what? I, I met this chick in town, and she's like, oh, yeah, I was talking to her, and she's like, oh, yeah, I used to date this guy. Uh, his name was, uh, you know, Corey Bowen. You know who he is? And I'm all, yeah. She goes, he made a nickname for his penis. She called, he called it the Bowen Constrictor. <laughs> mm. Awesome. Yeah, sounds like a great guy. I really, want, I really yeah. want to hang he, out with that. No, dude. I'd love him, dude. He's awesome. He's, right. you know who, you know who he's like best friends with is Pinter. So that'll tell you a little bit about him. Who's Pinter? Heath, Heath Pinter. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, you know that. Hey, Jason, are you doing your show from the track this weekend, Paula? Uh, the last round of the nationals. Is that the yeah. the word on the street? Yeah. You're doing it live on Friday. We're live, dude, from uh, Pella Raceway. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do the because I usually I have a morning show on Fridays, yeah. uh-huh. but 
for this one we're going to have a morning replay and then we're live from 12 to 4 uh, on Pella Raceway and then I think at 2 o'clock is when the 50 race starts and, and uh, me and Raw Dog and, and uh, Stretch, my producer, are going to we're going to suit up and, and do this race live on the radio. Uh, oh, that's going to be cool. You know, people talk about uh, getting outside exposure to our sport, but, uh, I mean, that's pretty big. That's big. People, you really pump moto. I mean, I've listened to your show a bunch, and uh, it's not just like a passing fancy for you. You really, really pump the sport and try to help it out, and uh, it's cool. I think it's awesome. Well, I, I, thanks, but I, you know, I just do whatever I what, I what I love to do. You know, I always feel like when it comes to moto and and fighting, things like that, to me, there have been things that I can do that are like exercise that you don't know you're exercising. Because mm-hmm. I just feel like most people these days, if you want to, like, you, I'm fat, I'm going to go on a diet, or I'm going to exercise, it only lasts so long because it sucks. And if you can do something that you don't even realize you're being fit by doing it, right? that's the ultimate goal. And, and, and you know, moto, to me, is like a family thing as well. It reminds me of when I was growing up and shit like that, so that oh, so, so you always you always rode moto growing up. That's how you uh, got into yeah. it. Like that's that's one yeah. of my questions. Yeah, your pops I was a big my, I sold my dirt bike for a ticket, the plane ticket to the states to be a pro skateboarder. Oh wow! Well, that was the last time I ever you know I used to just ride trails and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I grew up. I started when I was six, and and I sold my bike when I was. 17 to for a plane ticket to America, and then I came over here and just skateboarded every every day and went back and forth until I finally started making money over here. And then when I got sponsored by DC, that's when somebody hooked me up with a free bike, and then I became back in moto again. Back into it. Hey, let's take this call. Uh, Papa Mech Show, you're on the air with Jason Ellis. Who's this? Hey, this is Ryan. How's it going, guys? What's up, Ryan? Hey, thanks for listening, man. You got a question? Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a question. I just have a statement. I just think that uh, we should go back to the Hanson deal, and I think you guys should give him a call. (laughs) I like like Ryan. Yeah, Ryan's got it going on. I don't have his number, but. Well, I think think you should get it. Mathis, you're you're a good guy. Watson's a sick dude, but uh, I think it would be good for the show to have a little drama thrown in there, and I think it would be good for your ratings. So I think you should call Hanson up. Oh, we do need the ratings. There's no doubt about it. We're trying to get Ellis to boost Ellis and porn stars to boost the amount of listeners that we're that we yeah, experience. I'm, I'm an amateur porn star. I can come on the show. Amateur porn star. We only deal with uh, legit porn stars. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. All right, later. Hey, Ellis. Should we call? Should we call Hanson right now? Hurry up and do it, dude. All right. Uh, you're gonna call him from this number, Mathis. And Ellis, you're gonna open it, all right, bud? You're gonna go. Okay. Hey, just give him the bullshit. Go, I'm in Vegas. Just fuck with him. It's going to be Papa Mech Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Uh, I'm going to back up Brian. You guys should call Hanson right now. Another, another, another vote for calling Hanson? Yeah, call Hanson right this minute. you got to turn your radio down. We can, you're getting their feedback. All right, it's down. There you go. Call Hanson. All right, thanks, man. Jeez, this was a big deal. Wow. Jesus, Ellis. What? You just, you, you're making it happen. People, people are on that bandwagon. Are you calling him or what? Well, Kenny's trying to use his fat fingers to dial into his phone. Hey, get... Easy fucking skinny guy. We're still Come on. Yeah. Easy skinny guy. This guy's calling me fat, dude. Wait till you meet this dude, Ellis. Hey, make, like, it, make it ring so I can hear it ringing. Yeah, yeah, you'll be on the same line with him. Uh, 
Let me turn you down for a little second while I no, stop. Let me take the call. Yeah, yeah, but then I, I will, but let me turn it down so the volume doesn't ring too much. We, we don't have a producer like you do. You are, you're big time, and this show is not big time. Uh, okay, Alice, you're going to take it? Yeah. Okay, here he goes. I'm sorry, but the person you called has a voice mailbox that has not been set up yet. Good job, Kenny. Well, let's try this other number then. He, hasn't, he didn't set up his voicemail. That's not his number. Okay. That dude always picks up the phone, right? Picks it up. Well, at, least, at least it rings. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm relying on Kenny. Well, dude, I got like 18 numbers for this clown. You just picked the last one he gave you. <laughs> is that, is exactly. That how you do it? Exactly. Yeah. Hey, what do you like the most, Ellis? Riding, fighting, skating? What's, uh, what's, what really gets you going? Um, well, it changes. It's like yep. Metallica albums. Right now, it's Moto for sure. Yeah, yeah, you're all into Moto. Are you gonna be? Yeah, are you gonna be healed up for this? Uh, no, no, I'm not. I'm really wrecked, man. I went to Pyro today. I did a couple laps as well, and I can't. It's hard for me to walk. It's hard for me to move. Right. I can't for me to sleep. Like my, I mean, I, I got bruising, and my stomach is swollen, and my back of my leg is going purple. It's it's pretty lame, man. I'm kind of bummed out about it, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey man, that's racing. That's what they say. <laughs> yeah, like uh, uh, again, as I listen to your show, you sound pretty mellow. Like you possibly could be on some medication for healing. Maybe, perhaps. Um, Maybe that's the only number that Kenny has for Hanson. Well, you know why? You know why, don't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's off. how that works. Uh, after <laughs> he's after, like, here you go, dude. Here's my number. Give me a call sometime. After <laughs> Hanny left, the, after Hanny left the team, that was it. Uh, yeah. Are you serious? The re- the. Uh, <laughs> are you serious? Right <laughs> you, got, you got the Daryl number. Hey, you know what though? Straight up square biz. Ellis, um, what? did some stand up at Hart's uh, birthday party, and R- he did some stuff for the H and H guys at Magic. Uh huh. And the dude's straight up funny. Did like, he not? Did he not pull his microphone down? The dude could straight do stand up. Yeah. Like I think that's your. Next what call can't there, Ellis dude? do? Sounds by the sounds of it. Like seriously. Stand-up uh, comedy? Dude, Ellis, you should do it, dude. I think you should do it. I really do. I yeah. think that could be your next calling, man. I think you're, you're a funny motherfucker, man. You are funny. I'll give you that. I don't want to go anywhere, though. Rock, comedian dudes have to travel everywhere. I don't want to go anywhere. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna race trucks when I'm older. That's my, that's my thing. Oh, I yeah. tell jokes <laughs> at uh, people's birthday parties in Los Angeles. I ain't yeah. going anywhere. Uh, Kenny, somebody in the chat room just said lay off the fat comments, so thank you. Let's oh, take this God. call. Pulpum X Show, you're on the air with Jason Ellis. Who's this? That was Hanson. That was Hanson? That Call- was Hanson. Guaranteed he hung up when he heard that. Oh. Guaranteed, dude. He's calling back. Oh, man. We blew it. Guaranteed, Ellis. That was him. Oh, well. Oh, well, we tried. We tried. Watch. He's we gonna, did. He's going to start blowing your phone up in a second. Watch. Well, he doesn't know Ellis is on. So how's You he just gonna... said it. Well, no, he hung up before that, I think. I think, he's, I think he hung up before that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do, Alice. I've written good things about Hanny. I've written bad things about Hanny because he's. I cover the sport as a journalist, so there's certainly lots. What did you th- say bad about him? Well, you know, uh, uh, he made his grand. He made his grandpa cry. <laughs> That's what he did. He took his family down. Um, you t- hey, you talk smack on his family? No, 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 no. When Hanson called me for one of the stories I wrote about him, he said the story was so bad it made his grandma or grandpa cry. One of the two, and I and I tried to apologize and. Tell him my opinion on why I wrote what, that. And he, what did you say? 
Well, the, Ellis, nothing. I'll send you the article. Uh, it, it, Why can't you just tell me what you said right now? Well, I can't. No, I can't. Uh, he got let go from JGR Yamaha a couple years ago. This is old. Yeah. And uh, basically, I mean, from p- talking to people on the team, he really kind of blew that ride. Um, you know, he wasn't putting in good results. His talent, we all know he's got talent. And I wrote that, you know, hey, this, this might be his last chance uh, in the sport, and it's too bad because he's – He's got a lot of talent. He, he chooses to not ride the motocross se- series, and that might have hurt him down the road. He really blew it, and I'm not sure he's going to get back to the level that you know his talent deserves. And um, I mean, it really wasn't bad. It was just a you know. You said, uh, you said you, you're not sure that his talent's going to uh, reach the potential that it should have. You yeah. Said that. Yeah, and I said that I, 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 I in this particular article. I said, you know, I think he might have, he might not get another chance on a good team like this because JGR is, a, you know, a top-notch team in a sport. Um, I wrote another article about it and about said, hey, you know what, this kid. Yeah, he's on Kawasaki. Yeah, I said this kid. I bet you this kid goes to Mitch Payton for, you know, for for no money and does and kills it because let's face it, uh, he, the kid's got talent. So how are, how are you so fat and no and so knowledgeable about motocross? Well, I've I used to race pro before I started eating. How'd you get so fat? Really? You used to race pro and you're 300 pounds? No, no, no. Hey, dude, check this out, Jason. This guy raced pro in Canada. He came here. He was a factory Yamaha mechanic for Timmy Ferry for whoever knows how many years. He was an employee at Yamaha. So he knows the sport. So he got lazy and became a journalist. How'd he get that fat? I would say, Ellis, if you saw me, which maybe this Friday you would, I don't really look that fat. Watson? That, that's how you got that fat, huh? No. Dude, uh, hey, oh, my God. You are hey, I was, fucking okay. kidding yourself, dude. Well, we'll ask Ellis if we see him. Fuck. I mean. Okay. Ellis fucking calls me fat, bro. He does? He's calling me fat. He's calling oh, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's fat. He's fatter than you? Kenny's fat, you think? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm fatter then, for sure. Dude, yeah. he's, he's fucking obese in your I mean, eyes, come bro. on, dude. How, when you were pro, how much did you weigh? Uh, I don't know. I I was big, always. Uh, I, five, I rode 500s, Ellis. Uh, that was my specialty. Um. But uh, uh, no, I was I was so I, I raced pro. I became a uh, mechanic for two factory teams for twelve years, and then I, I moved into the journalistic end of things. So I've been on the inside of the teams and the outside of the teams, and you know I spent a lot of time with Hanson when Hanny was on Yamaha Troy, and I was uh, factory Yamaha. So you know I've been around the guy. Um, <laughs> so I mean I, I guess that's kind of where I'm coming from. It, but for as much for as much crap I've talked about Hanson. I've also written some great things about Hanson. So, I mean, hey, Ellis, you could tell a fat guy because you know when you're when like fat guys never wear pants, and fat guys never wear tennis shoes. They wear flip flops and shorts all the time. And this I guy has. If I was a really big fat guy, I would wear like jogging sneakers so that I could support my fat ass. Yeah, yeah maybe. Well, maybe. I, I uh, <laughs> now the pants thing doesn't work, Watson. Well, I, I don't understand how you can be that fast and then be that fat. I really don't. It's, it's um, got to be. It's got to be annoying to your lot. Like you've got to wake up in the morning. How do you feel about yourself naked? Do you do that? Well, I'm not like Kenny and snapping pictures of my rod for sure. Yeah, but uh, hey, but well, let's talk to his. Snap, can we do you your... look at yourself in the in the morning? Hey, let's get let's get his wife. You want to ask his wife? She'll 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 back me up. I mean, no. why do you have to pull your wife into it? You can't yeah. handle it yourself. No, I didn't say pull my wife in. Kenny did. Uh, that's what I want to see what she thinks. My, my wife. I gonna... just want to know if you look at yourself naked in the morning. Yeah, it's not good, Alice. <laughs> do you? Yeah, but you can't answer the question. Do you look at yourself naked in the morning? Yeah, I, d- I said it's not good. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, so you did look at yourself, and at one point you were fast on a dirt bike, and now you're 
ridiculously fat because that's well, a ridiculous amount of weight. Let's right let's use fast lightly. It was a Canadian pro. You know what I mean. So let's that's not. Still, that's still pretty fast. Yeah, let's not. Let's not get out of it. Let's take this call. Well, we can get back to this. I'm not trying to avoid it. Okay, that's awesome. We we just might have a celebrity calling in tonight, so okay. that's why. Papa Max Show, you're on the air with Jason Ellis. Who's this? Hello? Josh, don't Han- hang up. Hanny, don't hang up. No. It's probably Hanny again, testing the waters. Oh, Text him, Ellis. Oh. Well, I don't have my phone with me. Okay. He's over it. He wants to talk about how fat you are. I love it. Um, all you got to do is look in the chat room, Steve. All your listeners it, it, are saying you're fat, you're humongous. you you got to work out, dude. you got to get back into shape. It's life's too short. How old are you? Uh, 35. Yeah, dude. you you got to hurry up and get back into shape now because when you're 40, you won't be able to get back into shape because it's been too long, been too fat. Yeah. And then you're going to die. You're going to die fat. Dude, I tried, to, I tried to help him. Like, I'm not saying I'm skinny by any means. How can, you, how can he... Ch- how can you try to help anybody? Because I lost a lot of weight, dude. I mean, you see, you know, you're still a fat dude. You don't I am a fat dude. I am a fat dude. He's but getting I told, mad. Kevin's I am a fat mad. dude. Believe me, I look at myself in the mirror, and I don't think I'm this that I'm fucking Bruce Jenner by any means, dude. I know. Who, I'm not who exactly the guy that won the the Olympics in fucking 1942 in the decathlon. You wouldn't know who that is. Somebody just said in the chat room. Jenner. Somebody yeah. just said I was big boned. Yeah, right. Dude. Uh, uh, no, listen, Ellis. Uh, you're, so you're fooling yourself, Mathis, if you do not think you're fat. I do think he I'm does fat. Think he's fat. And he hates th- himself, and that's why he curses yeah. other he, people. He, he, he's he jealous tra- of Josh Hansen because Josh Hansen is faster and more handsome. And better looking and skinny. But right. Josh Hansen's, you've seen Josh's legs? He has it all. He does. Josh Hansen's awesome. Awesome yeah. world. He's a great American. <laughs> He's a great American hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have... Is. Hey, are you going to be down there on Saturday or Friday, Steve? Huh? You're going to be down there on Friday for Ellis's race? I think you need to go introduce yourself to Steve and watch what Ellis tells you. Well, and you he, know what Ellis is going to say he now. Ain't hold, dude, what do you mean? If you were, like, in shape and skinny, he would give you the, he'd give you the, the whole what's up. I don't even need to see you. You're six foot tall and you're 300 pounds. That's a fat dude. Good. Well, well taken. Well, good point. Uh, yeah, and I'm not saying it to make funny. I'm saying it right. so that you it's a, uh, it's a high stop being a fat dude and you don't die. I'm, I care about you. Really? Hey, there you go. That's awesome. I try to tell him the same thing. Like I'm well, trying yeah, to. But you're on. not Jason Ellis. I know. He, you yeah. see the smile on his face. Why right would now. he believe you? You know. Yeah, yeah. Why would well, hey, Ellis? I, I tried to like get on a program, eat, go to the gym, work what out. What happened to your program? It's still good. Oh, okay. But yeah, I tried to hit, hey, dude, we should go to the gym together and work out. And he says, you're like the guy that found God trying to push it on me. I'm fine with the way I look. I said, okay. No, you're not. Yeah, we know he's not. I said, we know, fine. We know he, get, he's fine. he loses sleep. Yeah. So I, I, I but I'll give him this. Uh, I seen him at the track a couple times riding. And for a big dude, he doesn't get that much air anymore, but he can go through the corners really fast. Yeah, but any, everybody is amazingly good at it if they can do anything when they're 300 pounds. Oh, I don't know how to take this. Is this good or bad? This, this is, is bad, awesome. right? That's, that's just take a sequence of him eating a sandwich. You know? <laughs> hey, that's that's awesomeness at its best right there. Yeah. Just Ellis giving you props. Yeah, somehow. somehow. You, should, you should fucking write that down in the date and the time because it doesn't come too often. All right, Ellis. Well, we're going to let you go, man. Thank you for uh, for coming on the show. Too bad we couldn't right. get handy. I, I just want to say HiddenHuntington.com is a great website and that everyone should go there. And I think that... Uh, what else do I think? I think tattoos are cool, but only if you get them at Hart and Huntington. And, uh, you know, don't hate Chad Reed. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Hate the game or whatever. We got one more call. Maybe this is a celebrity caller. 
Well, let's check it out. Pulp MX Show, you're on the air with Jason Ellis. Who's this? This, this has been. No. Matt Nap is going to save your fat ass right now. All right, we got to hang up on Hasbro. <laughs> he's our he's our uh, he's our regular caller. Uh, thank you, Alice, for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate. it. I know you uh, you got much bigger and better things to do with your life. I don't know about bigger if I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> uh, oh, that's God. good. That's, that's good. Awesome. All right, see you later, guys. Thanks, awesome, Alice. Awesomeness. See you. All right, let's uh, let's go to a commercial, Kenny, and let's then we will come back and wrap this thing up. Let's go get a donut. Let's do it. <laughs> are the result of over 25 years of experience in the eyewear business and the product has been race proven at the highest levels. For 2010, X-Brand has Michael Essie, Moto Concepts Yamaha, Josh Strang and many others wearing the Gox and Gox Liquid Performance Eyewear. X-Brand goggles are exclusively distributed by MTA. Check out our complete line of goggles at your local dealer or at thexbrand.com. Hey, Kenny, right now I want to talk about one of the sponsors, uh, the new sponsors of the Pulp MX show, a guy who's come on board recently. That would be the Racer's Edge, uh, otherwise on the web as TREMX.com, a uh, Simi Valley mail-order powerhouse. And uh, you actually go back with these guys. Yeah, we go back a long ways. These are the original Racer's Edge. I mean, I go over the all over the country, and I've seen the Racer's Edge on you know people's box trucks and other stores. But this is the one and only Racer's Edge. Um, throughout the years, they've helped out riders like Kyle Lewis, Brian Deegan, Brian Swing, Billy Payne, Paul Curry. Tyler Evans, Casey Johnson, Scott Cheek, Phil Lawrence, Mike and Jeff Alessi, Kerry Hart, Ronnie Feist, Sink Mars, wow. Timmy Wiegand, and the list goes on. And the cool thing is, all it takes is a phone call or email, order something, and you're on their team. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. You had a small Simi Valley powerhouse shop that uh, stepped up and helped us out. And uh, you can check them out at TREMX.com. Remember, anything over 100 bucks is free shipping. So uh, keep that in mind as well. It's your one-stop moto shop for everything that you need. And if you pulp, if you type in Pulp MX Show, all caps, you will get an extra discount on your order, Kenny. Wow, that's huge. That's huge. Well, hit them up. These guys will take care of you. And when they say it's going to be there, it's there. No BS. There you go. Right from Kenny Watson. Support them. TREMX.com.
Welcome back to the Pulp and Mech Show. We're, uh, we're live here in Las Vegas. Jason Ellis, we want to thank him for coming on. I'm sure this probably ranks pretty high, Kenny, on his uh, career achievement list coming on the Pulp and Mech Show. I think it's the, probably the second best thing Awesomeness has ever done. You think? Yeah. <laughs> First was like bringing his wiener up. Second was coming on the show. He was on Howard, though. He was now, that's my wife, everybody. Angie Just Mathis saying. has come upstairs to join us. Hi, everyone. Uh, honey, you're not happy with some of that talk? I was used to getting text messages. As you know, Kenny forgot his computer today, so I can't listen to the show. I'm downstairs just with the dogs. Right. But, um, yeah, I was getting some text messages that I better come upstairs and just uh, see what was going on up here. Yeah, well, you didn't, you didn't even hear what happened, so. Uh, well, I don't want anybody shit-talking my man, so. Yeah. Then you should have been up if here. If anybody has a problem, they can take it up with me. Whoa. Whoa, you hear that, Kenny? Uh, Kenny, anything yeah. to say? Nope. <laughs> Honey, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the, um, the picture of Kenny's rod that you saw. Um, did you take offense to that? Like, what was that no, like? Let's get let's get this straight. <laughs> what was that like? Hey, let's get this straight. Did I send that to you? No. Okay. Okay. Right. There we go. All I right. would never do that to my co-host. Co-host wife. But he was very I concerned that. No, about it. I would it, not I do that to you. Oh, thank you. I would not thank disrespect you. you. I would not try to do that. I, I don't. Why does everyone keep putting in the chat room PX90, PX90, PX90? Mathis needs PX90. Dude, we should do a thing. He gets plenty of workouts around here, don't we? Yeah, worry. that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, honey, but seriously, like. That's a freaking hey, sight with, to with, see. Without, uh, without being biased at all. There's no doubt I'm bigger, right? Way bigger. Thank you. Thank you. Do you guys have a scale in your house? A weight scale? Uh, yeah, no, a, no, a scale to weigh all the blow in my pocket. Are you gonna lay your rod out on a table? No, a scale to weigh all the cocaine in my pocket. Of course, a scale to weigh your weight. Yeah, I got two hands right here. Whip it out. Well, I'm not talking about Come my wiener. I'm talking about the weight of your husband. We made a bet that how much he weighs, and I think he he weighs a certain amount, and he thinks he weighs another. And nobody you know. wants to reveal their real weight. Okay, well then we'll leave it at that. Uh, babe, having Jason Ellis on the show, you're happy with that? For a guest of Howard Stern? Anybody so. who's good enough to be on Howard is good enough for Did you hear what he said about Howard Stern? Steve asked him a question about, do you, would you like to replace Howard Stern? Do you know what he said? There's no replacing. There's no replacing Howard Stern? That's yeah, exactly what he, he did he say that. But he, he does want to that too. He does want to go to a morning <laughs> slot, though, if he could, because morning is where it's at in radio, you know. I don't know about really anymore, but um, I'm Howard all the way, all day. Right, so let's uh, let's get to, so Kenny's text <laughs> of his rod to your mutual your friend a, at work. We have a special friend, my special friend, Kenny's special friend. Yeah, Susie. She, we why were in Santa Barbara. Why do you, you got to say her name? Oh, sorry, that's not even her real name. Good. We were in Santa Barbara, and after the show last week, she's like, he texts me. Steve said, <laughs> Steve said his rod is bigger than mine. Right. Kenny was worried. He was, yeah, yeah, I guess I was he was pretty bummed. concerned. Yeah, about you were, it. huh? Yeah. Well, I just didn't not about it. your reach though. You're fine with your reach. <laughs> I know my reach. He said it's a guy thing. That's why he cares. So well, much. the funny thing is, my reach, my wiener is almost half the size of my reach. <laughs> so I got problems. So Susie was like, "Well, what am I supposed to do? I don't know anything about Steve Mathis. What he has going on, the happening." Right. And I said, uh, "So I guess Kenny said, Sh show her this picture.'" <laughs> I don't know if she already had the picture on her phone stored right, away for right. a rainy day or if he sent it just then. I'm not sure what those two right, are going right, right. on, but uh, yeah. she hasn't been watching Show him right this picture. For a while, so. Why a, a man has a photo of his rod on his phone is mystifying to me. Mystifying. 
Cannot figure it out. I'm a kinky bastard, okay? Okay. I, li- I do that shit. I- I'm into phone sex. I'm into I'm into all that crazy shit. I like okay. pictures back and that's forth. That's already that, too much. Info, well, hey, I'm just telling you. That's, that's why you have it. That's why you have exactly, it. Exactly. So. Um, uh, Chad Reed just uh, was going to call in for Jason Ellis, but he uh, just texted me and said, is he still on? So. Yeah, tell him he's on. <laughs> tell him he's on. <laughs> tell him and then, I'm on. And then you can fake your you can fake your Australian accent. Hey, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all you got? That, it ends after that. No, I have him call anyways. Well, um, uh, yeah, we probably uh, we probably should. Um, so I saw the picture. Yeah. I made an educated decision. I'm going with Mathis. Perfect. Way bigger. Yeah, Chad asked if he's emotional about the Cowie breakup, and he he was, I think. Yeah, he was. I think he was. That was his dream right there. Were you at? Do you remember in Anaheim when they asked him uh, what he thought about James Stewart? Yeah. And, oh man, that was gnarly. I was going to bring that up on, but it might have been bad memories for him. Yeah, it's it's all good. He's a he's a he's definitely a Reed supporter. Yeah, he is. Who who's a bigger who's a bigger celebrity, honey, Jenna Hayes or Jason Ellis? Do you think? Um, uh, I'll say Jason Ellis. You'll say Jason Ellis, but you really mean Jenna Hayes? No, Jason Ellis probably. Yeah. They both been on Howard though, which is freaking awesome. That, that's how's how, that? They, that's how it all boils down, dude. Uh, that's but, it. But you know what's crazy? What? From this little show that we do, right? We have two celebrities that been on Ellis. Uh, been, been on, on Howard Stern, right? And they've been on our show. So Stearns, you know what? We're not doing Stearns. too bad. No, we're not. We're not. We're not doing too bad. Uh, I'm a little bummed in the fact that Kenny, you are the one who have gotten the celebrities, uh, Jenna Hayes and uh, Howard Stern, and I've only been able to get Tim Ferry. Well, but you hey, know whatever. Why? You know why? Why? Because I leave and go out and do things and meet people and know people. And I, I just don't stay in the house and eat. And eat and, and type. Good point. You want to take this call? Do it. That's fucked up. Papa Mech Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, what's cooking, Nash? One more time. Hey, Nash, oh, what's Nash. happening? Hey, I got uh, two things. I was uh, working around the house and then we listening to the, uh, the race live on the internet. Yeah. And when Ferry did his final lap, they're out there saying, and there's someone on the bike with him. Steve. I thought it was you riding oh, on the back, no. riding around, waving at everybody. No, it, it, I tried. I, the security wouldn't let me through. I tried, but uh, <laughs> it was his kid. He put his kid on on the front, and it I, was really cool. It, they, whoever was announcing it, it wasn't obviously Weege and, and right. Fro. Right. It was some other dude, and he paused momentarily. I'm like, there's no way Mathis climbed oh, on the back of that dude. bike. There's no way. I was too busy arguing Scott Sepkovic at that time. Good. I hope you slammed whatever. I don't want to get into it because it's not really incidental. And I'm nobody, and you're neck deep in the business. But that guy's a tool. Hey, Nash. Yeah. You are someone. You're a you're a voice of of the industry. Of, Every man. Of you know what? If it's not people like you, Scott wouldn't have a job. I wouldn't have a job. So don't think that you're nobody. You are someone. Oh. Nice, buddy. Well, Kenny, I appreciate that. That's very nice. But <laughs> I know that there's a level of communication and understanding and what pe- people are privy to and people aren't and yada, yada, yada. Do you remember so. that scene in old school where Will Ferrell goes up to debate a real hard question and he just knocks it out of the park? That's what yeah. Kenny just did. Like He just somehow put together this massive inspirational speech right now. Uh, let's let's take some calls, though, Nash. Uh, I did have one more thing, though. Yeah. Because I, I listened to the Stewart podcast as I was stuck doing yard work, and Kenny, I got to shoot straight with you. You went off on me for saying there's no way Stewart's not going to do 1-1, one, one, and I got to be a man and approach you and say, I know he didn't do 1-1, one, one, and I'm not saying anything other than the fact that you kind of went off on me saying that you're in the business and James Stewart doesn't come out the race unless he's going 1-1. One, one. So do you have anything to say to me? I was, ro- ro- uh, ro- 
I can't even say that word. Remember? Fonz? That's not true. Yeah. I know that. No, no. But... He, he, he. You know, I, 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 I was wrong, totally. Right. And you know what? Don't get me wrong, but I'm a James Stewart fan, and I know James Stewart is an is a freaking phenomenal rider. And he's not. You're not going to see that guy back on the track until he's ready for a W. I think I... he had a wake up call. I think he, <laughs> I think he had some issues. I don't think he was ready to come back as soon as he did. And you know what? Maybe the, uh, you know everyone's you know picked it up a level, and he wasn't ready for that. I haven't been at the races all year, so it, like it, I said, I, I might have said the wrong thing. It's totally, Kenny. I wasn't to do the in your face. I was just like, hey, got to that because I'm sure you would have revisited it with me, and I respect you as a host of the show. Yeah. All right, uh, Nash and Kenny making up. All right. Cheers. Thanks. Have a great week. See well, you. See. You. Thanks, Nash. Do you think he felt better that he? Pulp X show. You're on the air. Who's this? This is Kyle Regal's sister. Hey, what's going on, Kyle Regal's sister? Oh, nothing, just hanging out. Oh, thanks for calling in, man, or, or girl, I guess. Uh, you, 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 you missed Everybody it. is texting me, telling me to, to call in, so. What'd you do? I guess that, yeah, what happened? I guess I had to do what? What'd you do? Why, why, why is everyone texting you? What'd you do wrong? I don't know. Everybody's like, dude, call in. I'm like, no. I haven't even listened, so I don't know what they're talking about, but I don't know. I'm calling in. Well, well, uh, Mark was on the show earlier, and he yeah, I in, heard that he was talking about your little sister playing soccer and what your little what your brother's doing. And if you would have called in after the last show, we could have had some stuff to talk about. But this, <laughs> but this show we don't. And I always this is Kenny. I always try to call Will Hahn out on you, and Will just has nothing but good, <laughs> good, good things. To say yeah, we've we've been unable to get dirt really at all. I don't have any. That's dirt. surprising. Yeah. No, Will Will That's won't even, Wilbur, Wilbur won't even go there. And Mark was great tonight. Mark Mark said more things about you than Will would have. Hmm. That doesn't surprise Will. me. <laughs> well, there is there, there is this infamous com- comment. My daughter Do what? banged a few, but not everybody at least. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. He is he is out of control. I don't know. Somebody was saying that Steve Mathis needed to fight somebody at Vegas, and they were recruiting me. Oh, why would you want to fight Steve Mathis? I'm not fighting Cassandra Regal. No, there's no way. No, he he's a big dude. He could sit on me. There we go again with that kind of comment. Do you do you think he's fat? Um, I don't know. I've never seen him. All right, then how do you know he's big? I don't know. That's what I'm told. All right. Well, I'm big too. I'm fat. That's what everyone tells me. (laughs) But it's all right. I like to say I'm like the second. We, we, this, I'm the second, the second cutest fat guy in Vegas after Steve Mathis. Oh, thanks, Kenny. Because he, he, he's telling me that he's better looking than me tonight. But that's fine. Are you? Yeah, I believe I am. He, he's way um, better looking. Well, right on, Cassandra. Thanks for calling. I mean, for sure. unless you got something else to talk about. But What do you want to talk about? Half, oh, you want to talk about oh I know, I know, I know. Half pipes and dirt bikes? What do you want to talk about? Half pipes and dirt bikes. How about equilibrium? I'm going to spam you guys right now. Okay. Equal, equilibrium, that's where it's at, the armbands. Okay. Do those things work? I see everyone wear them, and I'm like, does that work? And Dude. every person I ask, they, you know what they, they, every one of them has the same freaking answer. I don't Dude, know. They're sick. Have you ever done the test? Oh, God. No, I haven't. There's, a, ba- there's a balance test, a strength test, all kinds of shit. It's sick. Hey, why don't you do this? Why don't you, uh, why don't you email the show and send us a couple, and we'll do a test on your show. On this, show. <laughs> there we go, and we'll do it, and we'll do it, and we'll we'll video and we'll post it up on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, that'll and, work. And if they work, they work, and then you can give us the residuals of all the sales. Dude, they work. Hey, look at Justin Brayton; he killed it this weekend. <laughs> so he killed it because he had the bracelet on. Duh. Okay, well, do you know who else had one on? Who? J Law. 
Uh, no, he didn't, did he? Yep. Mm, I don't know. Kyle definitely didn't, that's for sure. Yeah, he didn't. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> His equilibrium was off. All right, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for calling in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Pop show, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, guys, this is John from L.A. Hey, what's up, John? How are you? Pretty good, man. You guys got to keep up the Angie, uh, you know, the trifecta between Steve, Kenny, and Angie. It's very awkward, man. Yeah, yeah, well, you should be the one here getting texts of people's rods flying yeah, around. Yeah, I've listened to the archives. Like, I haven't been able to listen to a live show. And right. uh, it's, I don't know, you had a rant with your and your wife that was just like, I don't know, man. It was pretty funny. Yeah, thanks. Oh. Thanks, thanks, John. Um, very awkward. Keep it up. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right, man. Thank All right, bye. Is that right. a compliment? Papa Mech Show, you're yep. on the air. Who's this? Yo, it's Chad. Hey, Reedy, what's up, man? Thank you uh, Thank you for calling in. You missed Ellis just by a little bit. Hi, Chad. I, I hear that. Hi. Um, uh, he's, he's a good dude. He was really He's upset that the Kawasaki thing didn't work out. Is he bummed out? Yeah, dude, he's not happy. I mean, he, he was living his dream. I think he used the words when uh, when, it, yeah. when it all happened. Well, I'll have to make it up to him, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What else has been going on besides you just um, blowing up vital with your tweets? Those those guys are gonna have a heart attack. Been fun. Have you been seeing that, Watson? No, Reedy's been tweeting photos of gear and of bicycles and and like people are just. I follow lo- Reed, but he doesn't follow me because I I shot him a. Did you did you get my Twitter when you were giving Wyndham props? Follow, I follow you. Well, I, I shot I shot you back when you gave Wyndham props. You're all yeah, K Dub, and I'm like yeah, it's about time you recognize me, Reed. Yeah, I saw that. I did see it. I'm sorry, it I didn't write back. It wasn't, it wasn't. Yeah, you you wish you're an idiot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's good, dude. I don't care. No, I just been I don't know, I just been busy. I've been cleaning up and. Mm-hmm. Packing? I'm selling, building a new house and selling one. So uh, yeah, and then I go I go to Australia in three weeks. So um, I won't be back in Florida until probably like January, February next year. So um, how, hey, how are we gonna yeah. get, how are we gonna get ready for Supercross? Then do we have testing to do? <laughs> I haven't seen a contract yet, Watson. Well, you you haven't talked to Astafin today then. If, if you go to Cabana Forty One, there'll be I one. Just, I just got off the phone to Astafin. <laughs> busted Watson um, uh, uh, yeah I know people are freaking out because you're saying you're moving and it's like oh my god he's moving to Australia he's never coming back he's retiring oh my god he's wearing Fox gear oh my god he's wearing shift gear uh, he's got a bicycle uh, yeah dude it's been funny uh, it's funny because even at the races like you know how it is we're just all kind of a bunch of chicks a lot of times and people are like did you see Reedy's Twitter Oh man, did you see how tight those pants were? Did you see how good they looked in that fox? Like it was just ridiculous. Like it was just those, those kind of things uh, set the industry just buzzing. You know, I dig it because people yeah, are I love so it. uptight. They're like, oh, every, everyone is like they wear their pants way too tight. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean, Reed. Gnarly. Every, yeah. Everyone's so uptight, and you like you could say you were riding for Husenberg and it would be like oh god he's really riding for Husenberg yeah <laughs> oh it would just it would just blow up no doubt about it and it hey. doesn't it doesn't help that i'm as bold as hell so right right uh, how how are yeah. you are you just getting better what is that yeah I and mean, you know what things are going good yeah. i got some good report cards this week and everything's going to plan and working you know i feel pretty pretty strong and and feeling like uh, my health is coming back so uh-huh. that's always it's always a good thing, always a positive thing, and, and that's that's a priority right now, you know? I mean, 
the whole, you know, contract thing. I mean, I just basically, I didn't want any obligations, you know. People were, you know, people were trying to dock my pay, and I said, you know what, keep your pay. I don't want your pay. I just want out. I want to concentrate on this, and I'm betting on myself at this point and coming back strong and stronger than ever next year. Dude, so I, uh, I didn't believe that yeah. story, but it's true. Yeah, yeah that's legit. Hey, Reed, what are you going to ride in Australia? I'm, I mean, <laughs> I'll be careful with my words here, but um, I, it, it all depends if I get a ride in time and whether I'm to the health and to, uh, you know, as strong as I right. need to be to, to race, basically. So if, if you don't get a deal, are you just going to go over there and just do your own program and get your own bike and do whatever you need to do? Privateer Chad Reed. That'd be awesome. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I guess, you know, like, I would be motivated to do my hometown race, but other right. than that, I don't really think I'm up to driving around and taking myself to the races, you know. I got kind of other stuff that I need to work on right now, bigger bigger things than that. You know, the goal is to, to be on the start line at, uh, at Anaheim next year. Dude, besides your, 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 your picture of yourself in Fox gear, uh, the other big news was DeCoster leaving Suzuki and going to KTM. What's your take on that, man? That that was a big deal. Yeah, big deal. And I mean, I saw it coming. You know, uh, I mean, it's no secret that I didn't. You know, when I signed with Suzuki, it was the goal was to to finish my career. That it made the most sense. You know, I have such great connection with Suzuki in Australia, and mm-hmm. it just uh, you know it's just really easy for me and and where I started my pro career and I was kind of planning on it ending there but um, you know Suzuki's not doing too too well like everyone else and doing you know it's hard times mm-hmm. um, you know so I, I I knew a lot of that stuff was going on you know with my contract they you know what they could offer me wasn't you know it wasn't that it was about the money it was just that the, the situation you know it wasn't like you know mm-hmm. kind of exactly like uh, Roger you know I wanted to a multi-year deal, and, and they couldn't come up with a multi-year deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, had I know if, <laughs> knowing that it was all going to turn out the way this year did, I mean, I probably would have just taken it and 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 done whatever I did. But right, you, know, you, you you can't predict the future, and you got to look out, you know, for what's best for you and, and your family. So, um, yeah, I think you know, not really surprised, just because I kind of sensed it and knew knew a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that was going on. Right. Um, you know, him going to KTM. I mean, I had a a very lengthy uh, conversation with Stefan Evitz at the first national this year, and mm-hmm. my advice to him um, seems to be like he's taking it, uh, you know, taking it in full stride and, uh, and going after everything that I said. So, um, yeah, I think there's some more big news to come still. Right, right. Um, maybe possibly yourself. Could you see yourself going there and following Roger and – and trying out that KTM is that is that something that could happen, or have you ruling that out, or can you give us any sort of hint? Yeah, I guess you can't rule anything out. Right. right. Uh, at this point, that's not not a priority. Right. Right. Not 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 the goal. Can you rule out Chad Reed under the H and H truck? Do <laughs> <laughs> what? Can can we rule out Chad Reed under the H and H truck next year? Absolutely not. You know that. Right, I, I would I would love to see Watson as Reedy's team manager. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't be. You, he would be my boss. He'd be, he'd be telling boss. me what <laughs> <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be like Watson, let's sign autographs now. All right, sounds good. Yeah. It wouldn't even be that yeah. because if well, you Watson, might, clean up the floor, would you? Yeah, exactly. That'd be like, <laughs> no problem. 
Oh, yeah. it, it would be like this. Uh, it would be Kerry Hart saying, listen, you do whatever that guy asks, whatever that guy tells you, whatever that guy needs, because if you don't, you're going to be getting unemployment. Bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Astafin told me. He's like, you ever applied for food stamps? And I said, no. He uh, said, well, you should look into it, because if we don't get these deals done, you're going to need them. Really? That's and I awesome. said, oh. I'm like, Astafin. So and then I try to use that on him. I'm like, Astafin, if you don't get this deal done ASAP, you're out. Right. <laughs> Uh, but then he's got, you know, he's got heart to back himself up with. He's got Sheckler, so I'm kind of pushing shit up here on that side of things. Yeah, I know another agent that can probably help you out. You know, Hollywood, he, he, he's always looking for some more guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, as much as you want to hate on the guy or talk shit on him, I mean, it seems like he's really the only guy, whether he's bringing money to it or not, but he's definitely bringing logos to the sport. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I you, you got to give him credit on that, on this Arma Nuts deal yeah. i don't know what kind of money's behind it or whatever but uh uh yeah uh, he and i was on the phone before when uh regal's sister was talking about those armband things and she said that uh it didn't help jason but hey he finished both motors this weekend maybe that's what i need i need i need one of those armband things <laughs> well yeah i mean it's baby steps so j-law's normal uh deal is a dnf or dns put on the bracelet and small baby steps happen and he went 24 or 15 Do you know or who wears one no windham Wars, I, he was a guy that I and asked he, about. And he won. And he won. I seen him at Washougal with him, and I go, he goes, I, I don't know. I don't Wyndham know won? Was. This past weekend, yeah. Thanks the, for The race? Yeah, thanks for No. Damn. No, the beer drinking contest in the pits. This is my <laughs> wife who once, who once cared about <laughs> motocross. She once cared about motocross at one time. Sorry. Reed, and this, this woman says that your, your wife's one of the top three best-looking wives in the pits. For sure. Did you name her? There's only three of them, right? You named your, you named them in your, you named her Ellie in your top Ellie's three. Ellie's always at the top. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, did you go to Date City? What happened to our little buddy this weekend at Date City? Do we know? I was gonna go, and then I got busy packing <laughs> stuff and got busy dusting. Off. Yeah, basically, like <laughs> I, I look after Tate and Ellie packs because I don't, I don't do packing. I don't like packing. Right. Right. Yeah, that blows me yeah. away when I read your Twitter saying that you're packing a garage. I cannot picture that and Phantom yeah. in the garage. I just tell people what to do, and then that's, you that's know, what, and then I, that's what they I put it there, put it there. Because I'm, I'm just, I'm not a, I'm not a packer. I don't like it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like packers either, Reed, so you're all right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, have you been but, watching Been watching the races? I have, yeah. Yeah. Been watching the races, yeah. It was a good, this, seemed, this weekend seemed pretty decent. Track seemed horrible, but other than that, it seemed pretty good. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. I think the track was the same as it always was. To be honest, you know what I mean. Like it's, it it's gets been really dry and like hard. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, if that's what it is, that's what it is. I'm yeah. okay with it. But it just seemed like I was looking at Twitter's on Twitter pitch from RacerX on Wednesday and Thursday, and it, they're talking about how amazing it looks. And then I look at it on TV, and it looked horrible. So, well, I mean, that's oh. but that's RacerX. <laughs> what are they going to tell you? The track is shitty. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, yeah, but they normally do a pretty decent job. You know what I mean? I think the biggest thing is, like, from talking to some of the riders that are my friends, like, it just seemed like they bring dirt in and they just put the dirt on top of the hard pack. They don't actually kill it all in, and it, so it just kind of becomes, uh -huh. you know, hey, Reed, loose you dirt on top of hard dirt, which is pretty consistent throughout the series. Hey, Reed, do you talk to Medi at all? Are you guys pretty tight or no? Uh, I wouldn't say that we're tight, but, I mean, we're, like, friends and stuff, but he's just, you know, kind of like he's always on the road and he's in California and I'm in Florida, so it's like, we just never really, never really see each other. Hey, do you think that he could like carry that momentum he has outdoors into the in, inside? Do you think he could be a legit like top five guy on a big bike? Um, 
God, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but no, I don't. Okay. Well, top five yeah. is the, think about top five right now. Yeah, uh, I, I'm just yeah, asking. I mean, gnarly. that's it's just you yeah. know coming from a guy. That's no, I, I like, mean, it just I think uh, I think it's always easier to come in, you know, with with no expectations, no pressure, you know. Like uh, I think he's in a perfect situation. He's a really, really strong outdoor rider, and I don't think anyone questions that. Right. Um, but I think your first year, no one really. You know, no one's looking at you, but you know, right now he's kind of like the number two guy out there. You know, I think he's right. he's, cl- he's clearly the second best guy behind, um, you know, Dungey. I mean, obviously Wyndham is Wyndham. He's you know, you just never know what Kevin you're going to get. But yeah. um, as far as weekend to weekend, I think he's the solid, he's second solid, most solid guy. Um, you know, but I don't think that that really carries on into next year because then next year, you know, he's on a factory bike and he's you know he's putting that to position because he was a second best guy so um, a little more pressure and a little more thought goes into it do you think he'll get a factory ride yes you do yeah oh okay um maybe with chad reed racing <laughs> uh hey um and um what's your take isn't he going to suzuki that's what i hear i hear that too yeah i don't know for sure i don't know i know i'm talking to him for goggles you are next year yeah Hey, who do you think's going to take Roger's job over there? Maybe actually is, read those. Talk about goggles. Is Buzz in line? I mean, personally, he runs the team anyways. But Roger, I mean, from my experience, Roger doesn't run the team. Like, yeah, yeah. Roger, you know, Roger's strong points. I shouldn't say Roger doesn't run the team, but Roger's strong points are not team manager. Um, Roger is amazing at being um, an engineer and, and and machining arts and and uh, and he's inside on um, chassis, you know, geometry and what flexes, what doesn't flex, you know, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. I think he's a, yeah. you know, I think I think Roger is a guy that wants to, you know, be down in the in the race shop with the guys and getting his hands dirty and working hard and, and doing whatever it takes to win and make the best bike out there. He's not a guy, you know, he's job title and everybody looks at him as this leader and, you know, as a great team manager, but I really don't think that that's his job or his position. You know, I think other people yeah. take care of all that for him. He's more, um, you know, last year we had some issues and, you know, Roger, off Roger goes down to the machine shop and, you know, the machine's out some parts and all of a sudden we go test them and they're amazing. So, yeah. he's, uh, you know, he, that's where his strong points are with I've, my dealings with him. I've heard that about him too. And, and I mean, I mean, not to, I don't want to bash on Roger. i got nothing to bash him on for. But I do think that his, his managerial skills that a lot of Internet people talk about are a little overrated, like as far as Ricky and yourself and Dungey and all that. I mean, he's a part of it. Don't get me wrong. But from what I know and from what I hear, yeah, he, he, he's, he can work a mill and a lathe like no other. And he, and he is a good manager. But it's not like he's guiding you guys. I mean, you guys are champions and winners when you get there, guys like you and Ricky. And, and before you guys got there, it, it wasn't like he was transforming lemons to lemonade, you know. Like uh, I could name a lot of riders that didn't do that well there. So I don't know. I guess I'm maybe I'm kind of bashing him. I don't know. You're not bashing him. Well, okay. Yeah, I mean it's unfortunately, honestly, people people don't know how to swallow it. But uh, you know, I, I I love and respect Roger a lot. Right, right. But um, I you know I think you're 100 percent correct in the fact that you either love him or hate him. And generally, when you're winning. Everything's good, so then normally you, mm-hmm. you know, he's on your side. Where, you know, I, I think that if you want to get a better idea of who Roger DeCosta is, you know, ask Matt Moss, ask, <laughs> ask some other people, <laughs> ask Nick Way, ask Tim Ferry, <laughs> yeah, all those 
kinds of people on on their opinion of Roger. All right. Hey, what do you what do you make of Stewart's return at Unadilla? Uh, a lot of a uh, lot of talk both sides. Didn't go well. You're asking the wrong guy. Well, no, Reedy can bench with the best of them. I was surprised, and I'm actually probably more surprised that Kenny Watson, the James Stewart fan, but uh, it is what it is, I guess. Right, right. <laughs> I uh, no, uh, no, I just, I, I'm, I don't know what to think of it. You know, like I, I, I just, I'm really surprised that James put himself in a vulnerable position like that. I, I didn't expect that at all. I thought he was going to come out. Right. A lot of people. Myself included, um, you know, had him smoking them and, and killing it. Um, and I'm, I'm surprised that he didn't, and I'm surprised that he was so far off. Um, you know, but then there's a side of me that understands it too, you know, mm-hmm. like when you think about it, you know, you go back to 07 and, um, you know, you look at my motocross nations results, you know, I pretty much took off the whole. Uh, should I say 2008, you know, when I took the whole national series off and then I went and raced some across the nation, first race on Suzuki. Um, you know, didn't really have a lot of time on outdoors at all. Um, you know, I just felt like, yeah, you know, hey, I've done it before. I can, right. you know, I, w- I wouldn't say I call it coming off the couch because, you know, I was, I was riding hard and my focus wasn't outdoors and it wasn't week in and week out. You know, my focus was, you know, testing Supercross and, and doing all that stuff. Um, you know, but I felt that, that I was good enough to just jump on the bike and, and be competitive and you know, be a top three mm-hmm. guy in, in, uh, in, in England. And, and then I showed up and just so many things like are different at the race, you know, the bike, the bike never handles the way, um, it, it should handle, you know, it, I think testing in California is a hundred percent a waste of time. Um, every time I've ever felt comfortable, and it's and you know, it's probably what made me most nervous about this year is I was really comfortable in California on the Cowie, and right. I went to the first race, was comfortable, won, um, and then a week later I'm back at my house, and and things are quite different. So mm-hmm. um, I just think that whatever works in California never works anywhere else, and I think that right. James did a lot of these testing out there. Um, you know that you can call it yeah, it's a Supercross only team; they're not prepared. I say bullshit. They're a race team. They know how to set things up. Um, I just think it's, it's, it's just a lack of uh, knowledge of racing week in and week out from my, my experience. Right. I, uh, I wish that, uh, you know, I wish James, I like James. Uh, I've had some good conversations with him. I wish he'd be more open for people to talk to him about Unadilla and the Motocross Nations. I, I, I told your buddy Brooks this uh, last week that, uh, you know, your, your uh, way of handling things is, uh, in my eyes, is better whether you call this show or another show or I don't care what you do, you're you're open, you're honest, you're talking to people, you're you're going ups and downs and and it makes you look more human and gets people to respect you. James, I feel, will now disappear into his gopher hole. We will not hear from him to Anaheim, and I don't know if that's the right way to handle it. He gets he gets he's getting bashed more and more, you know. But hey, it's just me. Yeah, I mean, he's always done that, and I think uh, it comes down to you know if he shows up in Anaheim and he wins and. You know, in his world and in his goal, if he goes out there and wins races and wins the title, then nothing else matters. Um, right. he, you know, he comes out looking like the good guy. But uh, if it doesn't turn out that way, then he, then it's a different story. But, uh, I mean, for me, like, I don't know, my dad always just taught me that as long as you're honest and you are honest with yourself and you say it, you know, say it the way it is, then, you know, it doesn't matter what people say and, and, and do because, you know, 
you you said what you felt was the you know what it was in your world and and that's what you know that's probably the hardest thing for me to swallow as an athlete and as somebody that is in the public eye it's like you know i just want to be honest and it's like you ask me a question i want to answer it not always are you supposed to answer it that way but you know i definitely get myself into trouble but um i don't know i feel like i can sleep at night and i think people are starting to understand me a little more over the last year or so mm-hmm. so i don't know that's how i roll yeah, we got a call on hold here. He's been on hold for a while. I don't know if he's here, but Papa Mech Show, you're on the air with Chad Reed. Uh, what's going on? Hey guys, this is uh, John. I hate to be a has been here, but uh, <laughs> dude, you're you're far off a has been. Dude, that's so funny. Um, hey, Reed, what's something? Uh, give me a headline that I can post to the Papa Mech forum that will, uh, you know, stir up some, uh, you know, fan debate. What will start some fan debate? <laughs> yeah, just uh, you know, for the the forum because you always have something. Uh, Something going on, you know, like what these guys were talking about that uh, will stir up a little bit of uh, conversation. God, I don't know. I, I feel like I've... Have you been listening to the last 10 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I don't know. Stuff. Um, I think, yeah. I, didn't, like, I mean, for me, as far as what's going on in my world, it's like, you know, 100% focused on being healthy and, and getting fit and ready. And, you know, a lot of speculation about, you know people dropping me and people getting rid of me and, and a lot of that is all bullshit. I I I called the shots and Yeah. Sure. If you want the best background on Chad Reed, all you can say if you want some dirt, follow his, follow him on Twitter. That's all you gotta do. Ah, uh, dude, dude, been there, done that. The guy's amazing because yeah. he's like super then, super honest. So uh then post whatever the other, you want off Twitter and you got it. Reed ain't the, Reed, <laughs> no. ain't, Reed ain't the guy that's gonna talk shit. He ain't going to yeah, talk shit well, on anybody. He'll, he calls it as he sees it. So if you're looking for some dirt and him to, to stir up some shit, wrong guy. Yeah, wrong guy. I, 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 I hear you, man. He's an Aussie. He's a real deal. So I wouldn't go that um, far, but. Real, real quickly, uh, can you give us two cents on, uh, on Shorty? Because, like, perfect opportunity for him to capitalize this weekend. And, uh, and dude, the number 14 comes through and kills him. Like, what's the deal? I don't know what's up with that. I think, uh, I mean, sitting on the, you know, sitting at home on the couch watching it on TV just looks, you know, just looks like he's struggling a little bit with connecting the dots, really. I mean, that's the best thing I could say is there's, seems like the pace is there, starts are there, but he just needs to put it all together on, on one weekend. He hasn't been able to do that for a while. Dude, a lot of people don't understand, like, I, 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 ha- I have the biggest issue with, like, people that just go, what's wrong with that guy? This guy sucks. Like, people in our chat room earlier were trying to say, Davey Millsap sucks. Davey Millsaps is a piece of shit. I'm like, are you kidding me? You don't have to like him as a writer, but you can't judge him and just say he's terrible. I mean, Davey Millsaps yeah. has been in the top five for the last two or three years, and you know what? The bottom line is there's, a, there's not a button on the motorcycle that you push that's going to make you go win. I mean, er, yeah. you know, everyone ha- struggles, and, you know, everyone has their issues, and people just don't understand. Like, you know, you, you have your winners and you have your losers. You know, only one guy can win. So yeah. that doesn't make the, all the other guys out there a piece of shit or they suck. I mean, Shorty, do believe me, Shorty probably wants to win as bad as everyone. But you know what? Sometimes everything isn't all, you know, peaches and, and cream. You know, that's just the yeah. way it goes. And I've, I've heard a, little, a couple of people say that he's being injured a little bit, too. So. Yeah. I, uh, you, know, you just, you know, from a rider's point of view, you just never know what's going on and what's real. You know? it, so, yeah, it bugs the shit out of, out of me. As, my season. Yeah, good point. <laughs> it bugs the shit out of me on the Internet, though, that uh, – 
you know, Ricky won because he wanted it more. That's the only reason. Or Stewart wins because he wants it more. Or Reed wins because he wants it more. I mean, you guys are all paid professional athletes. You all want to win. I don't think there's a guy on the gate that says, ah, I don't want to win. You know what I mean? They all want to do the think, best I can you think can do. A couple. Oh, you can? Yeah. Tell us, Kenny. Uh, well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they, they think that they don't want to win. They just know they can't win. Oh. And it's, right. it's, it's sucks. But they're still trying to do the best it, they can. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, and I think to comment on the whole Ricky and and even Dungey, you know, it's like it, it's just it, it's funny that like I, I don't know about you guys, but I haven't seen it. But it's like I've never seen a full documentary on how hard and how gnarly Ricky trained and how gnarly his program was, and you know, I've never seen it on Dungey as well. I've seen a couple of shots of him in bicycle, but <laughs> hey, guess what? I rode my bicycle down the street for a photo shoot a couple of times too. I've done that before. Right. But uh, well, you guys you know, had the same so trainer. Just, you had the it, miracle it, worker, dude. It's all what people think, you know. It's like, you know, you're selling yourself, and it's like Ricky always said, you know, I work hard, I train my butt off, I do this, I do that, and it's like, you know, he was winning, so it was all justifiable, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, it was easy to do, and it's the same as, you know, Dungey's living there, he's doing the whole Ricky program, but you know. Well, I'll have I to get, I'll have to get Ricky, funny. I'll have to get Ricky's back on this. I've been there, I've seen what he did. And no, I'm not questioning. I'm, I'm just a fat saying, guy like, like myself, like you, you've seen it, but like, dude, I guarantee you that 99.9% of the fans out there that think Ricky's a badass and worked his butt off and whatever, they, they've never been there and witnessed it. They true, don't know. True. They're just going off of you're, he you're, said, she said kind of thing. I've, you're correct. I've been there when Ricky worked his butt off, but I was also being there when Ricky had, had a few beers too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it just good, uh, good, good call there. In buddy. our sport, it seems like. In our sport, the public believes the guy who wants and works the hardest wins, and the guy who works the second hardest got second. That's not true. And down the line, I think fans believe that. Well, they, well yeah. I mean, you look at guys like Ron Lachine back in the day. Like, for example, Reed in 2000 and – when did you last win? Eight. Seven, eight? Did you win the title in 08? Eight. Okay, when Reed won yeah. the Supercross title in 08. That was a good year. That was a we good – We had a lot of fun that year. <laughs> that was a good year. And uh, people – like. You know, I'm not proud of it, but I won a lot of races on like a two hours of sleep. Yes, 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 you did. Hey, you I remember my mechanic having to wake me up at eleven o'clock in the morning and set his track for. And you're all, and you're all. Do I have to walk the track? I know, and I'm not proud of that. But hey, that right. was my watch in 2008. I wasn't. Yeah. No, I, no, no. I wasn't. I wasn't on the rails. Hey, you know what? Going hey, back to the short thing. Short. I mean. Maybe Short's not coming out. Maybe he has some injuries, and it's contract time. He doesn't want to go and say right. he's hurt, to, and you know what I mean, when he's trying to get a ride. You know, I mean, who yeah, and, knows? And the guy's got the pressure of the whole country on him right now. You know, he's got to go yeah. and represent here in a couple of weeks, and, you know, that, that's not easy. I mean, believe me, you know, being the leader of Australia is, is one thing, but, you know, yeah, but we're, you're, we're, you're, we're a team that's supposed to go on podium. We're not a team that's expected to go and win easily, you know. Hey, Reed, are you going? Are you even going to go? Uh, I don't think I'm going to go. I got you know just so much stuff to organize and, and whatnot. I would really like to go, you know, kind of support the team, but I don't know. We'll see. Right on. You I'm know? kind of a little disappointed on it. It just seems like it's a, it's a great event, but unfortunately, I don't know. I like the event when it's in Europe a little more. It's just, right. I don't know. It's real. It's gnarly. It's. Is it adds a little more flavor to the event. It seems like this year, it just seems like this year has been really, really political. You know, yeah. the, all the talk about all the different teams and, you know, the whole, you know, 
Dungey's going to show up and he's going to smirk everyone. I mean, Corolla's not going to be there, so there's no. Philippars isn't going to be there. There's team, no challenge. Team kind of Ca- on that side. Team Canada is not sending its best team either because of politics. <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. I got you. That's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then also, too, Tim Carter's going to be yelling USA, USA into the microphone for for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to suck. Hey, hey, I guess when we're in Italy, Italy, they're probably saying the same thing, but he doesn't understand what they're saying. So yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> that's it. Well, hey, John, uh, you got another question? or? No, I was just going to say, you know, hey, I don't want to misrepresent. Like, I'm a huge Shorty fan, and I just, you know, as a fan, you never know from the perspective of a – you know, professional racer, like, you know, what's the deal? Like, I just thought that, you know, here's a perfect opportunity. Been rooting for him all season to get a win. And, um, and I know there's, like, you know, challenges, you know. So I just wonder from a racer's perspective. But then I just think too, it comes down to, you know, like you got winners and you got people that are just hard workers. And I think, you know, I respect Shorty a lot, but I just don't believe he's a winner. You know, he's just a... He's a guy that just makes it happen. He works his butt off. Probably works harder than anybody else out there. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and I, you know, I think that he's just a great, great dude, and and works hard. And unfortunately, you know, winning races has been something that's been tough for him. Yeah, for sure. And and that's and we can totally appreciate that from the kind of the fan side of it. And just for all the uh, you know the vital guys that uh, don't post on Pulp because Pulp's a cool, super cool uh, forum that uh, Chad's a great guy. Uh, I ran into him and Ellie at Donington at the MX Nations in England, and, um, like, they kind of, like, literally walked out of their caravan, and I got a photo of them, and I was wearing an HRC jacket, and just a super cool guy. Smile, the whole deal. So you're the real deal, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Right on. Thanks, John. All right, buddy. See ya. Yeah, there we go. Reed's a real deal. Yeah. <laughs> real another, deal. You got another one, fool. <laughs> can't believe that guy called in well right on man well, uh, hey thanks, thanks are you coming to australia or what mathis dude i want to so bad alice uh just made me rethink my life my total life priorities and perhaps i will be exercising um i'll be too busy exercising <laughs> at that point alice just really do I, do I need to make a deal with you where you like lose a certain amount of weight and then i'll pay for your ticket yeah yeah maybe something like that dude we could do I, hey i want to go i'll go and do anything and, and do and cover the race <laughs> And uh, I definitely, I would love to. One of my life's goals is to go to Australia before I die. And uh, I'd love to go for sure. Hey, Chad. Yeah. We, we were talking to Jason, and it was cool. And then, you know, we started talking about weight. And he, we're talking about Hanny and Mathis fighting and, like, getting into Ellis Mania, getting into the ring and have those guys box. And then it, it, Steve said he was heavier than he was. To, that he was, he weighed more than Hanson, and I said, "Yeah, you probably clo- you know no disrespect, but you probably weigh close to three hundred pounds, three twenty. You and, said three twenty. And Mathis said, "No, Mathis thinks he's a big guy. He goes, I'm six feet tall, but he really doesn't think that he's that fat. I didn't say I was three twenty, but you said you don't think you're that fat. I said I didn't look that fat. Chad, does he Are look you six feet? Yeah. Are you claiming six feet? I'm six feet. I am. Well, we can measure." Chad, do you think? No disrespect to Steve. We're just trying to get him on a program. Do you think he looks fat? No, I. Uh, well, do you think he right. looks? You're not. You're not. You're, you're, yeah. All right. Never, whatever. He, he's bummed. He, he, <laughs> I, the question isn't. He's getting so emotional right now. Oh, dude, he's so. <laughs> El, Ellis, Ellis just took me apart. Ellis, uh, oh, dude. Uh, <laughs> did Ellis beat up on you? Yeah, yeah, he did. Because he really likes Hanny. So as soon as uh, Watson mentioned that I was critical of Hanny in a couple articles, uh, he started letting me have it. 
So, uh, it was cool though. No it, it, it was fine. It was cool. Um, but uh, yeah, we need to make my give my give me a challenge or something. I definitely want to go to Australia hey, but the and thing check is, out a race. Hey, sorry, but the thing is, he's never met Steve. He's never seen Steve, and he and he's gonna get the pleasure of meeting Steve this weekend at Paula because he's doing his show live from the bitch and Paula Raceway. Yeah, that's my motivation. Maybe to come out and watch. When he races on Friday, right? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah he rides his fifty on Friday. Maybe I'll, uh, I don't know, maybe I can come out and do some testing on Thursday and then try to... Testing. Testing for what? I like how he drops that in there. <laughs> but nothing get gets, there, uh, why would get you, there on Friday. But why would you come to California and test? Nothing gets done in California, remember? place sucks. Yeah, but Supercross is different. Uh, that's true. At least yeah. you don't have to ride down the hill anymore to ride the track. You already be there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kenny. Oh, sorry about it. Let's count out of the bag. Sorry. Uh, hey, at least... At least I won't go past the test track all the time. At least I'll know what exit I'm getting off on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, good point. Hey, trust me, after eight years of getting off the one exit and then having to change it and get off the exit before, it, it's not easy. And so many times I went down, like, just drove right past the cabbie truck. You went, uh... At least you can stop at Farmer Brothers. To Mes- to Canyon, yeah. Yeah, Mathis stopped mm-hmm. there many times at the, uh... What's the no, I like that sandwich shop. Not the... Not the, oh, f- the gas station? No, the, um... Antonelli's. Oh, yeah. Steve loves every sandwich shop That's in the good. area. Yeah, whatever. Oh, uh, is that the one that Jimmy used to go and get all the time? Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. Yeah. That, <laughs> if I eat another one of them, I think I'm going to puke. I, 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 over the last nine years, I, I would love to know how many of those sandwiches I've ate. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt, huh? Is that no the one doubt. next to the farm, the the uh, nursery? Well, just like every yeah. every manufacturer, and it seems like I've been taste testing the last couple of years on all of them, but. Uh, yeah, it just seems like every one of them go there and eat, and you're like, oh, please, no, not that one. I just want to go off that. What is that one? Uh, what's off of Tomisco there when you go right? Um, that, that one place. Yeah, that's Farmer. Farms. What is it called? Tom's Farms or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, Tom's Farms. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, just go get me a burrito at the Mexican place there. <laughs> hey, you know what's funny? <laughs> Back in the day, MC used to go through that. And when he yeah. had his original man friend, Lou, Ru- Lou used to bring him homemade sandwiches to the test track, and they used to eat on the tailgate. McGrath, everyone, that's when everyone, th- it was like, oh, those guys, that's his boyfriend. Like, they, they hang out, and I'm like, what are you talking about? That's his buddy. You know, that's when Lou was living at his house, and when McGrath would go racing on the weekend, Lou would take the boat out on the lake, and Jack McGrath when the, would, Jack McGrath when, would, when the sport was fun and not too serious. Exactly. Yeah. Jack McGrath used to tell me, yeah, I was at Canyon Lake, and I look over, and I see Jeremy's boat with Lou and a bunch of strippers in it. And I'm all, and you didn't see me? I was in the back. He's like, that was you, you bastard. Oh, Jeremy's yeah. working all hard, and, and you guys are out taking his shit out. I'm like, yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. Yeah, that's when it was fun. Well, maybe I'll see you guys this weekend. <laughs> you won't see me unless you're coming over to Cabana 43 at, at the at the new rehab. Yeah. He, he, he when is that? I mean, maybe I can make a trip. <laughs> yeah, you're more than welcome. I don't, I don't go to the outdoor races. I watch them from the cabana, on the TV in the cabana at the pool. Uh, and I won't right. be there. I'm going to be exercising. You're gonna get on you the know, You're gonna be walking up and down Palma. Yeah. <laughs> you should. You should get a bicycle and go ride up Palma. I should take a bicycle and ride by Ellis and be check me out. <laughs> get, a, get a yellow jersey and put it on. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, right on, man. Thanks for calling in. Too bad you missed Ellis. I uh, would like to hear you guys talk and talk shit on each other, and uh, that would have been oh, funny. Man. But oh, he well. would have just wanted to talk about a lot of stuff that I can't comprehend right now, anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he was trying to. You know for sure he would throw you under. Yeah, he would throw me under the bus totally. All right, Reader. Take care, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Later, guys. Have a good night. See you testing. 
<laughs> Chad Reed, everybody, calling in. Surprise calling in the show. How's that? Was that? Awesome. that was awesome. uh, Cassandra Regal, Chad Reed. Big, big uh, names tonight. Steve Cox, uh, Jimmy I, Button called in. Can I tell you, Jimmy Button called in? Well, no, the last uh, week surprise call. I was caller. more, I was more pumped that Cassandra Regal called right. in. Right, more than anybody. Um, yeah, she, I, is, she is hot, dude. I don't think I've ever seen her. She is really. Hey, good I, girl. Th- 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 I wonder if that story is true. Reconfirmed it, but Thor came to him and was like, "Hey, dude, you've been missing a lot of races. We're gonna dock your pay, you know, which is in the contract. It's their right to do." And he just said, "Cool, right on. I'm out. Just dock me everything." Like, you know, dock me for the rest of the year. <laughs> you know what's crazy? That when when Jeff Fox was there, that never would happen. I know. No, no you're absolutely right. Those guys did not get docked. Um, but it was always in their contract. It was in their contract. Yeah, for sure. But they still wouldn't get docked. Yeah. I mean, it's just tough times, man. It's not really. Uh, I, don't, I wouldn't blame Thor. It's, it's in the contract. You well, sign it. I, I you know agree Travis, to it. Travis is uh, leaving Thor, too, I heard. He's out now. Yeah, he's yeah. been gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, more power to him. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, I'm a supporter of Parts Unlimited, Lou, and all those guys over there. I mean, they do a good job. But, yeah. hey, times are tough. Things change. And, uh, yeah. So, wait. Like, look at MC. I mean, MC was at Fox forever, and then he left. He went, you know, he was a Cinesolo before that, and he ended up no fear. And, you know. He, he went back he, to Thor, and then, yeah. Yeah, he, he's right. bounced around. So, hey, it happens. Yeah, good point. All right, man. Well, let's wrap this thing up. All right, let's we're, do it. We're skipping Kenny's corner, skipping next round. Goggle tear off. No but problem. We'll we'll bring it back. We got a lot of we got a heavy hitters tonight. Kevin Windham, Jason Ellis, Chad Reed, Cassandra Regal, um, oh, <laughs> Mark really? Pellegrino. Oh really? I, uh, you don't even know who's on the show. <laughs> I'm not on your level, dude. Hey, let's let, before we close. Let's ask one question. What is going on with Cycle News? Just tell me. I don't know. I heard they're going away. They're done. Yeah, they're done. But but I talked to somebody today that says uh, they're not quite done. There could be there's definitely some interested uh, people in buying it and uh-huh. starting it up again. Like some of the people there have been told, hey, stick around, stick around. So there's a chance Cyclonews could come back. Do you think the internet killed Cyclonews? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. The internet and I think too much road racing coverage because you want to talk about the motocross world getting getting hit. Uh, the road race coverage was. Uh, the road race world has just dropped, you know. So, oh, man, these phones are lighting up, Kenny. Take them. You want to go or take yeah, them? Yeah, let's no, let's take them. You're a man of the we're fans. Here, we're here for the listeners. Papa Mech Show, you're on the air. Who, who's this? Yeah, this is Eric. Hey, what's up, Eric? How you guys doing? Good. How are you, man? Uh, hanging in there. Just caught the show at the end. Was just checking it out. Yeah, thanks. What'd you think? Yeah, just caught the end of the conversation to read. It was pretty good. Yeah, we'll have the archive up tonight. You can listen to the whole thing. Yeah, I listened to one last week. I was listening to it late one night, just dying. You guys are cracking me up. Yeah, well, we try. We try. We, we bring moto into it. We bring a lot of moto, but we bring a lot of other, like, you know, cock shots and things like that into it. So. Oh, yeah. It, it was a little bit of everything. Different, that was sure. Right. But, yeah, I was going to tell Watson. I watched the uh, Cabana show on the True TV. I was checking out the, uh, the Hard Rock deal. What did you think? Dude, it was awesome. Yeah, I'll be on. The, I'll be on episode four. That was episode nice. one. Yeah, I was actually checking it out, and I was like, "Oh man, I wonder if I can see him somewhere." Yeah, they're they're, they're talking about putting me in the cast for next year's. That's why I might I might not be able to do the show next year. Yeah. So. It's, oh wow! Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just big things. Are, big things are happening for me because of Watson, this show. Well, Watson could be possibly leaving the show. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. That's a bummer deal. Yeah. Well, hopefully for uh, 2011, I get some good riders and. And keep racing because I, I think that'd be awesome. I hope they get a good manager first, yeah. which will attract yeah. the better riders. Yeah, it's hard because Roger just you know left and is going to KTM, and I don't think there's anybody else out there that's at my level. Maybe Dave Osterman. 
because that guy's been yeah. trying to get my job for two years now. So maybe he could finally step up and and, and be a man. And, and he wants to come on the show, by the way. Please bring him on. Really? The show. Please bring him on the show. Will so you I'm have gonna, it out with him? I will ask him why he's, he tries to go behind my back after I've been friends with the guy for ten okay, years. Okay, that would be good. We're gonna book Dave. <laughs> well, no, it was a great show, though, guys, and just a uh, long time rider, and just kind of. A general observation, it's just kind of funny how these internet things, these guys can talk shit on these guys and have no idea about how much talent it takes to ride a dirt bike like that, you know. I mean, your local guys are, yeah, they're fast, but you go to the National and the guys are running back in 30th and stuff, those guys at a local track are just rippers and, you know, compared to the top five or top ten, you know, they, they don't look as fast and all of a sudden they get, you know, stuff talked about them and whatnot. It's just a joke. Right. Well said, man. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, have a good night. Good show, and uh, keep it going. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks for supporting the show. Papa Mech Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, this is Brock Simillion. Uh I just wanted to go over some silly season things with you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bring go it. ahead. Bring it. Can All right. Uh, number one, do you think that Roger DeCoster will uh, have any effect on KTM, or do you see that team turning around at all? I know they're throwing a lot of money around. Uh, I heard that they had offered Porcel $2 million, uh, for a riding next year, and he turned it down. Is there any truth to that, too? I would tell you that that is not true because at this day and time, anyone's offering $2 million, they're jumping on it. And the second part of your question, yes, Roger Coster will help that program. If you heard Chad Reed, he is, he is more of a development guy. Like, you know, he could look at a motorcycle and he can go back and machine stuff. He will help that program. And uh, do you think that he will have anything to carry over to the, uh, like the uh, amateur side of it too, or will that be strictly pro? Uh, you know, I, I think if they come with a good setup, that's something that works. I definitely think that things will turn around there. You know, Mike Sleater is the guy that runs the KTM amateur program, um, and I think that he does a really, really good job with, with, with what he does. Um, and, you know, once again, it's like – you're good as the resources that you have. Yeah, like a few years ago, they went in hard to the amateur scene. They recruited the Whartons. They had um, Jason Anderson, I think they had. Yes, uh, yep. And they went in hard, and they gave a lot of support out, and it was just starting to maybe finally show some fruits of their labor, and all of a sudden they were like, we're broke, we're out. So, like, yeah. they need to get back in, I think, somehow. I don't know what kind of budget it takes. I think it takes a lot these days because – when I was at well, Yamaha. Anderson Anderson had some breakout rides, but uh, he kept having bike failures uh, to uh, last year actually on a KTM. And uh, yes, yeah. yes, sir. That's what uh, at Loretta's he was blazing fast. He just had some bike problems, and that's that's the reason that he was still amateur this year. Yeah, I think you know with Roger going there, he he has a crew of guys that work really good with him, and I think. If he is able to take the personnel with him that he has, just like Larry Brooks, when Larry Brooks was at KTM when he started, you know, his team, he took a lot of guys with him that helped that program. And when he went to his own program, they had a good base. They knew each other. They worked well together. And it was, you know, they worked good with Yamaha and everything. Just, you know, they developed some stuff yeah. that Yamaha did, and it when, went back and forth. So I, I really believe that, you know, Roger DeCoster is an icon of this sport. And Roger DeCoster knows the ins and outs of dirt bikes and how things should work. And, you know, he, he can work with riders. I mean, I, no disrespect to Roger DeCoster, but if you look before Ricky Carmichael came there, they didn't win championships, you know, when they had Vulliman and they had Tortelli and they had, you know, Nick Way and they had all these other guys. Until they got those guys on the bike that could give them good feedback and develop a bike and help set it up, they really were, were handcuffed. But when they, once they got that elite rider that could say, hey, 
uh, you know, the bike's not working good, where they could go back and watch film and work on it to make things happen. Roger needs those people in front of him that could give him that kind of feedback. Um, because if you don't have a guy that can go out and tell you what he wants, you're, you're defeating the cause. You're, you're screwed. Yes, sir. Uh, Mathis, I'm actually uh, semi-pro 111 from, uh, from uh, the uh, <coughs> PlayStation Network thing, and uh, I was the one who got six at Loretta's last year, and I actually got fourth this year. I had talked to you once before. Oh, uh, yeah, right on. I remember you calling but, uh, Right. Yeah, we, we, had, uh, we had some talks with KTM uh, right after Loretta's, and, and we've kind of continued talks with them, so I was just wondering what yeah. you guys thought. Yeah, I, I, honestly, but, uh, I honestly don't think Roger will have anything to do with the amateur stuff. He's just not. No. He's not into it. I know he never was a big follower of, you know, Bess and Riddle and all that. That was kind of Cole Gress's deal. But, I mean, uh, yeah, Sleater. I didn't know Sleater was in charge of that. Yeah. I thought he was R&D guy. No, he's the Hey, what's, what's up with Sleater lately? Is he still racing pro or is he just Yeah, he races once run? in a while. And yeah. And he uh, – he, he works for KTM. He's, he's a full-time employee at KTM, and that's his job. He runs the amateur support program. Uh, did he get any points this year or anything? Because he has my number that I want when I go pro. <laughs> no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think you have nothing to worry about. Yeah, I think he's out. Okay. But, but, Thank you. But he doesn't – when you hold a license and a number, you don't have to retain – as long as you sign up, you can keep your number. Oh, so, uh, really? Yeah, so okay. it doesn't matter. I mean, if he scored 18 points or zero points, he could – you know, request that he's when he signs up and gets his license that he still wants to retain one one one. Well, maybe if I get in good with KTM, I can talk him out of it or something like that. There you go. There you go, buddy. Well, good luck with uh, everything. I I also heard that Dungey was going to KTM next year. Is there any truth to that? I, I would, don't know. I would beg to differ. But. I heard I heard from somebody that might know that he has an out in his deal if the coster isn't there. I that's what For I heard this year. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, that's, that's what I heard. I Twittered it a little while ago. Uh, totally rumor, speculation. But the, the person who told me I trust that they know something about the sport and something that's going on. But we'll see. I can't see that happening. I do know this, though. Yeah. They were worried about the cost of leaving, the Dungy camp. They were worried about the cost of leaving. And at Washugal, I was told that they called a big meeting with the head of Suzuki, whoever Mel Harris's job, whoever does Mel Harris's job now. And they called a big meeting with Suzuki, and they were assured Roger, Ian, and Goose are all going to be there next year, and everything's going to run the same. And they told me that, oh, yeah, we're good. We're, we're all assured that everything's good. But looks like they're not so assured. But they were worried. They're, they were worried. There was some smoke there as, as far back as Washougal that Roger might check out. Well, there's, uh, there's always assurances that don't work out in those teams, isn't there? Yeah, I had insurance that Kenny would, you know, come on the show and be good. And look what happened. Well, you also had assurance that he'd be there for a little while, right? I don't know. He keeps saying he's going to leave. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty butthurt about that. Kenny? I, 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 well, bigger, better things down the road, my friend. Yeah, well, you're going to be like, you know, you're going to be like the MX chick to us, the girl that we always want back and yeah. we can't get her back, you know? Yeah. Hey, David Caruso left NYPD Blue and thought it was awesome to go yeah. to the movies and look what happened to him. Well, you know what? Let yeah. me tell you something real quick. The, the, the moto chick bailed, you know, kind of be cordial with the girl. But you know what? With her being gone, uh, something else just came into my life that could be very, very a very blessing to me. So everything happens for a reason, my friend. Yeah, but I mean, you know, moto, the moto chick there is probably someone better. If we lose you, I mean, you, you and Mathis just go together. You're like, you're like John Gallagher and idiocracy, you know? I mean, it wow. just goes hand in hand. I like you. I like you a lot. You don't even race pro, and you know that guy's an idiot. That's how I know, <laughs> that's how I know, that's how I know you're going to be all right. <laughs>
Okay, well, next well, time you're uh, race, you maybe in a me. couple of years, if everything goes right, I might be a chance to ride on Hart and Huntington Kawasaki's or something like that. Sweet Jesus, I hope you get better than that. Yeah, I know. Did you read the, <laughs> the chat room all night? Everyone was telling team, me that. My team, team hostility. Sucked. Go for team hostility first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Team hostility is, has us covered, and it's crazy. Right on. Thanks, man. Hey, thanks for the call. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Uh, we go together, Watson. Hey, dude, you know what's funny? What? Someone in the chat room said, is, is Dave Feeney's job safe? Dave Feeney hasn't worked at Suzuki since last year, right? Yeah. 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 I wonder if Tony Berluti's job would be safe. If he was <laughs> I don't know. Him. I wonder if Berluti's job is safe. Hey, can we get Berluti in studio one, one time? Yeah, let's do it next show. <laughs> you keep telling me that, but all right, let's wrap this up. Thank you to JGRMX.com. Thank you to XBrandGoggles.com. There's a discount, 40% off. Type in the uh, XPro 2010. You get a discount on that. Uh, check out JGRMX at JGRMX.com. TREMX.com, free shipping, anything over $100. Uh, type in PulpMX Show, all caps, and you get a discount. Anything you order over there, home of the Racer's Edge, good guys at TRE, no doubt about it. Support those who support this show, and maybe Kenny will stick around. Watson, we will uh, see you next week, right? That's right. We'll be here. <laughs> you sound so thrilled, dude. So thrilled. I'm pumped. So, uh, I, I should we go wait. one more week and then a week off for you? I, I cannot wait. Until you come back and we get the uh, the Ellis update. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Ellis really cares about me. I I, I do. I can't wait until he he takes a gander at you. Buddy. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Well, thank you everybody for listening. It's been a great show. Thanks to our guests. Thanks to Kenny for showing up early, and uh, thanks to my wife for coming up here and defending me. Thanks to everybody, and we will see everybody uh, next week. Kenny, say goodbye. Bye everyone. Thanks for supporting the show. See you guys next week. Talk to you next week chat room you guys are awesome there we go thanks that was amazing you guys changed people's lives tonight i know it was so awesome yeah it was awesome compared to bullshit you know how to cut to the core of me baxter you're so wise but like a miniature buddha covered in hair